All right, now we're live. PKA 253. Thank you, Anthony, for coming on. This episode is being brought to you by brought, brought to you on Painkiller Ready. It's being brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Shave time, shave money, Dollar Shave Club. Fucking awesome razors. Started off rough, finished strong. Good job, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you. I was still kind of giggling from uh, for, from uh, what we were talking about before. The pre-show started getting good. I'm like, I'm recording. We're going live. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I brought up the topic. I, I, I was saying that uh, Opie, your ex-co-star, does not get the same love he did when you were there. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, not love, I guess you could call it, <laughs> going on. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I don't even know like totally where it comes from. I mean, obviously people are mad that there's no Opie and Anthony show anymore, uh, but. You know, to totally focus that negative energy on him is—it's uh, pretty bizarre. Um, yeah. Yeah, you were there for that cake stomp thing, physically present, and <laughs> yeah. there are so many clips from the Opie and Anthony show because I'm a big fan. I go through all the old YouTube shit of yeah. him doing something cringeworthy, and everybody else just—even you and Jimmy—feeling so uncomfortable that you're like bringing your hands in because you don't want to yeah. even be a part of it at all. But. Uh, yeah. At the time, did you know that was just shitty and going to bite him in the ass? Um, I didn't know at the time. We, I guess we were always trying to, you know, top the last thing we did or, you know, get people to be outraged about something. But that one, like, I did not see it coming. I didn't know he, what he was going to do. I didn't know he was going to do that. When he did it, I did. I, like, just sunk my, my head in my hand and went like, <laughs> Oh my God, that is really bad. Are we talking about the cake incident? Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe stuff. you know. I, I, this is what's important to me from the outside. Can we lay it out for the listeners? Sure. Kyle. Yeah. We, we were, I, I don't uh, feel like I know it well enough yeah, to lay, let it lay it out because because I've just seen like the, the the like the five seconds of it happening, so I don't know what happened before and yeah, after. Yeah, we used to do a walkover because we had to do uh, mornings over at K Rock in New York City, and then. The other half of the morning we did over at the XM studio, neither company wanted us working from the other studios <laughs> while we did it. It was really a dumb political thing. But we did this uh, walkover because it was just about a block and a half away, the studios, and we would mic ourselves and actually broadcast our walk down <laughs> 57th Street live uh, when we would walk. I like uh, that. And there's just homeless people all over, and you know the the characters you get in in Manhattan. So this homeless guy Andrew used to sit outside of K Rock uh, every day, and we'd chat with him about things during the walkover, and uh, we'd give him money and shit. And then it turns out he he had a cake, and he opens it up. He's like, "Oh, I have cake. Would you like some cake?" And uh, we were like, "Oh, no thanks, no thanks." And he goes, "Oh, let me let me see it." And he goes, here, it's a good cake. And he goes, you know, treat yourselves. He was so nice about it. <laughs> oh, he goes, oh, wow, this is great. Puts it on the ground, jumps up, and just smashes down on it with both feet. And uh, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. You're just like, <laughs> no! And yeah. he's, he's homeless and disabled or something. So we all gave him money, and, and he was upset about it. Like, I earned that cake. <laughs> it, I felt really bad for him. Uh, we gave him, like, it, was, it amounted to hundreds of dollars. Because also the, the listeners that wanted to hang out, they would walk over with us. They'd wait for us and walk over. So a bunch of people were giving him money and stuff like that. Uh, but I think the crux of the whole thing was, hey, you can't just buy someone's dignity like that. 
you know, you smashed his cake. Uh, he was upset about it. He was doing you a favor. And just because you throw him money, even if it's a lot of money, uh, it still comes off as a really shitty thing to do. Um, that seems so. to be where that hate comes from. <laughs> but even more than that is like that's that's all that that guy had in that moment was like I, I have, have this cake. Like, hey. yeah. and I the earned this cake. In, like like I wasn't aware that was a broadcast. I wasn't aware that he was giving any money. It seemed to me like like. Here's this big shot radio guy walking down the road, mm -hmm. like just kicking shit in anybody's <laughs> face. It's like, you know, the old school bully who kicks the sand in, in, in guy's face? He comes off like that guy, look like the ultimate bad guy, and who's just going to stomp this guy who's who has as little as anyone has and, and yet is freely offering it to this yes, man. Here, yes. would you like some of what I treasure the most? Uh, you know, treasure. Treasure the most, and, and then he stomps it. And you're just like, that's all he had. And he says, he goes, I earned that, and I'm like, what did he do? What did he do to earn that? Like, he's blowing some nasty guy in an alley for that old cheesecake. Yeah, how did he earn it? <laughs> Just double pumping. Yeah, you think he this went? This is gonna be worth it in about half an hour. He didn't do someone's taxes for that cheesecake. Get get real, like he did something yeah, yeah. awful for that fucking cheesecake, and he just stomped it. But knowing that he got compensation does make me feel better uh, about it, the whole thing. It makes thing. it better, but I, I got to tell you, Re Reddit, especially the uh, Opie and Anthony uh, subreddit, they have uh, just gone all out to fuck with Opie really badly. And they wanted to present it like you just thought that, that he <laughs> was walking down the street. And, uh -huh. Fuck you, That's and you came to me. Yeah. yeah. So, you know... Uh, there, like, there's a lot of non-love there, and that was one way of kind of getting him, uh, trying to get him in trouble, I guess, is what they're uh, trying to do now. So I don't really understand it. I, I, I've had my ups and downs with Opie, that's for sure. You go 20 years of doing radio with somebody, you're going to have some issues. Um, but to that point, it's like, wow, where did that come so from? So let me ask you, we've had uh, some staff turnover on this podcast over the years. It's, it's like five years old, so it's not 25, but it's time. And uh, I feel like typically at the moment there's a split, the animosity is at its peak. At this point, I'd have any of our ex-hosts back on as a guest. It, from a distance, it seems like you're going the opposite. Like on split day, you came on the show shortly afterwards. You could not f squeeze a negative word out of you. You know, I completely understand why he didn't stand by me. I, you know, like it. And and now uh, some time has passed, and you're like, yeah, he could suck a dick. Am, am I am yeah. I on target with this at all? <laughs> there was, uh, you know, there was a time where I was just kind of like, well, you know, what were they supposed to do? I understand. Opie and Jimmy both, they got jobs. Uh, they're, they're, they have a lot of responsibilities. They're making a good paycheck and shit, you know. Uh, but it started getting to me when I'm thinking like he changed things around so much so quickly afterwards. And it, it was like, wow, I don't think he really went to bat for him. I don't think it was a really a, wow, I'll do anything to get him back. It's like, oh, well. Uh, yeah, he's not here. I like, have one like, of this. It seems like they were like, yeah, Anthony's going to be gone, but we're going to kick that studio up a couple fucking notches, buddy. Are you ready? Are you ready, Ophie? And he was like, yeah. yes, yeah, I there's, am. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's HD video going on in there now and, uh, you know, all the, uh, a lot of very guest intensive and stuff like that, which is fine. And it's just, I, I don't think he really went into the bosses and said, look, you fucking unfire him 
or the whole show is gone. Like yeah. at least bluff. At least say you're going to do that. And if they go, all right, take it easy, then you go, okay, let's be reasonable. <laughs> it just seems like the first time they, they, they were standing in front of a neon sign that said the Opie and Anthony show, and they were like, what do you want, this? Or then like a big wall slides out of the way, and it's just like yeah. the Opie show or that. Yes. And he's just like, yeah. 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 Like it's like that it. scene in Tropic Thunder where Tom Cruise is like trying to buy off Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it, you know, it's what it is. Uh, we we haven't spoken at all. Really, uh, not a word. I was fired. No, just a, maybe a text or two uh, at the beginning. But now it's like you know he does his thing, I do mine. I don't and know why I'm so shocked. Sorry to cut you off, but I we've got one host, Wings, who's been back on the show since, and everything is friendly. And, and we have another host where literally like a text or two and haven't spoken at all. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's. Well, I think I think he kind of gave up on any um, any anything that was in the public eye at all. Like I think he kind of shut down his whole social media thing and the whole persona that was lefty uh, is dead. Uh, I feel like I think that's what happened. Social media is just a pariah. Worst. <laughs> it's just the worst thing you could get involved in. It's so harsh. I I, I think regular people don't know it because they don't have as much as stake, right? Yeah. Like you know if. <laughs> If you're like a mom or something and you're like, well, then just look away. It's social media. <laughs> it's nothing, right? But when your job is a social media popularity contest and then all of a sudden people are like attacking you and misrepresenting you and cutting what Opie did and all that stuff, like right, don't, right. then all of a sudden like social media is a, a whole, totally different thing. I got to fix this. I got to get on social <laughs> yeah. media. Oh no, I'm twice the asshole. I was before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah right and, and there's this balance you know sometimes you want to like lay all the correct facts out there you're like if people just knew the truth everything would be fine and then no there's no good way to handle it because you either you say something that people hate you either have to like double down like yeah i did mean fuck that veteran or you have to completely backtrack and be like well actually the facts are and then you look like a bitch like, hey there's no way to win you want to hear an asshole i, I had a, a thought process earlier today so okay I, <laughs> you know how like you see a veteran you thank them for their service as yeah. a guy who pays a lot of taxes i was like you know maybe they should thank me back like th <laughs> that was the thought process like oh sir thank you for your service oh you're woody's gamer tag well i'll have you know it wasn't completely altruistic i i, I entered the services really with no job prospects whatsoever i fucked off in high school couldn't get into college now i got a gi bill and a whole set of skills i was kind of a dickwad headed into it they turned me into a man so thank you woody you're a fucking <laughs> awesome taxpayer wouldn't that be nice yeah, that's a popular way to look at it. You're going to have a lot of people behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's real good. Hey, I don't see that's what can good. go wrong. Bravo. There, Social right? media will approve of that hey, stance. Why don't, you, why don't you get your new puppy out and stomp it real quick? Uh, yeah. Hand the camera down so we see it all. Yeah, yeah just so we can tone down from the veteran hate. You know, <laughs> writing that tax check is just as dangerous as you know, that, that, going out there was, and trying look, to I was talking about this. Terrorists. I was talking about this like a couple days ago. I, uh -huh. I was like, there was one year where like, I was sitting in the accountant's office, and I'll just say the number. Like, like she was like, "Well, we don't know the exact number," is what she said to me, and I was like, "Okay, okay." And she's like, "But what we like to do is just go ahead and write me a check for fifty thousand, and I'm gonna send that to them, and I'm gonna keep going. And when I get closer to the final amount, like, you just send me a check for that amount." And I was like, oh, <laughs> what's the second amount gonna be? What do you think that'll be?" And she's like. 
I don't know. And I was like, well, give me a fucking ballpark, like 10 more thousand. And she's like, oh, no, I don't think we'll get away quite like that. And it was another 52. She, the next uh, time she was like, it's 52. And I was like, oh, you, it, you, you made it seem like you were at least getting halfway yeah. there on that first trip. Like, like, you need another 50. Oh, and, and those are like two of the biggest checks I've ever written in my life. Uh, and both of them just went. Yeah. You don't get anything back. Like nothing I mean, came back. Yeah. You just you leave the, the table best part, and you got fucked. The best part about that is after you do all that and all said and done, to then have people yelling at you that you're not doing your fair share. <laughs> you're not doing your fair share. God damn it. That year I felt like I really did my fair share. I felt like I bought a lot of like I, rocket fuel or missiles or ammo or yeah. something. I, I'd see that, you know, it was during a time where we were really active over in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I was just like, keep it up, boys. I you know what? I don't think enjoy that, that flak vest, to... that that up armored uh, yeah. ATV, all that. Stuff. They should yeah. be like, what are you bought a Humvee this year? Just, you know, love you want to try it? You know, you want to go jumping in the dunes? Like that should be my reward for my taxes. No, you don't know it. You don't deserve any reward. You deserve, oh. you know, people to hate you. It's not yeah. going to be until Chancellor Sanders gets to be in office that you can truly pay your fair share. Chancellor Sanders. I want at least adopt. You know, have an adopt a J Dam kind of program or something. You know. Here's what I would want. Like, like. I would like to choose, I, there should be an option, I feel like 100k should definitely get your own private footage from the missile as it hits the insurgents. Like, oh, I, want that to, is I want them to like ring me up and be like, it's happening, it's happening, and I like get on Skype and they patch me in, and they're, like, <laughs> your they're like, which ones do you want to hit, Kyle? And I'm just like, the lead vehicle. <laughs> and I just watch as it like goes in and takes out the, the, the SUV Money or Money well spent. I, yeah. At least I feel good about what happened. But. That'd be a good way to get more people to voluntarily pay taxes. You know, all it costs is a GoPro just to know what you're doing with that money. You know? They've already got the camera there. They just got to patch us in. Yeah. What if, I feel like if they really told us, what we're, we're picking the military, right? Because we think like that's like money in effect, right? Like, give me this much money and then boom. And that's the quickest way to visualize your money going and doing a thing. But we know where our money really went, right? Like once it, it was diversified into just oh, billions yeah. of wasteful things. It's it, mm -hmm. it just lots of waste, lots of waste. I, I, yeah, it wouldn't be as exciting if the cameras just showed, like, Sue Bob's eighth kid, like, in detention for the tenth time that <laughs> week, just knowing that it's another drain when I, they graduate. In Ocean yeah. City, New Jersey, uh, one of the bridges that leads into it, um, it, it was a deteriorating wooden bridge. And this wooden bridge at high tide was only, like, two and a half feet above sea level. So if it was windy, it would, like, splash your car. And I'll admit... It needed to be replaced. It was wooden and there were like splinters that would like fly in the air and stuff as you drove by. They replaced this thing with a fucking like mega bridge. It was four times longer and it must be 150 feet tall. The water is only like six feet deep. Like it's nothing. And, and it was this super bridge. And I'm like, that's pork. And that was my first lesson in what wasteful government spending was. That, that bridge could be for a super highway. And it was just a dinky little thing across... A river that you could walk across. It's so all of that works just like, yeah, let's over overbid on everything. The government will pay for it. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you get these smaller towns and they'll say, well, we, we asked the government for this much money last year. They, we can't ask for less this year because then mm -hmm. they'll say, well, that's all you're going to need next year. It's always more. It's always going to be yeah. more and more and more. 
So you're paying uh, way too much. That's why you're paying $100,000 in taxes. Uh, it's so much waste. I wish it was just a J-Dam or a Humphy or something fun. Yeah, I wish you could pick where your tax dollars went to an extent. I have been saying because that for then years. You could, yeah, you can see all the hyper-conservatives just want guns and all the hyper-liberals who only want the other stuff. All you gotta do is put a big checkbox uh, on a tax document, and you check the ones you would prefer for your money to go. And 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 that and that way we could. That's how we should like guide the nation's political policies. I feel like whatever's funded, really, the most, that's what we do. Yeah, you want to yeah, trust absolutely. the people to decide oh, yeah, how their money I, is spent? I would, I would check things like that. Mm -hmm. I I feel like NASA needs some more money. I'd be like, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, NASA, yeah, let's get them. It'd some totally money. be like a big popularity contest. Like there'd be no more FDA, no more safe banking, no more. Like, oh, come on, you, be che you check those boxes. There was a <laughs> microcosm of that. There was a microcosm of this in my high school where they had, like, you could, you, we had to, like, donate a certain amount to hit a goal for, like, some stupid fucking pizza party or whatever nonsense they were promoting it with. And it was like, you can donate to one of these six things. You can donate to, you know, battered women. You can donate to help the dogs. Or you can donate to help teach retarded kids to play ice hockey. And everyone was like, do we get to watch? Like, <laughs> we, uh, and so everyone donated to that one. Like, you know, the Did you get to watch? No. No. Oh. no they, they reallotted it because it wasn't uh, what they anticipated. Yeah. It's like zero dollars to help puppies. Oh, that sucks. They reallotted it. That's like when 4chan wins one of those online polls and they don't actually name the new Pepsi oh. flavor. Hitler was right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Mountain Dew Hitler did nothing wrong. With flavor. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, that would be more economical because you wouldn't have to buy them helmets. <laughs> Bring your own. They seem, yeah, the bus ride there, they're wearing them. It's, oh, goodness. That's just rude. I'm kidding, of course. No, no. Yeah. But uh, before we move on to the next topic, so you can check for my channel link in the description. I've got the Truly Terrible podcast over on my channel. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, really appreciate it. So, two thumbs up from Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have a ISIS music video. Do you guys want to watch it together? Oh, is it in English, right? Yes. It, it, it's not only is it in English, but it is subtitled because the English could be better. Um, the way we do this, Anthony, is we, we just go to the URL and then we pause it at zero. So, it like queues up at zero and then right. just count down and say play. I need to switch over so they can watch with us. Oh no! I don't think it's a joke, but I, I don't think we're. I feel like I have to mute Anthony during it or something because it's playing through your speakers. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I put that on mute. Oh, okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two, three, play. God, it's loud. It hurts my ears. Very high impact. It's not poorly done, really. No, it's it's very well done. Lots of uh, lots of quick cuts, action scenes, lots of artillery pieces, and automatic gunfire, and big fucking explosions. Big explosions. It's, uh, dead bodies. This is like a YouTube. Call of Duty montage. Yeah. Oh shit, is, did he just blow that tank Whoa. up? With himself. Blown apart. That was outrageous. 
Did you hear that? It, the line was like, their weapons are heavy, but the soldiers of Allah are more than ready. They even yeah, rhyme. A guy runs up and jumps on top of a tank and like blows the tank up with himself. He like slaps an explosive onto the, the top. They don't fear death. Their maidens await. They really believe that, huh? Interesting. I, I, they seem to. I think they're blowing up an oil refinery there. Whoa, that's a big one. I think that's an RPK that that guy had. Oof. A lot of focus on the dead people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they like to get a lot of good close-ups of death. Uh, on their own side, possible. too. Either way. Well, I don't know how you can tell who's on which side. We're the men who love death just as you love your night. I'm sorry, you love your life. We're the soldiers that fight through day and night. I like the Dr. Seuss feel. <laughs> <laughs> we will fight them in the sand. They will fear our mighty band. Like. Uh, it, it, I didn't mean I turned my volume off too much. It's hard to get it right. Like at one speck and it's too loud. There's lots of guys with uh, like recoilless rifles and RPGs and shit. Like that. Look at that guy. Brand new Chevy Tahoe. This guy's got a GoPro strapped to him running around with an AK in a village. Like, Looks like Call of Duty. It does, yeah. It freaked me out a little bit because. Capture the objective! <laughs> I... Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Look at all those Toyota trucks. Toyota, go somewhere! <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so. Ah, uh, it's almost over. The flag of Taweed? Wow. Alright. Alright. Wow, they've got a great editor. Yeah, it's just... The, the thing that... Go on, do you want to say something? I'm wondering about the production of that video. Did they, like, hire some guy who's, like, like, like a hippy-dippy guy, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna frame it like this, boss. You see how his brains are leaking out his ears? I'm gonna get down that close, right? Like, like I'm just imagining, like, how did they... Not the saturation they... on this one, you know? Yeah, how did they produce this uh, Kyle, video? Kyle, you're crackly. Can you try shaking the cord? I don't know if it's the cord or That's the... That's a different cord now. Yeah. One, two, three, four is my... Sounds... Crackly. crackly. It sounds good to me. That was very reminiscent of a Pat Benatar Shadow of the Night video from 1985. <laughs> <laughs> that may be what they were going for. Maybe they were, right? I, it was the first time I was able to see how at least those people view themselves as the good guys. You know, that like, we're brave, we're ready, we're going for this. I, I, you know, their weapons are heavy, we're more than ready. They, they stress their bravery a ton in that video. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't a lot catch of tactful omission of torturing and killing women and children. We raped all the children yeah. in the dark night. <laughs> like, I wanted that lyric to bust in. Like, like, wait, wait, did you say rapes the dark children in the, in the night? <laughs> what? Because, uh, like, we've seen the other, like, um, the mass executions where they just, like, take a guy, put him on his knees, pop him in the back of the head with a gun. And uh, to see death like that, like, the... the it's shocking to me to see the transition from life to death. I don't know if you've seen many of these videos, but it, uh, and it's just like, these are clearly the bad guys, you know, they're just lining up prisoners and killing way. them. But yeah. anyway, it's a little different watching. Like, you ever watch, uh, like Das Boot, 
and seeing yeah. from the from the German side the submarine, and that's a little different because you can kind of see that they're fighting for their cause, and and it's a very similar set of circumstances. These guys are just there for their brothers in a submarine, and uh, but that it's so alien to us that whole the ideology and the mental mentality of of what they're fighting for and what they're willing to do for it. Uh, it it's a little. I can't. I can't reach that point where I'm like, wow, maybe they are like the good guys to them. You know, they're they're friggin' animals. They really yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they got a lot of conviction because there aren't. I don't. I feel like there aren't too many things that would make me be like, you know what? Things are so bad over there in Syria. I'm gonna leave Egypt where everything's uh, kind of okay and I got a standard job here. I want to go over there and get into the to the evil business. I want to go over there and do that, and like like join yeah. up. The, I want one of those black flags too. And will they get me the mask? Do I get the mask, or do I have to bring my own? Like, is it is it bring your own mask? Like, how do they get into that thing? Because I, I know a lot of them are insurgents like that, but a lot of them are mercenaries too. You know, they're on a payroll. I wonder if those guys are just like, yeah, I don't really care about the virgins and all, but these guys pay well. They got the four hundred one k. This is a good gig. Like, like you think like, there's a four hundred one k plan in oh, ISIS? Look, he's like Abdul. Abdul, look at my teeth. Look at this full dental. <laughs> is that what it's like? Like, like I had to rape the children, but full dental. Like, like if that's the case, like I, you could kind of be like, ah, oh, shit, they do get full dental. Like I don't even have that, but. I feel like they're out there to do some evil. Like, it seems like, unlike other wars where they want power, these guys want to like carve out their side of the country and be like, this is. They, they want to rule it through that. Uh, what do they call it? A caliphate, an Islamic caliphate, where they, you know, it's the religion uh, is the rule of law, and and there's no difference between the religion and the government. It's all one big thing, and I, they just seem so evil. They seem extra evil. I wonder if the evil's part of the draw, right? Like, like it definitely is. If if it was like, hey, you know, you join us, there's no rules. You know, you know you, what I think are is, you not honestly, getting laid? Because there's all the sex you can muscle over here. And, you know, are, are you, do you like killing people? Because <laughs> that's my favorite hobby as well. It, yeah. they, are, they are so outwardly evil, though. Like, like, we don't just, like, we always hear about the evil they do. I feel like other people have done things just as bad, but they don't usually make YouTube videos of them. I, and I feel like that's telling. It seems like ISIS does these... Um, Horrible things like burning people alive and drowning people and crushing them with boulders and I see you know shooting individuals with explosives and stuff like that. I feel like they're doing that stuff just to be outrageous to get attention to draw more people to their cause. They're like shock jocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that's exactly. They are the shock jocks of evil. They're smashing that's, cakes of homeless people, you know, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good equivalency. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if they do it to, to bring more people to their cause, you know, by, by getting that media attention, or if they're trying to draw, like, you know, the United States into some sort of ground conflict where they could inflict they do damages. People. Like, have you seen the clips online where it's, like, some person from Sweden or Canada oh, who yeah. defected and they go and fight oh, over yeah. there? And you'll see them in, like, a pan of those clips where you kind of catch yeah. that face, the only white face, and they're thinking kind of that, see those wide, you know, saucer eyes of what have I done? <laughs> what people told me it would be, you know? Did you see those two girls who were telling, that? so they were, they were communicating with some ISIS guys online, and basically they said that they wanted to go there and become wives uh, of ISIS <laughs> fighters. And so they, 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 they send the girls enough money to like fly to wherever the fuck, and the girls are like, fuck you, and just keep moving on. They just get them, and they find another ISIS guy and rip him off, too. That's their, that's their game. They're just Catfish. telling these guys that ISIS they want to... ISIS edition. 
<laughs> that seems really dangerous. Right, right. I don't know. What are they gonna do? Come get you? Yeah. I don't know about no. that. Ah, you're over there in Russia or France or somewhere catfishing them. They won't come get you there. <laughs> you know, it, it seemed like it was just a week or two ago. We were all con not all convinced I wasn't, but you know, oh, they're mixed in with the refugees, ready to infiltrate Norway. And I think they are. Okay, and now it's inconceivable that they would be near the catfishers? To Canada. I, I feel, I, all right, so I feel like the fact that we don't see that many, like, lone wolf uh, attacks in first world countries from this group of evil fuckers is an indication that they really don't have that many agents in place. Like, it's not like, they're not like the Soviets where you know, they've infiltrated our fucking government or I something. I think part of it is, is it takes, like, a, a big group think to keep the crazy going, you know? Like, like they're like, yeah, those fucking people in Denmark are absolutely evil, fuck them all. And then you get to Denmark and you're like, these are just people. They're just regular people, like maybe I was wrong. blown away by like fruit all times of year and AC and television and they're like, you know, this Western civilization thing, not as shitty as they were telling me. But I doubt I was, they're you know, that surprised. You have to be in North Korea to like not have TV and have I bet they've seen Friends the TV show or, or you know How I Met Your Mother or something yeah, I doubt they're like <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I'm not saying they're living the lifestyle. I'm just saying that, that they know of it. Like, they don't go to Denmark and they're shocked. Like, look at this. Bookshelves full of books and air conditioning and kitchen tables. All right, so, so back when Boris Yeltsin came to, uh, came to the United States, uh, he had this idea of what the U.S. was, and, and he got there, and he made a surprise visit to a grocery store. They'd taken him to a grocery store before, and he saw how well-stocked it was and everything. And he was like, ah, oh, fucking propaganda. I see. They took me to this grocery store. <laughs> so they're driving along, and he's like, no, 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 no. This one. This one here. And they go in, and he, see, he walks through the grocery store. And it's the same. It's like every American grocery store. Completely fully stocked, overstocked with, with choices. And he cried, and it shattered his uh, beliefs about, uh, about communism and about the world. It was a it was a big uh, thing that happened back then. I feel like that's the same with these. No, guys. that was pre-internet. Now there's a million jackasses doing day in the life videos that show you what stores look like. These <laughs> these guys don't look too uh, internet savvy to me. Like I, I don't I don't know. Uh, not all of them anyway. Well, they just I put out a pretty well edited video. I think well, there's a logistical issue with some of these. Like uh, you could get like a lone wolf kind of guy that wants to go in and just shoot something up. But for an organized uh, ISIS event, like it takes a lot to get information and the supplies they need without somehow, you know, the good guys getting wind of it and busting up, you know, whatever group is doing. It doesn't seem to be as easy as we tend to think it is for a, a major event to go down. Uh, I, if we're, you know, I feel like major events are easy to pull off. Like, not that I'm motivated, so don't go all wacky with what I'm about to say, listeners. <laughs> but <laughs> if I wanted to get like 15 kills tomorrow, I bet I could find a crowd and and get that. Well, not uh, kills; you can't guarantee. But I bet I could get 15 hits. I could get 15 wounded. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't take that much logistical craziness. Well, I'm not entering that's what I mean, into like, this. For but for a lone wolf or, or, you know, even what's happening in Israel, these guys just driving trucks into bus stops and then they get out and just start chopping away. Uh, obviously, that, that does the job as far as terrorizing goes. But I mean, to do something on a, a scale of, hey, New York City, a big event, uh, a few people with vest bombs or something, to get all that material and the communications you need, 
I, th I think is a lot tougher than we, we seem to think it is. Hmm. Could be. I've never organized I, a terrorist attack. I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the details of all that, but um, the, the fact that they don't happen more often has always occurred to me as an indicator that either our enemies aren't very good at what they're doing or they aren't as motivated to do it as our government tells us they are, and it's kind of just a big excuse to spend that a lot on it. the military and the It was always the forces. second one to me. Because I'm waiting for drone grenade. I'm waiting for goddamn drone grenade or drone C4 because that's thing. Like, that seems to be the easiest thing to do. Sporting event, drone, autonomously fly it into a friggin' thing. And, and I know a guy is. who makes YouTube videos who has one of those. Like, yeah. Like, like, like whenever it whenever they they talk about like this or that, I'm just like, I know a guy that makes fucking YouTube videos who built that shit. Like like yeah. Richard Ryan has a drone that'll drop a fucking uh, uh, high explosive charge, and it uses sonar, and it, it, it it's uh, it remote detonates above <laughs> above the uh, at, at proximity above the ground, so it's yeah. an air burst. Like, I, I believe if you wanted a remote controlled bomb, Kyle could could whip something together by tomorrow. I don't know anything about all that. Bullshit. I, Bullshit. He's got drones all over the place, and, and I just imagine that he could put a thing together and make it go. It's real simple stuff. It's like, it's, it's basic, basic stuff. Like, like you, the, the ingredients you could buy um, anywhere, and, you know, there's just nothing to it. I yeah. wonder why we don't see that kind of effort being uh, put forth by bad guys. Yeah. You would think that someone would have found their way into, like, a college football stadium between two rivals when there were hundreds of thousands of people there, if they were that motivated, you know? Like, it would so, seem like the, the stampede could do more damage than the bomb. That's what I'm saying. It's like the bomb would happen, and then you're at like an Ohio especially, State game. There's 60, especially if they're going off in like sequence. Okay, every, yeah. every, every two minutes, another one's going off. And, and so at first, maybe they're orderly, but by that second one, they're like, well, let's get the fuck out of here. And by the third, it's just crushing. See, that's that organization thing that like seems to be lacking in these... Uh, yeah. These lazy yeah, terrorists. I think, I think I think they're a bunch of fucking flunkies. I think that, that we don't have all that much to fear because I mean they they just don't fuck with us anymore. They haven't for a long time. Just little bitty things yeah. here and there. Uh, I mean those that boss that thing in Boston was horrible, but that wasn't our, our you know global. I don't think that was Al Qaeda. That was just those crazy Zarnayev brothers. Like yeah. they had they were they hated Jews and and anyone who wasn't them. That that guy. I don't know if anyone if you guys know, but like prior to them pulling that bombing off i think the older brother had cut the throats of at least two jewish men and killed them um like a year or two prior to that like, hmm. like these were bad guys how was he not in jail he got that? away with it oh so he just admitted it in like a manifesto like i also slit two jewish guys throats no it was a thing where they, i think the the surviving a, brother gave him up or something maybe i don't remember the details i honestly don't mm. but um but I remember that that was a thing that he had done, and they knew for sure he had done it. Uh, I think he had been investigated about that. I I don't think that that was like like these guys weren't strangers to our uh, to the FBI or to uh, to anybody in our government. They knew about these guys, or at least the older brother, because um, he I think he had been investigated for that. Yeah, well, they were just two crazy people. As far as like the terrorists we're referring to, ISIS seems like even if they. Like they're not organized enough to fuck with us over here on a large scale, but it also seems like they have their start their sights targeted in on their own home region and also creeping up into Eastern Europe and maybe eventually Western Europe. Like we don't really seem to be the main target anymore, from what I understand. At least not our homeland or even our embassies. Really, I mean, back um, back in the '80s, it seemed like they blew our embassies up and stuff like that. It doesn't. So seem what like you're saying is Obama keeps us safe. 
Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, Obama <laughs> now our has... guns keep us safe. <laughs> <laughs> to an extent. But, I, I, yeah, I feel like Obama has been going crazy with those drones and just bombing the shit Dude. out of people the last eight years. And, and I think he's been keeping them cut down. Trump has he's been going crazy with his... I, you know, I don't know that I want Trump to be my president, but I do feel like I owe him a debt of gratitude for making sure that Jeb is not my president. <laughs> <laughs> Trump fucks up Jeb all the time. Jeb is like fourth in the polls now, and he's still bullying stupid Jeb. Um, yeah. You know, it, like he did. It, I love the like, whole like George Bush kept us safe thing as if his presidency started on 9-12, right? You know, like <laughs> the guy, he took the whole fucking month of August off. That's when they gave him the security briefing, right? Al-Qaeda determined to attack you know, the, us with planes or something. But he's on vacation over at his ranch, cleaning brush, putting in his truck or whatever he's doing. And then uh, the next month after his vacation, he comes back. The country is bombed, you know, with, with four jets and people die and thousands are dead or whatever. But he's the one that kept us safe. And then Trump cleverly, or I forget, maybe it wasn't Trump who said this, but it's like, how is what Bush did keeping us safe? But Hillary is completely responsible for what happened in Benghazi on her watch. And I was like, ah, oh, this is a clever little thing. Like, it, it, no, I mean, why didn't Hillary's term just start after her tragedy? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. I, just, I don't like her. I don't I like her either. Her. I listened to her, some of her testimony today, her being questioned by that committee oh. or whatever. Uh, she did a really, really good job uh, at that. I thought she, she, came, she, she explained herself well. Um, they were obviously conservatives uh, on that committee and, and liberals on it, so the conservative would just ask the same question three fucking times in a row, and she'd be like, well, as I've stated before, and as I'll continue to state, and then she'd like lay her response out again, but then it'd get to a, uh, a liberal uh, member of the, um, the committee, and they'd be like, and, and she would really, yeah. no, well, even better than that, she'd be like, the senator said in the public recently that he was not that the Clinton Foundation wasn't one of the targets of this and it had nothing to do with this, and yet he spent his entire time limit questioning you about the about the Clinton Foundation and other things, blah blah blah. And what do you think that means? Like like she really like was serving them up uh, for <laughs> left and right. It was interesting to hear her uh, on. She was so comfortable and so well spoken. But the in thing what is, was a scary situation. When you watch someone like Hillary Clinton. Being uh, uh, speaking well and defending herself well, it's you just look and go, oh my God, she's a great liar. She's Amazing. a great. She can defend herself. The Clintons are very good at defending themselves, uh, and and look still looking like it gives plausible deniability. That's all. It all need. depends on the definition of is is right. Do you it remember is, that? Is. <laughs> I did not have sex. Yeah, I mean they're they're very good at it. When I see her and people are saying, "Wow, she really did a good job uh, in front of the committee," it's like, yeah, because she's so good at bullshitting everybody uh, that she comes off looking good. I don't know. I think uh, I think she was a very lackluster uh, Secretary of State to say the least. Uh, if not, she literally, you know, ah, people were killed under her watch. <laughs> and um, there, there's plenty of paperwork saying that they wanted and needed things that weren't given to them. And she's great at passing the buck. So that paperwork was actually for a different location. Um, it, it wasn't Benghazi. It was like somewhere else in the same country. And... Uh, um, I don't know the whole thing it, it like back when Bush was president who was his secretary of state was it Powell 
Colin Powell. And then, no, yeah, and then he was replaced know. by somebody else. But um, Donald Rumsfeld first, right? Change? Rumsfeld, uh, Cheney was his vice president. Bikes. Rumsfeld was the like DOD department head or something like that. And Condoleezza Rice, I think you're right, is the Secretary yeah, I, of State. I believe. I believe Cheney's title was emperor. I think. <laughs> but yeah, it seemed like embassies were attacked left and right under Condoleezza Rice, and embassies and uh, like all, all kinds of shit. And it was always like, well, we're at war, and these are the people they attack. Some vulnerable spots, they're out there. And then it happens to Clinton. It, it's politically motivated. It's totally politically motivated. The Republicans have so much as minute it's politically motivated. I'm not saying I'm voting for Clinton. I'm just saying this whole fucking thing stinks. Like, yeah, I agree. It, like, this is not fair politics. No one's discussing what we should be doing. They're just slinging mud at her. And four people died? Please. That's kitty stuff in, in, in military matters. You know, four people but, probably died today. I'm not that sure. Whole bullshit, that whole bullshit so. story with the video, though, and because they, they were preaching before the election the fact that, oh, we're so safe, we haven't had a terrorist event, mm. and then that's so close to the election so they pawn it off, knowing that protest. it was a coordinated terrorist event, on some asshole video that no one ever saw or would have seen the light of day if, if they hadn't blamed it on that, and then lied about what it was really all about. That, to me, is uh, pure political bullshit. And, uh, you know, I know the, the right does it also, the Republicans, but they get called out when, when they do it, too. So... You know, who's, why give her a pass? I, I hear you. I, I miss John Stewart. I feel like John Stewart, his job was to keep everyone in check. And you know, we were talking about where our money goes. Like, like they uh -huh. spent over five million dollars during the, with this Benghazi investigation. That's how the liberal uh, uh, representative began her questioning. She's like, "We've spent like this many years, over five and a half million dollars. This many," uh, and, and she's like. And here we are. And like, like that's where it was like her opening statement. It happened really, to Bill too. Like the, so I don't know the details of it. I, I don't know how many people do, but when they found the Monica Lewinsky thing, it started out as investigating some sort of real estate investment trust that Bill Clinton I, I don't know I don't I'm gonna mess up the details, so forgive me, but I think that he had like bought real estate and then the zoning perhaps changed on that real estate. The value Light went up and, and they thought that he was, yeah, involved in enhancing the value of that real estate. And then they sold it, but they couldn't find anything wrong with it. So then they, they morphed into something else having to do with Hillary buying cattle. And that situation to me is one of the most fucked up. As a guy that's done some investing, she put $1,000 in and in three months turned it into like $100,000, nailing every fucking peak and valley in cattle futures, which I know she doesn't know shit about, right? Like cattle futures are for farmers or something to protect their costs. And, and it, but like, so, so she would like ride cattle to the top and then right before a tank, she'd short it, ride cattle to the bottom. And then right before it went up again, she'd investigate it, ride cattle back to the top. And she turned literally one grand into a hundred grand in a couple of months. And it's so fishy, but they couldn't find anything wrong. There was no paper trail until eventually it ended with Bill Clinton cheating on his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like this started as a real estate investigation and they just kept chasing, looking for trouble until they eventually found infidelity and, and rocked with it. And I don't know, this feels a little like that too. Like they'll just, they're just chasing, spending $5 million looking for stuff and hoping something sticks. Did, uh, did you see this thing I linked? Basically, the gist of it is that Nevada bust off all of these, uh, I believe it's 500 of them. Let me confirm it's 500. I think it's 500 
homeless mental patients. They put them on a bus and sent them to California. <laughs> and, and washed their hands. Like, that was it. They're like, come on, everybody line up. We got, like, they got all the homeless <laughs> crazies out of a facility. And they gave them each a bus ticket to California and said goodbye. <laughs> wow. You know, that's I'm just imagining. This is a that's viable palace, most, policy, you know, I think. That's a low cost. It's a if weapon give, is you, what it is. Yeah. It's a if weapon. You give them all of them bus passes, send them to California. All it will cost California is enough money in bus passes to then send them to like North Dakota. And then North Dakota can send them in buses to, you know, Georgia. Or it's wherever. like some Keep kind them on of bus. a statewide game of hot potato where at some point they lose Keep their minds and kill a bunch of people in the state they're in at that moment. You gotta quickly get them out of your state. Well, it's finally happened after six years of roaming the country. Those 500 original mental patients who began breeding in the summer of 2016 have now multiplied to over 800 crazy homeless mental yeah. patients. I feel like this is a real advantage to take advantage of, or a real opportunity to take advantage of Canada's kind nature, right? Like you just play hot oh. potato, hot potato, and then uh -uh. it snowballs too, right? 500 uh. to California. California's like, you know what? Let's bundle in 250. Send 10, 750 over to North Dakota, and then to South Dakota, and then Wyoming, and before long you're in Ontario, and they're like, oh, look at these poor people, they need our help. About Mexico, a little reciprocity. There. Is <laughs> oh yeah, well Mexico. Every every illegal that comes over here, we send two crazies right back. <laughs> After two years of that, they'll build the fucking fence. You'll see, <laughs> that will be, it'll be nothing but crazy, crazy gringos like roaming the street, all wide-eyed, talking to themselves, wearing a tattered hospital gown, <laughs> shitting the mud. Why do I have no problem imagining Donald Trump running with that exact yeah. same thing you just said? <laughs> then two crazies over for every illegal. We're going to send two nut jobs. And, and then it falls through the roof even I more. Just, yeah. I yeah, I can see the speech now. Every year, five million illegal immigrants come up from Mexico. But what they don't know is that we have over 40 million incarcerated here in this country. More than any country in the world, as Bernie Sanders <laughs> likes to point out. Well, we're shipping them out. Just start <laughs> bus after bus all day, every day. Just fill them up with convicts and crazies. America will have like a huge shortage of drug dealers. We'll be like, I can't get pot anymore. Drop fucking Trump <laughs> sent all the dealers to Mexico. Oh, you'll just get better drug dealers. Better, safer drug dealers, see? It'll be the yeah. market. Absolutely. Or if Mexico won't put up with it, we could just send them to Alaska and maybe they get lost in British Columbia. A huge pit of crashed buses. <laughs> of the corpses of the crazy you know we've got a real platform here we should run for something <laughs> yeah i nominate kyle he's got the most subs all right yeah. kyle I, i've always said if there's a meltdown i want to be like governor of like kyleville or whatever mm -hmm. like, like i want to be some sort of warlord or something maybe i'll get a few conscripts underneath me you know i like have i kind of imagine like a mad max scenario where i get myself yeah. some sort of face thing that makes me look all <laughs> hardcore yeah <laughs> I you like need to that. start stocking up for that, for that now. Buy like 2,000 high point carbines for cheap just to have, and you can hand them out to people that you think are trustworthy. I think Mosin Nagants are the way to go. And I've literally been told that by a, by a nut job before. I don't call him a nut job. You know, a concerned citizen, let's say. Um, a walnut American. Yeah, he's, he was <laughs> he was at the gun store buying 20 Mosin Nagants. You buy them by the crate, 10 in a crate. It's like a grand. Uh, it's like, it works at like $100 a rifle if you're not good at math. So um, I, I was like, what are you doing with 20 of these fucking things? I was like, I mean, you're collecting. You're thinking the value's really going to go up enough that it's going to matter. He says, like, no, no. When the shit hits the fan, I'm going to want these. And I'm like, really? 
when the shit hits the fan, you're going to want like a World War II bolt action rifle. And he's like, oh, no, these are for my conscripts. You want to roll with the big daddy? You take a rifle and let's get moving, brother. He's like, I have me a whole unit. And I was just like, well, all right then. All right, keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's they great. They all get a Toyota. <laughs> I had another guy tell me, he, he, he's, he's like, Kyle, don't worry, brother. Shit ever hits the fan. I know what I'm doing. I'm heading up to, I won't say where he's going. I'm heading up to there. I'm, get, I'm getting the MG42. We're strapping it to the back of the 250. I'm picking you up, and then we're going for a little ride, brother. And I'm just like, all right then. Like, like he's ready to like strap the big heavy machine gun onto the back of the truck and like. On day one of the meltdown, he goes directly <laughs> to that. It's we're like going, people. Yeah. We're going to Walmart, brother, and we're taking no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Given given your conscripts, like bolt action rifle, because even the cannon fodder needs some element of hope. Like you can't just throw. It's like, come on, guys, you can do it. Get there. Yeah, exactly. Be like you the... can just throw them out there. How many guns do you have, Anthony? Um, I probably have about eh, 50, I guess. Okay, okay. That's more uh, than me, less than Kyle. I've known some really <laughs> fucking nutty people that have like a fuckload more and then uh, people that have less that are nutty also. And, you know. I'm, I'm too a... frugal. I like I, I look at the if you ever look at the gun subreddit, it seems to be just gun porn, like beautiful photography of everything. It makes me want to buy it, but then I just don't pull the trigger. Like really, it's it's it just I'm gonna in New sit York in my too, safe. Remember, it's mm. a little hard for me to you know get a, a good variety of weaponry. So at fifty, I'm pretty much I bought New York out of all the cool <laughs> things I get. What do I want? Another fucking you know lever action that. All the gun stores have now in New York. It's we've gone back to the eighteen fucking hundreds in New York. Dude, I love lever actions. AR is allowed to be sold. Why do they have lever actions now? Lever actions are awesome. My lever action, mine feeds from a tube, and I want one that feeds from the side. I, uh, but I don't buy it. I'm too cheap. They're fun. They look cool aesthetically. You kill someone with that, and then the quick rack. The other guy's gonna think twice. I like lever action rifles, but um, I, I think Woody likes more of the like the cowboy's lever action rifle, the one that he would pull off his saddle, you know. I like, the, I think it's Mossberg. They make like a tactical fucking uh, really? lever action with like a Picatinny rail and stuff. And I like the idea of that. I like to be able to mount some shit to my rifle. Like I, I like the Kyle I nailed like, me. I want mine to be like silverish with maybe some like cactus engraving or something. <laughs> 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 I want to live. I, I want to wear chaps while I shoot it. And if you had a big leather uh, like uh, you know saddle uh, bag to like pull it out of slowly, like you know mm -hmm. that that make it all the better. Uh, yeah, I know what you yeah. want over there. That's, I, that's not the cool one. You want the cool one. You want to. I. I, you know, your your concept of cool is like rooted in when you went to high school, and for me that was the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of guns, I'm going next week. This is uh, so we're going next week back to that big game ranch, and uh, so that guy. Um, it's twenty thousand acres. Um, I don't know. The, the guy's a super super wealthy guy. And uh, he's got a house there, but he wants a new house. I, it, it's a beautiful house. It's really big. It's, it's really fancy. Um, but he wants to build a new house. And so he has to get rid of the old one. So next week I'm going, and he's got, uh, it's like a, he's got like a Russian armored personnel carrier. 
He's got an RPK, uh, which is a, a Russian belt-fed machine gun. He's got a saw, American belt-fed machine gun. Um, 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 he's got uh, a ton of machine guns. He's got a Russian ant- uh, the personnel carrier, the big metal tank thing, and uh, a bunch of explosives. And so we are going to destroy his fucking house. It's like a... I don't, I can't, I don't know how to estimate the value Would it of be house. okay for you to hold up a picture of the house with your phone? Um, do you have it? Uh, yeah, I just happened to have broken my phone today, but I, I mean, it works. Oh, that's a shame. I was really sad. Yeah, so, so it's, I don't know how to estimate how the value of this house, because I've only seen it at night, but it's a big fucking house. I thought you were joking when you texted that, because that's like a a person's, like, dream house. Like, at the end of this long Hmm. career, I'm going to finally get this, and that guy's going to blow it up. (laughs) I'm going to be, I'm going to go in there and fucking machine gun the inside of it. I'm going to, like, shotgun the locks off doors and kick them in. We're going to drive the tank through it. We're gonna, Can you hold uh, it up for our screen, Woody? I, I can't. I'm just doing the... Uh, <laughs> Anthony doesn't to, know, but I have this, two cameras, so I'm just doing the, the yeah, people's so this camera is the guy, first. This is the backyard of the place. It really doesn't do yeah. justice to how nice it is on the front, but there's a lot of brickwork and stuff back there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to absolutely destroy what I... What is, I wouldn't call it a mansion, but it's certainly a really, really nice house. Um, I, I'm, I can't burn it, I don't think, because uh, like the fire department's an hour and a half away, and getting them there was a <laughs> logistical nightmare, apparently. But we're going to like blow it to the ground. There's going to be. We, I got uh, Richard Ryan's coming out, who specializes in explosives and, and high-speed camera photography, and uh, bringing in some drone pilots, taking some drones out there to to do some aerial filming and stuff, and uh, bringing in an, uh, a, another explosives guy who's, who's apparently called Mister Explosive. So uh, well, we're going to the guy you want. Yeah, right. So, yeah, he's the guy I was talking about last week who who owned that uh, that um, ejection seat for the fighter jet. Um, oh, shit. So so yeah, we're going to destroy a fucking really nice house, and I'm just thinking of all the fun things that we could do in there. Uh, so it's, I'm gonna have a good time next week. So the guy's wealthy and can do anything he wants, and I, I'm kind of big on freedom, and I I support that. But there's still a little liberal part of me that's like, man, there's kids in china who don't have homes at all and he's just gonna blow his to pieces it, what, are we gonna move them here i don't i don't, <laughs> I don't have a plan for this it, it, I, I looked at it, it was mostly masonry i don't think you can move it or do anything i swear to god like like my first thought was like can i just stay there man yeah. <laughs> let me move in because honestly like like it, it would this house is in the middle of a twenty thousand acre ranch you got to go through like four gates to even get to it and then once you're on the main road, like you'll never see another soul. It's so quiet. You can see there. You can see so many stars at night. And he's got like five million dollars worth of wild game on this place. All this African and exotic game, and and it's what state a, is you, it in? Texas. The big I mean, question the, I have is, what's the bandwidth like there? <laughs> Kitty, well, do, do they have good internet out there? Internet out on the ranch. I'm talking about like um, the guys that live there. I don't want to say their names, but does does their house have decent internet? We're we're just talking about like is if it's a nice place to live. I think he said okay, but not that great. So yeah. You got to put but, some GoPros inside too. I am. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know, in the, you, you always get that shot in the movies when like you're hiding in the house and the bad guys are shooting yeah. it up from the outside. Exactly. That's I want to exactly see what that what looks thinking. like for real, and I want to see the bullet, the real life bullet penetration of like 30 caliber and 50 caliber machine guns through a full house. Like, like how many walls does it go through? Yeah, um, so I, you should put some like dummies. The windows and shit. There will be dummies. Be like a, when when Bruce Willis is on the ground and you know, <laughs> it's probably too yeah. much to ask for. But that if you had if you still had access to those bleeding dummies, that'd be really cool. Oh, they don't bleed as well as you think. 
because on the inside it's just a few paintballs. Like they leak a little, but they don't bleed that. Oh, are you talking about the uh, ones that I like custom ball. made that time with the mason jars inside their head? Maybe I don't know. I thought that they were. <laughs> I, I I'll, I'll say everything because I think it's okay to say you had a mannequin sponsor that had bleeding mannequins, and I remember them having drips of blood that would go you know twelve inches. Yeah, that's uh, that's zombie industries. Those aren't. I mean. They're they're okay. They're the best. You should buy them. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't pay me or anything. But but it's, um, they're okay. I guess they're fun for like shooting in the backyard. But I don't feel like they're as visually that great. What I did one time mm. is I took real like store mannequins and I took a, 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 a saw and I cut the top of its head out, pulled that off, and then shot a screw through it, and then shot that screw the, through the top of a mason jar lid, and then I took a mason jar full of green paint and like screwed it on. So now. And then I, you know, glued that back to the top of his head. So now his head cavity is full of a jar of paint. Like That's a pretty, jack-o'-lantern. Like a jack-o'-lantern full yeah. of, like, green ooze. But what I am going to, I'm going to have, uh, like, dummies in there, like, dressed in, like, military garb, wearing plate carriers with uh, bullet, um, bullet armor, body armor, where, uh, like, heavy plate and stuff. Where do you get your dummies now? Uh, different places. Um, are you able to find them? <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting there. Are you able to find them on Craigslist or something, or do you just like are you? I get I get them new. Um, they you, range from hundred. No. Okay. Why would they? Like, 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 who's gonna watch my video and be like, you know what? I need a few mannequins. That's why I tuned in. <laughs> Your occupation and serial killers are the only two people who have a mannequin guy. <laughs> like, it, it's just not a. There's no way to like make that make sense because like I doubt many of my viewers are like, I needed a few mannequins. The mannequin warehouse why did i think of that like it just it's just not a pot but they range from 100 bucks to like 180 bucks depending on if you want i don't know there's like a big titted one around the corner i think she was particularly expensive if you want to have sex with them yeah (laughs) we need a real doll sponsorship uh, cheers are you listening to this real doll sponsorship make it happen (laughs) oh that would be great upsetting dude I would oh, have one did. back there all the time. <laughs> we, she'd be like the, the next member of the show. Have you seen the a real, real doll, Anthony? Oh, yeah. They're nuts. Yeah. Things are like, uh, if, if you're into um, having sex with the dead, those yeah. things are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's got the real weight to it. and I've, I've seen HBO uh, documentaries on people that have sex with these things and have like a relationship with them yeah. and they're, oh, they're really weird. It seems like you the real doll people. After you fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> they, should, they should partner up with the virtual reality people, and you could really have an experience there. That is true, man. That strap yeah. on those goggles, get that Oculus yeah, those, on, and then now you just need a bunch eyes. of guys up there like a marionette, like controlling that lifeless <laughs> real doll to, and then put the goggles on. Yeah, you could so have. So you're a into voyeurism too. You want that guy to just be there. Well, it has to be, or she's just laying there like a dead fish. I just so happened to accidentally find myself on one of those porn sites recently. and uh, Yeah, yeah, right? And there was like a whole page of thumbnails, but one of them had two like binocular views into it. And I think it was designed for VR goggles. I'm not sure. I actually didn't look at it, but I was like, I think... VR specialized porn is working its way into the mainstream sites. We do need that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is something that is to be, you know, to, to look around the room and it's like, oh, hey, she's on the couch over here. Let me go over here. You know, oh, reach out a little. Yeah, that's, that's got to happen soon. By the it time will. there's holodecks, I won't want to jerk off anymore. This sucks. Oh, that'll be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss it. I'm thinking it's, it, to have a... Uh, 
like obviously a lot of people can't go to the World Series. And to have a camera station set up where you look like you're sitting there. Mm -hmm. You know, the actual crowd is there. You're looking around. And, you know, every seat can be on the 50-yard line if you watch the football game. You're just at home with that whole ambiance of the game and looking at the players downfield like this. I think that could be pretty cool, too. That'd be funny, like though, because I, I feel yeah, I feel like the way that would be accomplished is every, like, whatever hundredth seat would be replaced with, like, a tripod and one <laughs> of those cameras that spins constantly, right? right? And uh, they have those 360 cameras out. They have it on YouTube. It works. You can grab the screen and, like, pull it around, look at the ceiling and stuff. But uh, if I sat next to one of those spinning cameras, you know I'd fuck with it all game long. <laughs> <laughs> Until they threw me out, you'd just be fucking with the camera. There's so much uh, potential with it, and uh, I'm really psyched. I I think uh, there's some really cool stuff coming up in the next uh, three or five years, I think. And and, I've talked about this before, so I don't want to bore everyone, but the automatic driving stuff and the impact that has on the economy is frightening to me. Like... Maybe right off the bat, you think about taxis and truck drivers, right? That, cause that, and that's a big thing. But there's so many like forklift operators and all sorts of other people who are essentially just drivers. And uh, you know, when that all gets automated, there's gonna, those are good paying jobs that will go away. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, when you look at uh, like Amazon's warehouse and stuff like that, all those forklifts and things that bring product from point A to point B to point C, those are all automated. Yeah, and that used to be some guy cranking a forklift. All right, let me get. Yeah, now it's you know. It still is on. at your local plumbing supply store, but they're going to go the way of Amazon at some point too. Yeah. And probably not for a long time. The only reason <clears throat> Amazon could do that is because it's so gigantic, and everybody uses Amazon. Nobody uses you know Paul's Plumbing enough to warrant getting you know three hundred thousand dollars. Just ordered a fucking nipple and a fucking uh, yeah three eighth inch pipe from. Paul's plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. There is a Paul's plumbing. He sees you saying that. He's like, this motherfucker. Yeah. He doesn't know how shit. hard I work to yeah. build this from the ground up. My business. Yeah. All right. Paul Jr., Paul Sr. worked his ass off to make this a viable business. I'm <laughs> looking at Paul right now of 85Pauls.com, Paul of Paul Plumbing. Oh. I Googled Paul's Plumbing. Advertising. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going to say, I think the douche is strong with this guy. <laughs> 85 Pauls. Everyone who works there is Pauls. That's their stick. The whole interview process, like, you're perfect, but Steve, we got to stick by our, our model here. <laughs> I, I just see that guy front and center, and I, I feel like, like, I don't know. I'm not loving him. I feel like he Short picked on someone in high school. You don't like his arms. That's what it is. It's, his, his arms are too muscular. They're intimidating. You immediately think he's going to be a bad guy. I bet Paul's a, a great man. I bet he's a humanitarian. I don't, I don't like how he looks like he goes around the country and samples barbecue on the Food Network. He just looks like an ass. <laughs> he does. Look yeah. at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Hey, I this is that Paul show. here at, you know, Richie's Crazy Rib House. <laughs> We're about to go inside and just... I like those shows. Those are some of my favorite shows. Sometimes I like I watch those shows and I'll pick one of those places and go there. Um, I, I like to go to those places. There's a pizza place in Atlanta where they had like a carnivore uh, challenge. It was on an episode of Man vs. Food, 
and you and a partner have like X amount of time to consume this pizza, and it's an enormous fuck. I think it's like ten pounds a person of pizza you gotta eat. And you did that one? Hell no, no. I, hey, I attempted you, that one. Could you solve one thing here for me? I can't figure this out. What What does yellow mean? Service on the truck on Paul's truck. What the oh. fuck does that even mean? I think yellow's the color of the truck. So when you see yellow, you think service because we're here. That doesn't even make any sense. Yellow really. means pissed or scared. <laughs> yeah. I've never thought yellow means service. To me, it means yeah. caution. It's the, you know, the green means go, red means stop, and yellow means caution. Yellow means caution. Don't buy our toilets. Yeah, exactly. Service. He is a douche. Fuck him. You're right. Go to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Right it's all an accident. We charge by the job, not by the hour. Wow, how generous of you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's a discount. We will lollygag around your kitchen asking for glass after glass of water in hopes of bilking you a little more. <sighs> I went back and watched uh, Back <clears throat> in the Future 2 today because, you know, it's the day they travel to is October mm. 21st, uh, 2015. Real shitty movie. Real shitty movie in retrospect. It re I, I, those things just don't hold up for me. I, I, I just, really? But you I don't... made it about 40 minutes in it. It's on Amazon Prime for uh, right now, so you could watch for free. It's I, I, I watched 40 minutes of it. And I had to the check out. The first one is the only good one. <sighs> so and even then, about Terminator. Uh, uh, no, Back, no, to, the Back future. to the Future. Is is the yeah. second one the one where Biff has this like dystopian future? With he's pretty much Donald Trump. Yeah. No, it's the one where he uh, goes through time to to beat up the bully and save the time he was in. That's no, he the gets the one. sports almanac in the second one and bets on stuff and becomes rich and builds Biff's casino uh, I, in, in the second Taylor, one. Taylor, I got your joke. You're saying they all have the same plot. Changes yeah. the <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it's kind of like Star Wars in that if you go back, like, I, I rewatched all those like five years ago, the original ones. And in my head, because I was so into that when I was a kid, I was just like, these are unassailable masterpieces of cinema. Like, there's, I'm going to go back and watch these, and I'm going to be just as convinced. They're really just not that great when there's, you go back and watch them. There's like, a lot it's of... It's not convincing. It's, the acting is kind of piss poor. Uh, two things for me. One, it's far slower than I remember it. If you watch Star Wars so now... slow. It, like, there's, oh, there's way more politics than I remembered. And, like, they're always trying to convince the council to support them for something. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're fucking space pirates. Why are you, <laughs> you know, so concerned with politics? And then... Uh, um, it was slow, and I, I don't know remember what. Maybe the acting was poor, but I, I didn't love it. What, um, well, those are the new ones. Raiders of the Lost Ark holds up, all of them. Uh, the new ones are better in my head, which I will be unpopular as an opinion. The new Star Wars? The Not the very new ones, but the, the more current three. Uh, we've watched them more recently, and the pacing on them is better. Uh, I feel like Hayden Christensen's acting is oh. so bad that mm -hmm. it like, completely takes me out of it. And uh, what's her name who plays opposite him? That's her first fucking movie she was in. Uh, like, Natalie Portman. Mad Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah, that's like her first fucking uh, movie she ever did. It's She's not. She's like 50. She's like 15 there. I mean, I know she did Garden State before that. And she was in Professional mm. when she was like 12. Yeah, she's been. A, she was a real child actor. <sighs> I don't know. I guarantee I, you that I, was like her 30th sucked, movie. I understand. <laughs> I didn't think she did a good job, and I really thought he did an awful job. I, I, it's I hate terrible. It. That's what it, we want, a whiny Darth Vader. A whiny <laughs> crybaby. But what about... 
That's Darth Vader. Dude, yeah. and then the actual kid? Fuck him, too. Oh. <laughs> you know, that like, kid got so ruthlessly bullied throughout school that he had to like go through therapy. Never and shit. I read again. an article about it, and it was like really? the little boy who played him, Anakin, in the first uh, now movie, I feel bad. Quit, never acted again. Yeah. Couldn't handle the ridicule. I had to like move schools because everybody was giving him shit about how he potentially ruined one of the most <laughs> lucrative franchises in history. But it wasn't until Hayden Christensen came around that I bailed because. Even now, if I see a movie that I hasn't think has an interesting premise, if I see his name is even anywhere near it, not a fucking chance. That yeah, guy is I an was, abomination. I was, I was looking at some on-demand movies on uh, Fios, and I, I read the brief synopsis of the movie, and I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And I click on it, and I look, and Hayden Christensen, not even yeah. a second of consideration before <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. like, I, there was no way he's going to be in anything good. <laughs> he just looks sullen in every scene. Oh, in this yeah. movie, Hayden Christensen looks sad in the kitchen. And then he looks forlorn in the bedroom. And then he looks inquisitive and a bit depressed in the street. Uh, yes. like, this will be unpopular, but even me, Ewan McGregor, if he's not riding a motorcycle, I don't want to watch his show. Uh, I think he's a decent actor. Yeah, he's, he's not my... I can't think of anything I like him in except for Long Way Down and Long Way Round. He's got that That's mole that like one. comes out of his face like a full half inch. And <laughs> he's a multi-millionaire and he hasn't got that taken care of, so I don't understand that. <laughs> what was that movie? Uh, the uh, the island, I think it was called. Yeah. Wasn't he in that one with the chick and and they they wind up being like clones and they escape? Yeah, I think that was him. Yeah, that wasn't a bad one. Boromir. Yeah. Hmm. But you know what? He rides a goddamn motorcycle in his Ah, oh, see? I told him. That's how you know. All right. That's how you know. Um, uh, oh, oh, I saw you made a video, Anthony, and uh, it called out SNL for copying a yeah. Canadian comedy show, that right, that I hadn't seen oh, before. Late rip-off. Oh, so I, I watched it skeptical. I was like, all right, you know, because it, it, I've been accused of copying people before when I was innocent. And uh, or, you know, parallel thinking is what parallel you call it. Parallel thinking is usually the uh, thing people say. It was in my case, it was flat out true. Like, like it was Call of Duty tips. So, like, you know, a couple people released the video on the same day, like how to kill this thing or how to do whatever. And it's always Woody fucking copy these people. We come up with different <laughs> conclusions, like on how to do it, and I'm still copying it. It might be first, and I still copied. Yeah. But uh, I watched your thing, and it was undoubtable. It, it was, was so. <laughs> completely the same bit the only difference was that snl screwed it up by making it too long it but was, it's the same exact premise and the same like they same jokes they pulled it off the same way yeah uh i don't think that was parallel thinking no no and, and, and you're right the snl bit not nearly as funny not no, nearly as funny. It was fast. It, it got right to the point it's it, funny and it, then they were out it was like three SNL minutes versus like seven the setup was too long the whole joke was too long, and then they kept going with it. And the big punchline at the same uh, at the end was the same, but somehow it wasn't as funny with the SNL one. No, like they did it no. wrong, and that uh, the heavy black guy. What did you call him? Like a, a comedy black hole where like all the funny just gets sucked in. <laughs> yeah, and- <laughs> it just gets sucked in. <laughs> every every impression he does is like here's him doing Bill Cosby. I'm, I'm Bill Cosby. Here it is. <laughs> All right, now here's him doing uh, Denzel Washington. Oh, I'm Denzel Washington. I'm De- it, exactly the same character, no matter who he's impersonating. Yeah, just talks out of the side of his mouth a little bit. and oh, Yeah, wow. yeah. Spot like on. he doesn't quite know he's there. Oh, where am I? I'm on a sketch show. 
<laughs> All right, He's, SNL I, dude, who I don't know your name, I feel your pain. I, I do impressions I, I the same way. <laughs> is Jimmy Fallon still on SNL? He was for a while. He right? has his and own Jimmy, show uh, now. Jimmy, whatever. He's host of the <laughs> Tonight like Show. Night Show. He's the host of oh. the fucking Tonight Show. Has Eddie oh, Murphy moved on? Somebody help me here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> Phil did, Hartman did, was funny last week. I think. <laughs> oh, that's just that's bad. <laughs> oh, oh that's man. <laughs> Belushi uh, killed. So oh did you God. see? <laughs> um, oh, I had something. I said something. SNL old actors, uh, bad impressions. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Um, so I heard Schwarzenegger uh, the other day giving an interview, and they were talking about uh, twins and how like they got a percentage deal on twins. They got uh, tw I think Schwarzenegger and um, Devito. Devito and uh, one other guy split like thirty-seven percent. Of the of the the back end on on twins, they made it for like 15 million. It made like 250 million in the box office. Plus back then, you know, it was VHS sales and rentals, which were gigantic. And uh, so they they all cleaned up. Um, Schwarzenegger got the biggest chunk. Like out of that 37, 20 of it was his. So he made like 50 million off twins. And so he was discussing the idea for the sequel to Twins. And in case you don't remember, the idea was that through some genetic in engineering. Uh, there were two twins, and they gave one of them all the positive attributes, the other all the negative, and you ended up with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Well, the premise for the third, uh, second film would be they discovered there was, in fact, a, thir a, tr a triplet, a third brother, and that was Eddie Murphy. So they're oh. looking for their black triplet brother, Eddie they Murphy. Can call it, uh, they can call it two and three-fifths men. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I just ran the math. Assuming Danny DeVito got that other 17%, 17% of 252 million is $42.5 million. I didn't know how sexy Danny DeVito was until I realized he was worth $42 million. I'd hit it. He's worth a lot more oh. than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, way more. That was he's, just the one on movie. Now. He made a lot of money without yeah. even having twins, uh, any of that twins money. Yeah. He had that penguin money he was rolling around in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he directed and produced a bunch of... Yeah, uh, he has. Shit. Yeah. Huh. yeah, he produces a lot of stuff. I see his name in the credits a lot, and it, it won't be something that you would think would come out no, of it. No, it, it's something completely different, and, and you're like, what? DeVito? <laughs> All right. He just got divorced, didn't he? No, I think they patched it back up with Rhea Perlman, right? Yeah, did yep. they patch it back up? I think it's been back and forth. I, I'm not sure of the current status. Uh, I, I hope he's doing okay. And on the pulse of his relationship, I but I wish know. him the best. Yeah, me too. That's the thing. So, like, I I watch these people. I call out Notch a lot, right? Notch, if you don't know Anthony, he wrote Minecraft, and he got he's a he's literally a billionaire now with a B. That's oh, a unfathomable and uh but during the time that minecraft exploded and all this stuff happened he got divorced and i'm like i don't think i that's rough man he's not happy he's not happy now we talked about this a, a well, yeah, couple we, weeks we ago made fun of him a lot and, la and, and i had a, a lot of fun laughing at the fact that there's this billionaire on twitter crying about like not being able to have any fun and i'm just, it's just like you just need a fun a fun advisor a fun coordinator that's all you need and it would cost you such an infinitesimal amount of money just Give me like half a million dollars a year and pay for everything I do, and we'll yeah. travel the world. And I guarantee every day will be fun. I'll be, I'll have shit, fun shit planned four months in advance. With that much money, you delegate responsibility to people that you you're not as good at doing something. So you hire people to do it. If you're not good at having fun, I'm certain there are people out there that could assist you in your fun. That yeah. is a sad story. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, I was talking I can't to Jim Florentine. Being sad. 
uh, on my show today, uh, Jim Florentine's a comic, and um, we were talking about divorce and shit like that. And I went through a divorce years ago. Never had any kids or anything, so it was awful, you know, right? Done with. I was talking about crazy ex-girlfriends that like still give you shit years later, and you get like you have nothing to do with them anymore. Leave me alone. So he's like, yeah, well, I have a kid with my ex-wife, so uh, you know I'm pretty much connected with her for the rest of the life. And I'm like, I would absolutely consider killing the child, like, <laughs> like so you wouldn't have to have a connection with the wife. Could you just kill the wife? Uh, well, they might suspect you for that. You could pull some shit <laughs> with the kid, you know, some fucking crib death. I don't know. What do you think the best way is? And are we? I'm like, I, fuck. You know, I hear, I hear that that once you have a kid, you you like love it unconditionally. I hear that, and that's fine. But my thinking right now is, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I dropped it, you know. Yeah, oh shit, an accident is terrible. They oh, think man. a fair amount of that SIDS is just murder. You know, that sudden infant death sick. syndrome. Yeah. 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 Or just negligence. They don't want to tell the, the mom or dad, like, yeah, you can't take a nap with it and be on top of it for 40 minutes and expect to just roll back over and everything's oh, hunky-dory. You want to hear a sad story? So, uh, I went to high school with this guy. He was a couple years younger than me. He was He was one of my sister's friends, actually, but he was really heavy. He was like six foot four, like well over 300 pounds like he was an enormous person but he was also just really overweight and uh he he, he got this pug puppy and uh it was sleeping in the bed with him and like he rolled over it and onto it in the night and smothered it and he so he wakes oh, up the next shit. morning and he's lying on top of this dead puppy and he has smothered oh, it man. and i was just thinking like yeah like, like i can just imagine like he could do that to you if you were a little girl i feel like like this guy's so big like I can just imagine that poor puppy, and this guy just rolls over, and the puppy's like, "Yeah, that's Warren, boss." And then it's more and more. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" whoa. <laughs> and, then, so and then this guy just <laughs> like never knows it. What a depressing. Even way a to little end. puppy, though. How much spare flesh do you have to have that, like, you can just put it on top of something that large and substantive, like the size of two fists, and not notice it, not wake you up? It's big boy. I, I mean, I, it's it's like the princess with the uh, the pee under her mattress. I think like, this is a big man. Like he he wouldn't have noticed a pug. Like, <laughs> That's why you get Great Danes. You ever like you ever like look down and find like a little piece of lint in your belly button? Yeah, this That's guy this guy looks down and finds Cheetos in there. Like like like. Just a whole different of the situation. Pull yeah. it out, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, so sad. That is sad. You'd feel so awful waking up. He did. Even he more did. so. He really the loved child. the dog. Uh, he yeah. was, he actually loves animals. Like I, I think he became a veterinarian uh, af afterwards. Like it was a real uh, low point. I feel like in his life when he smothered that poor puppy. He's a veteran. Do you think that's how he explains it later? Is I just <laughs> I literally loved him to death. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he likes to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. Hey, that that what happened to that pug you had? Yeah, All his that. friends bring it up when they're drinking on like Fourth of July. Hey, remember oh, that time oh, you, you smothered that dog to death? <laughs> there are people here. Hey, who don't know. keep your dog away from this guy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you <laughs> love this. <laughs> I have a new topic. So yeah. we talked about money solving happiness problems. Check this one out. So Richard Hammond had apparently some sort of long-running feud with his neighbor. He's the short guy from uh, Top Gear, and. Uh, 
he was he had pony there were all sorts of disputes about noise about animals being there including ponies apparently he routinely flew his helicopter over his neighbor's house and like the noise and wind and stuff was bothering him so he ended the feud by buying their house for 1.2 million pounds which i guess is what almost two million dollars two million dollars and uh yeah so he was like ah two million dollars fuck it your house is mine and now the problem is solved. And it, it, the best part is the house he bought is a goddamn castle. Yeah, yeah. It. it <laughs> I'll just flip it Wait, over. That is true. Fuck Don't you picture a, a country cottage that he was wow. just like, like like buying them out. He bought their fucking castle. This guy looks like he's Lord of the Castle Rock or something over there. It's the goddamn castle he's living in. Yeah, I like that. We discussed that. Like what it's, he was. It's. They describe house. it as a six-bedroom castle. It is. There's a picture there. Yeah, I'm showing it to everybody. Oh, okay. It's. Uh, I remember you and I were discussing like when you, whenever you were uh, gonna get a new house or you had house fever, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. This is like two years ago, maybe. But we were looking at um, castles. Yeah, because that's a thing that you can do. You can you can purchase a castle, and it's it's affordable compared with you know other houses. I guess, you know, if there were castles in this area, I seriously would have considered a castle. Uh, that seems pretty badass to have a I castle. I love a castle. I, I feel like I would go super Game of Thrones with it. I'd get some like some of those shields, like ornate shields with the swords crossed on them next to the doors and stuff. There'd be would a you moat. Have big like uh, sconces on the wall with like long old timey candles that torches, down. torches, yeah. like those old that you can grab off and beat, oh, up, beat yeah. someone down. So you would modernize. You wouldn't. You wouldn't modernize the inside of it? Some of it, yeah, yeah. I wonder but, but, what but, it'd be like, right? Like, I picture myself as a castle owner, constantly running around with a caulk gun, like you're trying to save money on air conditioning. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you can see through the, the brick and mortar here. You have, to, you have to hold a candle up to the cracks in the brick to see where the draft <laughs> Where the air flows out. And stuff. Yeah, pressurize the home. and I'm just caulking everywhere. <laughs> I, I would hope that they would use mortar and, you know, that insulation wouldn't be a problem and that maybe I, I my my dream scenario would be that, like, maybe it's super efficient, right? Like maybe a stone castle is great at, ho- at keeping heat in and, and air and uh, staying cool in the summer and uh, warm in the winter. You really think it I is? Know. I bet the no. I bet the windows are like 185 years old. I want a brand new castle, though. That, that's what you want. You don't want some... 16th century castle you want a 21st century castle i bet this much fiberglass insulation is better than eight feet of stone (laughs) (laughs) i bet it is is, yeah i bet the stone is just whatever temperature it is and you don't get a choice yeah if it's like zero outside you touch the back of the stone on the inside it's zero (laughs) yeah 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 a 100 percent efficient transfer (laughs) yeah like a hundred gallons of propane won't change the interior temperature (laughs) of the castle It, it it just is what it is yeah, I can't come in today. I have typhus. Yeah. <laughs> scurvy. Yeah, keep I coming down. Scurvy. Oh, I got smallpox from my castle. Yeah, Fuck. I didn't know that shit could live for like four hundred years. Uh, well, I have to do a house tour. You know why I haven't done a house tour? Some people will care about this. This is it. So I got these boom mics, right? And they're totally badass. These things oh, yeah. like light up when you're on the air. I'm probably too far from my mic. I saw it on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I was going to just buy them. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm moving. I need a new boom mic. Um, let's set it all up. But 
I've never done this before. This is the, the what's it called, XLR cable? And you have to like weld it and put your own ends on and stuff. And uh, I, because they gave them, they're like, all right, so tell me what you want. So I start decking it out. Like, oh, I want your extra large, two of everything. I don't know how I'm going to mount it, so give me two of all your mounts. And, and uh, it worked out to be about $1,500. And I was like, hey, when I do my house tour, I'll do kind of a shout out and, and tell people you know, about the boom mics and stuff. And uh, I just, the reason that it, the whole thing is held up on soldering those goddamn XLR cables. I don't know how to set them up or how to do it. My wife solders jewelry, so I'm like, help me with this. And uh, it just hasn't happened yet. It's the, it's the hold up. I bet soldering you get an electrician a- out there and like $50 later, it'd be over. I seriously doubt that. I, 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 only because I had an electrician install like surround sound speakers in my family room and it was $1,500. Motherfuckers. Jesus. That seems to be the going rate for anything you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? You know, it, 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 I think it was actually 1600 And uh, it, was, it was 1684 I remember it. It cost a bundle. But I was just like, fuck it. You know, you'll do it today? Yeah, all right. Fucking make it happen. Wow, soldering's not... Not all that difficult, especially just a jack. It's not like, you know, you got a, a, a PC board that you're, you know, soldering. It's That's pretty... it. Next party, me and my boom mics are coming over. <laughs> yeah. <just like laughs> We're like, Anthony, all right, I'm here. I got a quick favor. Chase each other around with the soldering iron. <laughs> uh, but that's I, I've never done it. They have these, like, little arms that hold everything. I'm like, I know my wife has that. So whatever. We'll get it working at some point. I don't know how to do it. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I want to see because uh, you know I've seen some of your day in the life videos, and I've got I get the gist, I guess, of the layout a little bit. A lot of cool stuff going on there, but I, I'm looking forward to you know seeing yeah. the whole thing, seeing the layout and everything. Then I can plan my uh, you, know, you can plan your invasion, which window to open and all that stuff. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the more it gets delayed, the more it gets furnished too, which is nice. We still- yeah. I, I guess I, I you want to talk? I saw your uh, Woody Wednesday video with your. I want to talk about that chair. That looked like a fancy chair. <laughs> it is a fancy how chair. Much, tell me how much that chair costs. It was on super sale. It, the chair was like three thousand dollars, marked down to twelve fifty. We got two I of knew them. It. I knew yeah. It. Like, like Kitty and I were watching it. Yeah. Kitty and I were watching it, and I and I was like, "See that chair?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I guarantee that fucking chair costs at least fifteen hundred dollars." I I was like, "That's a fancy chair." I can tell. It. My mom bought it. So um, I. Yeah. Well, it, I I don't mean to call out my mom. But um, what happened is she had forgotten a couple of events like Christmases and things like that. And um, she came over for the first time, you know, they stayed in the guest house and everything. And she, w- she was going to get us a housewarming, I guess, slash Christmas present or something like that. And um, they, you know, she took my wife out furniture shopping and uh, they, you know, that was the chair. They got two chairs. What's so special about this chair? I didn't see it. Uh, it just looks like a throne, I guess. It's not that amazing or anything, but it, it, actually, it's pretty amazing. I really like the chairs. It they, looks like it's made out of some rare, like albino cowhide or something. I, I think it's fabric, but it's all like like the, there's woodwork on the back that you haven't seen. It's a uh, it's a pretty pimp chair. I, I like it a lot. It, it dresses up the whole room. You know, it makes it more elegant than it like part of my house we call it the game of thrones room it has these i think the ceilings are like 18 or 22 feet tall or something they're stupid and uh but then the other part of the house is almost like farm college cottage so we wanted to like bring that up so it wasn't so disconnected like decorating wise and the chairs were part of that strategy chair doesn't do anything 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it blows you. There's that. So, <laughs> no, it's and a cool chair. Holders are like a cooler on the side. Like, I was expecting features, you know, not. It's part mini fridge. Nah, it's just it's just a high class chair. And um, yeah, I, like a dude. A lot of people talked about the chair in the comments of that thing. And then there's like they're, they're referencing me looking like Mr. Burns with his cup and whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I started a, a new series. It's it's funny. People acted like I left YouTube, I, and I see where they're coming from. I certainly do less than I did before, but still, on any given week, I'm pumping out like five to six hours worth of content. And uh, like Jana Marbles, for example, pumps out like five to seven minutes of content every week. But no one says she quit YouTube because that's what she's always done. But everyone said I did. But now I'm back, I guess, because I have a scheduled she? show. I've never seen her. Oh, Jana Marbles is a super popular YouTuber. I'm teasing, of course. Knows. I know exactly yeah. what she looks like. I've yeah. known her for years. <laughs> <laughs> My mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is the reason she's popular. You know, exactly. it's not for the poignant ideas. And, you know, my take on our current economic situation is yeah, X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I think, think I, I, I found some of her stuff to be pretty witty and funny and smart. Um, I, I, I that's what, because there's hot girls are a dime a dozen. There's plenty of them on YouTube. I like, I like that Miss Hannah Minks chick who always had the like camera angle where she's looking up at you like you're about to finish on her face. <laughs> And she's got, she's got, if she's listening to this, I'm sorry, I'm seeing so offensive, I'm just in love with you, but she's got these enormous, enormous jugs. Like, let me get you a picture of Miss Hannah. Yeah, I would you? obsessed for the longest time. It, it, it was, and she does, if I remember to, if I remember correctly, like, she had this thing called, like, JWOW, which was, like, the Japanese word of the day or something. I don't even know if that acronym makes sense, but she's, she's, oh, God. Link <laughs> it. Your channel. Yeah. They're honestly, pick- they're like kettlebells. She must be in great shape. I'm gonna. Kyle pick- says he's not a slow linker. I, well, I decided to pick an individual video rather than just her <laughs> channel. That seemed to make more sense. Oh god, they're all so good though. <laughs> um, I've watched a couple, so I know I'm exactly. Gonna, the I'm gonna go you know. by most popular, and maybe we'll get a good one. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. She's gonna <laughs> exercise, smart. I think. Uh, oh, I remember that. Was her name Charlie Summers or something? That chick who just exercised. Yeah, Charlie James, nineteen seventy-five. <laughs> I love that you're oh, an I expert. Totally this girl. Yeah, I've seen her. It's outrageous. This is every video. It's every video is is just uh, it's just boobs constantly, and they are gargantuan, and they're just jiggling around in there like they're they're. It's, it's great. It's it's one of the best channels on YouTube, I think. Ads. 10 million views for that. That's her most popular. She's doing push-ups uh, when you get to 40 seconds. That's she, like half the work for her. That is That's totally the finish on her face camera angle. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Wow, yeah. the push-ups are <laughs> humorous. Oh, it's great. She's, oh, you know, she's I got to lay on her back by the time you get to a minute. She's her, super hot. She could really step up her form in terms of push-ups. I feel like she's not getting all the oh way down, God. and she's kind of cameling with her butt there. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trying to finish here in this minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> Very flattering uh, camera angle. Uh, accidental, I'm sure. They're, they're all exactly like that. There's not a whole lot of content. I mean, there just really isn't. She seems personable enough, but the thing is, she's pretty fucking hot, and she's got enormous tits, and she's just uh, shaking them uh, all the time. Ah, it's great. It's great. Her skirt's, like, coming up here. It's, oh, my 
Oh, it's the right, whole channel is back. based around her just being sexy. Her tits are like when you, you know, if you took a, a ball of uh, mercury and put it in the palm of your hand, yeah. it moves like mercury. They're, yeah, that's how you know they're Not fucking real. Those yeah, real. yeah, those are yeah. real. Yeah, that's how they're supposed to be. They look yeah. great. Um, like I've been scouring the, the internet. Of a cold can. I've been scouring the internet for years to try to find some dudes of her. I, I would be willing to start a Kickstarter program to, to, to fund such a thing. Like, like if we could get her to do some sort of topless video for oh, wow. a, a dollar amount. I, I, no, I'd you don't to. want your dreams to be shattered. Because it, it, it won't hold up. It won't. Man, I, I forget who I saw naked recently. It was Terry like Olivia. That's a good example, but that's not. It was Olivia Wilde or Olivia Munn. Uh, I think they might be the same person. It was Olivia Wilde that you saw naked. <laughs> not the okay. same. Was she standing in the doorway? Yeah, and then the... she kind of ran away. Yeah, yeah. She just kind of like puts her arm up. She's topless, but they strategically cover her vagina. Mm -hmm. I, the, at the end of the clip, she actually ran down the hall. Okay, I didn't see that part of the clip. Mine was shorter. Huh. My, it's. It sounds like it might have the same beginning though. Yeah, and uh, I saw her naked, and while well, she's beautiful and everything. You strip someone completely naked, and it it's hard for them to maintain the yeah. unrealistic nothing can, thing. Yeah, nothing can compete with the imagination. Yeah, yeah. And she I'm was having a hard time agreeing. Real, I, I, Anthony, I, I, weigh I, in here. What do you like, I, Go there on. Are, there are some girls that look really hot with their clothes on, and they look really hot with their clothes off. But it, it, it's it's uh, yeah, you could tell. It's like oh, you look better. With your clothes on. It's like, it's a great butt, but not yeah. as great as it was when it was like structured and framed with that underwear. It's a, it's a nice hourglass, but not as perfect as it was when it was now structured and framed. Said, though, I'd rather see any girl naked than with clothes on. So Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Not naked. That way. That's I take true. the Ferengi approach. I think that our entire society should be that way. Women should always be naked. Clothes should be for, forbidden to them. Um, I see I nothing not wrong with this. For them, for everyone, you know. Let's make no, it no. I've tried to get that going. You know, I, police get called every time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm <bringing it> back. <laughs> um, uh, nuts. Nudist colonies are a weird thing. Like those things still exist, and there's still a whole thing. It, it's it's sort of like an underground thing. Like like do do it, do any of us know any nudists? Any naturalists? Mm -hmm. People who like go out and live this lifestyle. Never lifestyle? have. I, you think I don't you either. Known somebody, but, but, but I think it's more a, of a European thing, isn't it? I, I, well, I don't know about that, but I know they have like, lots of new beaches there, right? Especially in France, I, I guess that's a thing. But like, I'm talking about like nudist colonies where people go to live with their family and everybody's naked and stuff, and it's that always yeah, looks yeah. like some cover up for pedophilia. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I watched a nudist. Oh, I, just, I just love feeling free, you know, and all the kids they like yeah. they're free too, and. I, what was weird for me was like, so I watched an Ask Me Anything. Or, yeah, I read an Ask Me Anything on Reddit, and the guy was a nudist. This is a while back. And uh, they're like, isn't it weird seeing like your mom and your sister naked all the time? And he's like, no. And like, like, but like legit, like you know how they handle their pubes. And he's like, yep, sister shaves it, mom walks it, rocks a racing stripe. Oh, it's oh, just what? whatever. And I'm like, man, like, shit, as sexually open as my parents were, and they were, I don't think I know how my mom rocks her pubes that no yeah that's something you want kept behind the curtain like you don't <laughs> need that revealed to yeah. you and, and it seems like if they're like a nudist like if you met one it seems like they'd be like vegetarians or vegans where like you know immediately where it's like hey what's your name oh I'm Ted the vegetarian you know where they bring it up first opportunity like 
You'd think that would be something like that. Or, or he's renamed himself. He, he's renamed himself to something really lame. He's like, oh, I'm Ted Oaktree. Yeah. <laughs> Ted of the forest. And then yeah, what's the overlap the between nudists yeah. and swingers, right? Is is there a big overlap there? Why would you think that? Yeah, what? Really? I mean, no. if you walk around naked all the time, then there's a certain ah, amount of no, openness and sharing. You, you think that nudists no and swingers, please. no correlation. Nah. How do you I, handle I, sports in that, like, society? Like, you can't do any kind of contact sports. I feel like that, like, those, no, well, no I, basketball. I feel like they're they're saying that like you know for day to day life who needs all these all these clothes, but I'm sure if they were gonna play like some sort of contact sport like they want the pads right like th that's that's those things necessitate clothing like I bet if they're out there working on an oil rig they're not butt ass naked they put on their fucking flame retardant gear and a helmet and shit like I don't think they take it that far. When they're in the nudist colony, it, it always seems like every day there's these wacky activities that you'd never do clothed. Like, if you were just going to some camp for a couple of weeks or something, it, it, every day there's some swimming or body painting event or yeah. some other garbage that has to be <laughs> done. Volleyball, all that just stuff. Just because yeah. they're naked. Yeah. Yeah. The daily Volley 3 p.m. jump rope off. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Shit like that. It's, I, I want to be the camp counselor. I, I want to be the guy in charge of activities. It. Yeah. I think they're a little more perverse than they're uh, letting on to. Yeah, it could just be an outlet for them to be perverted while pretending that it's like I'm just acting like know. Gaia made me, man. Like, I, 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 I could see, there's probably some outliers like that, but it just seems like they're so committed to that lifestyle that like if they were just a bunch of perverts, I feel like that would get weeded out really quickly. Like the weird dudes would get pushed out of the community till you just had a bunch of hippies and and naturalists who just wanted to be one with nature and walk around balls out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like that would bring you any closer to nature, you know? Might. You, have you ever went walking naked in, in, like, the wilderness or anything? In a meadow? Yeah, in a meadow. No, because I'm not a fool, and yeah. I didn't live 150,000 years ago before, <laughs> you know? Solid reason. way to go. Yeah, think of the thorns and the, the thistles oh. out in the wilderness, though. Just Chiggers, parasites, Chiggers. Yeah, you can't go walking holster. around Georgia. Where do you put your holster? That's a good yeah. question. I feel like the Western holsters would still work, right? The ones the that just hang on your hips. Tie down on the leg. Yeah. yeah. It's only one place to conceal carry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Get it out slowly. Yeah, it's got to be a Derringer. <laughs> Maybe. <that's laughs> yeah. Quick draw, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about, a little bit about Dollar Shave Club. Please do. Why? Why did I torture myself with a gross old blade for weeks and weeks? Because I didn't want to shell out $20 for a pack of new ones. Dollar Shave Club changed all of that. They totally revolutionized the way I shave. Now I shave with a fresh blade whenever I want. Dollar Shave Club delivers a whole sleeve of amazing razors for just a few bucks. I pop on a fresh blade whenever I want. Shaving with a fresh blade feels fantastic. You just get a better shave that way. DollarShaveClub.com's razors are so good, millions of guys have joined up. The billion-dollar razor corporations are freaking out. But instead of lowering their bloated prices, they're trying to fool us into milking the same blade for an entire month, and that's just gross. It's not healthy. They price gouged us for too long, and I'll never go back to squeezing weeks and weeks of shaves out of a disgusting old blade. Upgrade to shaving with a fresh blade whenever you want. It's such a luxury, and it's one-third of the price. Join me, everyone at Painkiller already, and the millions of others who have figured out that uh, the smarter way to shave. Join Dollar Shave Club right now by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA today. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Link in the description. Nicely I'm done. I'm a uh, 
I, I am a big fan of those razors. I, I, I use those things exclusively because I have so many, so fucking many now. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they send that, sli that sleeve every month uh, on, the, on the dot, and I've just got plenty of them now. I'll never be out. Because I don't shave every day, I don't keep up with the amount they send me. And, uh, yeah. and Jackie and I share it, too. And I, like you, I have, I don't know, I'm, I'm 20 ahead. I'm in excellent yeah, shape. I, I, I don't shave my face. I, I shave other areas, and so they really <laughs> hold up well. Um, for the long haul, I talked to my cousin, and, and I was I was talking about my deodorant because I I, I got a new deodorant, and I didn't realize it, but I was getting like the white stick deodorant instead of the clear gel, which I prefer, and it was like clumping, and it was all itchy, and I was telling my cousin about this, and I was like, yeah, this bullshit solid deodorant is like clumped together, and like the hairs are stuck together, I think, so when I stretch, it like pulls the hair, and it's itchy and stuff, and he's like, oh yeah, I had that, I, he's like, shave my armpits now, and he he takes a beard trimmer, goes over his armpits, he's like, problem solved. He, and I'm like, I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm switching to uh, to shaving them off. I think that's going to be more comfortable. That's a bold move right there. That's yeah. a whole nother category of uh, of like shaving. Like I yeah. don't think I'm going to use a razor. Like I, that, that's certainly too far. But I'm definitely going to take trim. my beard trimmer. No, I, I don't mean that. I mean even trim even just to. trimming. And I don't mean physically or anything. I mean just a mental jump and just yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. letting your friends know. You can tell your friends, yeah, me and my chick, we shaved our fucking shit, and I or shave it. Girls like it better, but. The armpits area is like, all right, dude, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> really getting into swimming. Care. Couldn't commit to the legs yet. No. I've already yeah, got yeah, yeah. The, the, how far do you have to go from the armpit to the fucking chest and the legs? Yeah. I like to shave, uh, I shave the tops of my feet, obviously. And uh, It's good that head. you do that. Toes, I, I hope. Uh, the toes, too. Because you know what will happen? Like I've seen what socks, happens. When you pull your socks on, like the hair on my feet will get bent backwards, like a, in the opposite direction that the follicle grows. So like it would it would hurt. It would get sore. And it, wow. It, yeah. So uh, so yeah. Just His toe hair isn't normal. It's like uh, Neanderthal. They're, they're, I, I saw it first at a at a paintball event years ago, <laughs> and the toe hairs are just like see if I can. out of control. Crazy, huh? Yeah, it's like a bunch of little sprigs. It, that is not Sp it. He is. She has shaved those. He's maintaining his toe hairs because in, yeah. in old school, each one of them would have been like a head of hair for each <laughs> toe. That's <laughs> not that bad. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could style them. <laughs> yeah, but I've I've done the little trimming, not like down to probably like half an inch long, and you do notice a significant decrease in sweating, but then you also like notice in the mirror whenever when you're putting on deodorant like i kind of look like a bitch a little bit like, <laughs> yeah i don't care less I, masculine I, I think that's gonna be less maintenance now i'm gonna i'm gonna do that i think that's the way wow. to go and if you're really hairy like i have a really hairy chest like it it suddenly is very obvious like if you have a very sparsely haired chest you could pull yeah. it off with a shorter go here but if you're really hairy and you lift up your arm and there's like a little bit there it's like that guy's I've got the worst possible thing. My least favorite chest hair pattern is my own. And it is like some chest hair in the middle. And it's not horrible. But I'm more sure. concentrated on the nipples. Oh, you got to shave that. Oh, yeah. But you try to shave it in such a delicate way that it doesn't look like you just did nipple shaving. Because that's the <laughs> opposite problem. Now you've got like bald nipples and chest hair in the middle or so it, it looks like you're just bad at maintaining a chest pattern so yeah, i try I to empathize so much with that you're so right because it's just a thicket here and i for a while i'd be like thicket. going like deftly around yeah. here and then look in the mirror and be like you know that looks 
That looks awful. Looks like an owl has <laughs> given me the the you know mean they're, mug in me. Now they're like, like staring at you, right? You just got a face <laughs> on your chest, and it's not good. Well, I take a razor and uh, and shave the nipples, and but I've just got like a streak of hair that goes down the middle that's like that wide. So there's no. Uh, so it already looks manicured. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of hair out here or anything. It's just I, right down the middle. I just have a little sort of evenly populated, I'd say, across the the pecs, and then just. Just two guys looking at you, you know, like eyebrows on my on my nipples, and and I I got to cut them down so that it doesn't look like I cut them down. It's not easy to yeah. pull off. It's a real, you know, it's like a SEAL Team Six <laughs> mission, you know, very precise. You go in there with yeah. a scalpel and do it properly. Now, did you shave your chest when you were younger? Me, only for swimming. Uh, for swimming, you know, the old school like '90s <laughs> swimsuits that they wore, the just little banana holsters. Whatever yeah. that didn't cover would get shaved clean. Okay. Yeah, from head wow. to toe. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. So that's everything. Legs and everything? Legs, arms, armpits, right, face, hair yeah. on your head, everything. Wow. You just be hair free. So you look like you just came out. You're like, like Keanu Reeves when they saved him from the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they bring him out of that pod. He's all weak and pale. Full and on chemo. Like a, but with abs. Like yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I tried shaving my whole chest once because why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. like Give it a go. Years ago, and it looked okay for like seven hours until it started to regroup. And then for like the next <laughs> seven week, it was hours? just like, a, like a, a man's face right after it's been shaved. It was just rough and like it was sticking through my shirts. Like it was <laughs> my first Brazilian. Oh, like I looked like a jackass. And I did it in the middle of the summer like a, like a tard. Oh. So I'd have to go out to our pool and swim and it's just little... <laughs> My first Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor shaved his chest, but he seemed to shave it like every two weeks. So it was in a constant state of like weaponization where like, <laughs> you know, like, like, like a woman must endure when she kisses a guy with uh, um, like, you know, the scratchy beard and, you know, he would just like chest you and, and it's awful. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. And yeah. This fucking weaponized chest hair. Sure, that wasn't an excuse to like be rubbing his chest all over the guys he was wrestling. Like, I, oh, you know, it's just so I can, you know, get a little edge in this fight. We're <laughs> together. So here's a question. So we we have often talked about how Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like a big part of it, is 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 being real close with another dude, and you just gotta accept that going in and just 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 get with it. Like, yep. like that's what we're doing here. You know, a lot of the positions mimic sexual positions. They're almost I almost to the T. There's a know? 69. The it's called North South. There's missionary. It's called guard. And there's others. Yeah. Yeah, you remove the clothing and we're ready to go, pretty much. But do you think there are any guys who get into it just because they're into that? Do you think there's any guy who's ever been like, man, there's a lot of hot guys in here training jiu-jitsu. Oh, that's what they're doing? <laughs> All right, pin me, pin me. And like, do, you, do you think there are guys who get in it just for that? No, but I have had a theory about this that's related to it. I, I, so no one I ever worked out with seemed to be like into it in a gay way. But... Um, it, what is it? The five love, five languages of love. There's like some people like gifts, some people like quality time, some people like words of affirmation, some people like physical touch, and some people like something else. I don't know. Um, I'm a physical touch guy. If you love me, show me by blowing me. It's my favorite way to. to <laughs> it's my favorite way to receive love. But the, from the wife to the office. <laughs> <laughs> it's all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and it's not just a sex thing either. Like uh, like Colin is is always wanting 
wanting to wrestle and hit you or whatever. Whereas, um, like my brother, for example, like I don't think he was like that. And it, anyway, uh, some people like gifts. I think my daughter prefers quality time above all else. And, um, uh, but I think that the people who get into Brazilian jiu-jitsu are just a little more touchy. Like, you know, like how many teenage guys have relationships with a rough house? It's not gay. They're just hitters and wrestlers and whatever. Like Joe Lozon, the UFC fighter. Before he was a fighter, they were like fighting on trampolines. And uh, like it, it, some guys are just more like hit touch oriented or you know if it's with the girls they're more you know hug kiss oriented mm -hmm. and it's not just about quality time or gifts or words of affirmation or those other things so um counterpoint to that though when i was in seventh and eighth grade i was on the wrestling team mm -hmm. and there was like you'd have to roll with people every day and you know it was after school or whenever and the coach would be going around like telling you what to do and what not to do and there was one guy who was near my weight class, but thankfully, like, I think maybe like eight pounds lighter than me, so I never had to wrestle him. Every day without fail until he quit, like a month and a half in, he would get an erection when wrestling <laughs> one one other specific guy. <laughs> Only one other guy. Oh, that he was he was A-OK -okay until he was like, all right, Rob, go roll with Josh. And he'd be like, and I'm, everybody's like, all right, well, let's see where this goes. <laughs> and then he'd have to just let... Let him get pinned down and then go over there and sit in that little, like, you know, I'm in eighth grade and I have a boner position. And, uh, what is yeah, that? that what position is that? Uh, the, over. Know, you just sit there hunched over with your, like, legs up against your chest in the corner of the gym. And everybody hoping knew. That they don't call you. Uh, at first, it was more of just like, like a, does that kid see, does he have a boner right now? Like, I can't <laughs> tell because we, we weren't wearing, like, singlets. Like, we were young enough that they were just like, all right, just shorts and a t shirt with the school's name on it or whatever and wrestle around. So he could, he could obfuscate the the bulge a bit but it got to the point later that it, it was very apparent do wrestlers very wear high. cups no no in brazilian no, jiu-jitsu some do some don't in yeah but rest. uh ruined his high school career you know oh <laughs> yeah, it's awful his social career or his wrestling career social wrestling had to be uh, nipped at the butt what did they you know, did, did they come up with a name for him was there was it like brad the boner or something like uh Yes, you're like mostly we just called him faggot. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a guy on my high school football team, and I won't give away the poor fellow's name, but uh, he was a he was a big human, and he was fat. You know, his alignment of some sort, offensive, defensive, I don't know. But uh, in the locker room, it became clear that he had a micro penis, and at first, I didn't believe it. I thought that uh, that didn't believe it, like you didn't think it was real, or didn't believe it, like getting a I peace out. I just simply can't fathom. Didn't believe know? it like I thought they were giving him a hard time. Or, or maybe like on the spectrum of like 0 to 100, he was like, you know, a third or something. Yeah, you know. So, so it was like, all right, it's a little smaller than normal, but it's, you know, it's whatever. No, dude. Like, his penis was the size of my head. Like it, it was looked like a button on a fur coat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like an upside down acorn. It, I, I saw, I didn't see it hard, but I saw it flaccid. Eventually we had, um, uh, Jim maybe the next year or something in the same period. And, uh, yeah, dude, like I, I've seen a micro, I've seen a lot of cock. Anthony doesn't know that I'm quite the connoisseur. And, uh, <laughs> and, and this guy, I, I've seen a real live micro penis and it was just, the head seemed almost normal size really, but, uh, or maybe a little small, but the but fact that there was nothing the shaft as far as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the you shaft, if it's there, it was completely internal. Uh, wow, it was no. awful. I, I can't imagine. Like I, I, I'm not a, uh, 
I was never a sports guy in school or anything. And as far as wrestling went, it was part of the curriculum in regular gym class, you know, PE and shit like that. So when we had to do it, like I was out in a second. One time, uh, like I think it was the first time, some kid that was good at wrestling, he grabs me around like my neck and shoulders on the front and then just grabbed my, my cock and balls from <laughs> underneath and lifted me up. And I was just like, yeah, fuck, stop, stop. <laughs> it was it. That was all I never wanted to be involved in anything like that ever again. Oh. Yeah. Well, I stuck at it for years, so there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, like, That's when I knew. When they grabbed my cock and balls and lifted me up, I was like, I found uh, my act. What are you just I, laying on his back? You have to make me tap. I wore a cup Every for... Every day at four, all right. I wore a cup for two reasons. Uh, one was it was almost weaponization. Like, like you know, if you want to armbar someone and your cup sticks out like that, you can get better leverage on it, and your, your, your testicles will never in the wrong spot. Like, it just held them right, and you could just use that, and it was good. Um, the other is I like that it gave me this, like, layer of separation. Um, all of a sudden, there would be girls that would, like, join and drop out immediately, but if you ever did roll with them, the cup was like, I don't know, some sort of layer. I like that it separated my junk from the other people. Isn't that the only time where you wouldn't want it? Yeah, You're like, right? quick, got to run back to the, you know, <laughs> take the cup off. Yeah. No, no. I never felt comfortable rolling with the girls. I, I, I didn't at all. Mm -hmm. I, and I didn't see, I, I didn't feel had. like we should. I, I never had to either. I didn't. I was way too big. I was, I was a lot taller than they are. So that, that I guess height seemed to be like the determining factor most of the time when they picked who I was going to roll I, with. But I would like, always I'd see the shorter guys like going with the girls and I was just like that's not working he's not going full speed because he's afraid he's gonna grab her titty right now clearly <laughs> she's oh, just gonna sit there and breathe heavily on him for the next five minutes and it wasn't that they weren't good like the, they were better the girls were better than me they probably would have kicked my ass they, they'd been there for months and months and I was new but like I just felt like I I would I would be like uh, let me just try to not grab like, like there's a huge portion of your body now that I feel inappropriate grabbing onto but if it was a yeah, dude like I'd grab anything I could get a hold of like there was okay. there's the thing with wrestling like where we even in like eighth grade when I still did it we'd go to the meets and whatever and it was you know didn't take it seriously because it was middle school but every time you'd see a chick from like a different school come out it was like oh please not me because there's no winning that fight I either beat the shit out of them and I feel bad or they beat me and I'm eternally mocked but I was too big to fight them and it was understood with every other guy in the weight class below me that would have to fight the girls that you kind of just, you know, go 70%, except for one dude who the first time he went out there to wrestle a chick, he, like, you look at the chicks like, man, to even be out here, they must have some kind of technique. No, not at all. This was a short, overweight girl who just wanted to try something. And this guy beat the shit out of her <laughs> for, like, seven straight minutes to the point that people from other like other parents were watching this match just like oh. like the the, the the slight clapping of moms was replaced with like horrified <gasps> yeah oh, oh. oh. like <laughs> Dude. You do she's got a bloody nose you know <laughs> so when i rolled with girls i would just give whatever it took to win i would just barely win every single time i'm not going to let them lose but even if they had better technique than me i was strong enough that that uh, with the exception of this one woman tara la rosa who's world class they i, I would just win and anyway, whatever it took but um there was one guy he was new he was an army guy right so he comes in there he's got like his army shirt on and and uh, the truth is all the military guys couldn't fight for shit they all suck because they don't actually know how to fight well at least not hand to hand you know they're i'm sure they're great with a gun but um my experience the army cop prison guards the whole thing none of them could fight for shit but 
army guys had good wind. They had tremendous cardio. And this guy came in and every guy in the gym kicked his ass and it was starting to hurt his feelings. And then he goes up against a girl and it was brutal. He was like elbowing her and just like <laughs> grinding shit. And, and it was it was like, I felt like he was reasserting his dominance. Like, all right, maybe every guy in this gym kicks my ass, but this girl's getting a smackdown. And she did. And the instructor had him after that. And it was just like punishment time he didn't even do jits on him much he just did takedowns he slammed him and he let him up again he'd slam him he let up again the guy didn't want to get up anymore but the time hadn't expired the coach is come on let's go and uh, and he would just pick him up and slam him again until he, he just it was awful that'll teach you to win you know <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, he clearly picked on a girl like that's what happened like he he i don't i guess he did beat her yeah but um he did it by being so rough, you know, elbow on the throat and things like that. And uh, yeah, the, the, the instructor got him next and just did takedowns. It was awful. How long awful. do you think until the PC police makes it so that the, like, the UFC has to let a man fight a woman in the name of, like, equality? <laughs> and then the Twitter will be all the buzz of, like, uh, you, know, you know, hashtag go Stacy or whatever. <laughs> and then it's just going to be a bloodbath. Because it's going to happen. People are going to demand that for Next so long. Next day, it's hashtag RIP Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they already did that. They let the, I did mean, they? I don't want to beat this topic up again. Uh, that wasn't like, UFC, like, like that man did to that. Oh, it wasn't UFC. The transgender no. uh, MMA fighter. Fallon is her name. Yeah. Not the big league okay. of UFC. Yeah. Dude, he's a man the first, like, I don't know, 25 years of his life. And then he decides he wants to beat, beat up some women. So he just flips the switch and just destroyed them. Because, you know, he spent the first... 25 yeah. years of his life being a man with man's, uh, you know, bone structure, muscular, muscularity, muscularity, <laughs> muscularity, uh, musculature. Yeah. And, uh, and just destroyed those women. That seems uh, to be like a good panacea for life problems. Can't beat people up, turn into a woman and do it. Kill someone with your car recklessly, turn into a woman. Suddenly you're a hero. Like just flip that switch, you know, keep hmm. that in your pocket just in case. He went, you, or, I'm sorry. She went five and one. It looks like, let's see. Yeah, her career is probably over. She hasn't fought this Shocking. year. Shocking that she lost one. Yeah. Ashley Evans-Smith. I don't know her. It was for the Women's Featherweight Tournament Final. So she almost became the CFA champion. I don't know CFA. But, um, but yeah, she was good. Um, I, I don't like that. You know, what if, what if she had more talent and became the champ? I, I think there's a huge advantage of being a guy for your first 25 years. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anyone with half a brain would argue that. Like, that just wasn't fair to those other women that she was, like, breaking their orbital sockets and putting them in the hospital. Yeah. It's like, how about you just fuck off and let them have their tournament here and you go do something else? Like, like just let them have this. She what, if, have what, this what if there's thing? a whole – what if there were a whole fight team – of like transsexuals and, and that was their thing it was like it was like team domestic uh, violence or something like that like, like they're all guys who, who who had like been like spurned somehow by women in their lives like bad divorces and such and they're like you know what fuck it i'm devoting the rest of my life to beating up women the legal way and they yeah. all become transsexuals and that's their thing if there were a trans uh gender like fight league that would take off. Dude, I, like, everyone would want to watch that. Just to they see said happens. that about Women midgets, but everybody feels and, bad. Nobody wants to look. I'm looking at this woman's <laughs> record. I didn't realize it was as lopsided as it was. Like, her first fight, I can't find details on it, but she won in the first round after two minutes, 
uh, technical knockout by injury. Like, I don't know what yeah, the fuck. That was the orbital bone. Like, that no, was that, oh, her wow. most recent fight. Here, I'll, I'll read it to you. Um, she fought against a woman named Tamika Brents. Brent suffered a concussion, an orbital bone fracture, and seven staples to her head. After her loss, Brett took to social media and, uh, and, and fueled the controversy around her perceived advantage. I fought a lot of women. I fought a lot fair. of women, and I've never felt the strength. I've, I've never felt the strength that I felt in the fight that I did that night. I can't answer whether it's because she was born a man or not, because I'm not a doctor. I can only say. I've never felt so overpowered in my life, and I'm an abnormally strong female in my own huh. right. Her grip was different. I could usually move around the clinch against other yeah. women, but I couldn't move at all in Fox's clinch. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. We, we've talked about this so many times. But that's it's not a fair. guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus. That's yeah. You know, I've heard Rogan talk about uh, oh. that quite a few times, and he really spells it out physicality a whole thing and how you know i don't care what you want to call a trans uh, gender person after they go through their procedure but you know the bones don't change uh, the hormones do only so much the the muscle distribution is different and uh you know you're, you're fighting a man <laughs> in the same way that if, if someone does yeah. steroids for 10 years then stops they're right. still a super person, you know, cause, yeah, because yeah. of the, their experience in it. Check out this fight. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn the audio this is off. The, this, oh, is, this is not UFC. This no, is this is most definitely not UFC. But cue up at zero. Wait, can we read the title for the people? Uh, overweight ratchets get slapped by ghetto thug. Volume <laughs> alert. So it's going to be really loud. So turn it down. Yeah. In my case, I've heard the volume. There's nothing to be gained from it. I promise you. <laughs> I'm just going to play it uh, <laughs> quietly. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. So uh, there's a guy yelling at, at these women. If I remember right, it's something like, then you hit her, you hit her, you hit her. And he's trying to encourage these two women to fight. And eventually one of them says, well, you hit me. And he obliges. It's coming oh, up. Man. Watch him take out two women in a heartbeat. What's everybody mad about? Uh, you, they don't tell you. You don't get the background info. As to, like, Is this what... a fashion show? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming really soon. <laughs> Boom. Oh, <my> Boom. <laughs> Just, that's it. That's all the fighting. Two punches, two knockouts. Oh, that woman's dang. still getting up. Tough time getting up. She's down. And that's it. It's about So that over. guy wanted them to fight. And then he just got tired of waiting. So he started his own fight. <laughs> yeah. I, it... It seemed like, yeah, like there was some sort of conflict, which isn't spelled out. It happened before the, the cameras were rolling. And then he was telling woman, like, you hit her, you hit her, you hit her. And then the woman's like, you hit me. And he's like, okay then. And... But it doesn't go to, it's a lot more urban. That was cool because he hit the one woman there and then he came back this way. Like he It was technically two birds yeah. with one stone. It was it kind was of a hit or and dragged. Then swing. <laughs> <That was> awesome. <laughs> as, if they yeah. as if they lined up their chins and he was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the only way to improve upon that. Hmm. Uh. So just, Anthony, every time oh. I see videos like that online, no matter what the situation is and it's getting filmed, it's like I can't imagine being in a situation like that for more than 10 seconds and not thinking like, you know what, I, I got to get out of here. 
Like, I, I gotta not be around this for when the police come. Like, I don't even want to be like, you, you, you were there in that live leak video, or you were there on World Star, where these, like, they allow the big brutal fights. Like, why would you want to stick around? There's nothing to be gained. I, if, if hypothetically I was in the center of one of these things, my first response is always like, let's reason this out. Wait a minute. If if he's this mad, he's probably mistaken about what I did. Like I, you know, like oh oh no no no, I wasn't the one that did. Like hit your car, that wasn't me. Key your car, like, I didn't do that. You know, like it just just clear out whatever the confusion is that has this gentleman so upset. And uh, that that's how I picture it going down. I don't see a lot of those videos working out that way though. But don't, well, no. no one responds that way. Well, then They're, again, yeah. you don't see live leak and like videos uploaded where it starts out like a bunch of people getting hyped up and then guys like now now let's air the grievances let's get everything out in the <laughs> yeah. open and then they they agree shake and walk away calm nobody's gonna yeah, watch the, that the video the title of the video is never calm conversation diffuses <laughs> potential <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh i've seen this i guess you guys just watched this yeah we just finished that. very one. good i i really loved his technique <laughs> he, he had the wham <laughs> like, like it, was, it was like a Mortal Kombat move. Just, just yeah, took them both out. Move. And the backhand was more effective than the than the than the cross than the throw. That yeah, was yeah. Um, I, I really like seeing that woman crumple up uh, in front of that minivan or whatever. Uh, I, I I don't know why, but when I see people who are just real, I, just something about her was just infuriating me. The way she just kept jibber jabbering i couldn't understand a fucking thing she was saying and just the way her, her like body language and the way she kept shaking her head and like whatever the fuck she was saying and when he finally hit her i was just like yeah i was talking to Got my her. talking to my daughter this is a while ago like eight months ago and i was like i think a lot of women don't know the strength difference between girls and guys like they 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 recognize they're giving up a little but they don't know just how huge you know guys can just do anything they want uh, to most girls and and she was like no we absolutely know it's been drilled into my head since i was 12 years old that like we're just not the same that uh, she needs to be careful and never be alone and all that crazy stuff it's it was really it's kind of what you wanted to hear but the strength the other, difference can... these women no one told them no one told them that that guy can easily kick both their asses with one punch in a way like a, <laughs> a back and a retract one motion and and he's just kicked both of their asses it, 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 i think a lot of women aren't aware big women now like, and that like, was like a double sucker punch though like, to be fair, it was like a double sucker. I, I think you didn't hear the audio. Really? If you heard the he audio, she was begging him to hit him. Oh, I had it muted because it sounded And then he loud. goes, all right, then, all right, then, hold my phone. Hold my phone. <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he finds him and holds the phone, and he's like, all right. <laughs> goes over and knocks him the fuck both out. It's, that, that was pretty great. No, and, yeah, no, you're absolutely mind. right. The, the strength difference, especially upper body strength, that's the big one because, like, there were girls in my high school that could squat way more than I could, and as much as the football player guys could. There were two girls in particular hmm. whose like thighs and booties were just ridiculous. They were white girls, and one of them was squatting like 425 or something like that. The other one was squatting. They were both. They, they, I remember they, they worked out together, and they were both in the 400s with mm -hmm. what they were working out with uh, on the squat rack. And... In that and in, in that way, they're you know just as strong and stronger than most of the guys. But upper body strength isn't even close. Like they can't power clean 125 pounds, but they can squat 400. I have no idea how much I can squat. Like I've never really done squats. But by the time I was 14, I could do whatever the machine had. Like I could rack the calf thing. 
You know, they had like these calf things where pretty much they put weight on the top of your knees and then you just sort of point your toes up. And there was another one that sort of hung on your waist and you would just go like stand on your tippy toes to work your calves. And I know uh, what you're talking about those. Those are the perfect machines for making yourself feel like a hoss. Like <laughs> those and then the leg press where like you're always just a lever away from complete safety. And you can be like, oh, I can put 900 pounds on this. Check it out. As long as I'm sitting on like a nice cushioned faux airline seat. You know? <laughs> but <laughs> if I, I, I feel dangerous, I just close it. I always but, uh, feel if you actually squat or do free weights, it's so much harder. So much harder. Yeah, plus it's more than just calves. But on the, the, yeah. Yeah, the calf exercises, I could rack it. And I felt good because I was young and I couldn't come close to doing anything else like that. <laughs> I was, uh, I was talking to my cousin. A mental thing with girls that like uh, physically, yeah, guys are stronger, but mentally, I don't think they realize that some guys will hit them. <laughs> you know, they'll mouth off and say stuff, and it's like, yeah, a lot of gentlemen out there. You're right. A lot of guys that'll just, you know, defend and you know from your other punching or something. <laughs> but there are guys that will hit you like you're a man out there, and. Yeah, I was having this conversation with my dad and my cousin the other day. We were all sitting around and we were talking about instances where women had had hit us and had came after us physically and tried to beat us up. And we're all laughing about it. It was it was a pretty fun conversation. But I was like, yeah, dad, I remember that one time she was coming after you and she had the nipple pinches. She was double fisting them every time. Every time she'd make a point, he was like, you son of a bitch, you motherfucker. (laughs) You'd say this and you said that. And she's just like grabbing like his like chest fat oh. is like going for like titty twisters and she's like squeeze twist and pop and she's just coming at it man and he's just walking backwards taking him <laughs> absorbing punishment as he goes and then i was like yeah yeah i remember that one time i smarted off to her and she made a little fist like this like like this and just <laughs> punches me in the fucking mouth <laughs> I was, Scott was like, yeah, you came over to my house for a while after that i was like yeah i had to she kicked me out <laughs> and then i realized we were all being abused by the same woman. It's not women. It's not women that are bad. It's just my mom. <laughs> we were all getting abused by the same woman. So it was okay. I feel better about women. It's like now. a fight approach that you can't do and utilize unless the other person consents to you doing it. Is the duel <laughs> titty twisters like, totally vulnerable the whole way through? Yeah, right. Like, you can stop at any time. Yeah. This is an easy defense on that. There's a reason that Joe Lozon and UFC people don't go out there where it's like <laughs> Joe Rogan's out there. You know, uh, Steve's Mai Tai is really strong. Uh, you know, Jordan, on the other hand, really great nipple action over there. You see, practice, let's cut to that clip. You know, <laughs> so on last summer, ripped that nipple right the fuck off. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? There was the movie, um, like Shaolin. It was one of those Shaolin monk movies. And it, like the guy was super peaceful, but he had been training through the, with the Shaolin monks the whole fucking movie. And he has to face off for the big fight at the end. And one of his secret super duper Shaolin monk moves was this move where he ran in with like a couple fingers and grabbed the guy right here and just ripped off a few layers of skin. <laughs> Anybody else seen this? No. Oh, it was so great. Because like the you know, your hero who's been training the whole movie through this awful Shaolin monk training. Like I don't know, it, it reminded me of like the Kill Bill training that she goes through, but much, much worse. And, and, but but at one point, like he's just like and rips off like a huge layer of skin right here. And I just remember thinking like, what a weird kung fu move. <laughs> yeah. I want to learn that. Now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the skin off his forehead bridge of his nose gimmick. Call this the exfoliator. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the most painful thing ever. I think that'd be legal in the UFC. 
I think you'd be clawing, though. Yeah. I, I mean, but scratching. Scratching isn't legal. I, maybe it's not. But I. If it I, were, someone would use tiger style for sure. Like, it would have happened by now. I, I think it. I mean, I wish Joe were here, but I, I think you can pin Eagle someone style. and pull. <laughs> That's so stupid. No one does kung fu in. It's only stupid if you can't scratch. <laughs> the you first think... time someone comes at you with eagle style, style and, and like scratches you across your eyeballs and you're blind out there. Next thing you know, he's scratching your ass and your back and stuff, and you don't know where he is. So like... poking at the eyes is actually illegal. Uh, fish hooks too, if that you know that thing. But um, uh, like scratching at your back is just ineffective bullshit. What, what about wet willies? <laughs> okay, now we're goofing. I'm, no, I'm I'm 100 percent totally legal. I'm pretty sure. What's I like Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz if, literally bitch slaps people. Like he'll, he'll yeah. He'll, everyone else is punching. Any you know, anytime I can reach out and punch your face, that's what you know. Joe Lozon has advice. You know, if you can if you can see the face, smash it. Right. Nick Diaz will like give up a couple punch. He's fucking snaps him. He's like, huh? What now? What now? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? I just slapped you and. Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's they say that he's trying to goad people into fighting a more reckless style, but he's not that deep a thinker. You know, I, I, he, you know he'll slap someone and be like Stockton two oh nine, bitch two oh nine, and you're like, I don't know that he's working in his strategy here. I think this, I think he might just like slapping people. Yeah, yeah. I think he just likes to make a bitch out of people. And it's probably what he's saying. Come on, bitch! And like, uh, like that would be infuriating. There, he caught, <laughs> he fought Frank Shamrock, right? And Shamrock was older than him and a legend in the sport at this point. And uh, he kind of like came out of retirement. And Nick Diaz was so disrespectful to him uh, until the end of the fight, which had changed. But during the fight, he was so, the guy was like dumbfounded. He, he just he couldn't believe this punk was being such a punk during it. And he, he really got a psychological advantage. He beat him. He beat him down, and he wasn't getting up. And then he's like, come on, man, get up. You're a legend. And What if, uh, you, yeah. what if you lick the other guy? I have no idea. Like, like, I don't think you you're winning in that scenario. Like, if I, you're I licking think, my I, just, sweaty me, I'm like, you got like, fucked. Like, right, imagine this. Imagine, like, like, you're, uh, I don't know, he's got, you're on top of him, and he's, he's, he's reached up and pulled you close so you can't hit him, and you're kind of like, you know, head cheek to cheek, but you're facing that way. What if you just reached over and like stick your tongue in his ear? Like, is that legal? Because that would that would freak him the fuck out if you stick your tongue in the ear and start like 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 licking his ear out. Like, he would lose his shit. I, I seems like you would lose that fight though. Like, yeah. I'm wondering. That's why I'm asking. Like, like what happens <laughs> when you stick your tongue in the guy's ear and he goes crazy and is like, "Get off me!" and then you pound him to death. Like, like well, what we'll happens? Joe then? on again. Pose all these poignant <laughs> questions. To him. I, I might have some pointers for Joe. I, maybe, maybe Joe goes. You know, I never thought about it that way. Oh, and then the next time we see him on TV, there he is, tongue in the guy's ear, like, like licking his ear out. The guy goes ape shit, and Joe wins. You'll be the next Sensei Seagal. Ooh. A laughing stock of MMA coaches. They, they made fun of uh, the last uh, episode of South Park. It was last night or Wednesday night. Uh, oh, they they had Steven Seagal on there. And part of it was about how um, people try to create, people on the internet try to create this safe box where no one's allowed to say anything bad about them. And, uh, and it was really good. And, and uh, Steven Seagal was, was, you know, complaining that people were making fun of him because he's fat. Vin Diesel, they made fun of Vin Diesel and Steven Seagal. And, it was really good. It, it was awesome. What do people make but, fun uh, of Vin Diesel for? He's fat. <laughs> yeah. Really? I'll get you a picture. I tweeted one recently. 
Yeah, uh, but I feel like he's fat in the same way that somebody like Matthew McConaughey occasionally gets fat, and then he's like, "Oh, need a movie? All right," and he just loses the weight, gets back in shape. He's well, ripped even it. better. Like I would think that Vin Diesel has like is like strongman fat, like because he's, he had he's a, guy. a big guy. Um, yeah. but I bet if he like takes his shirt off, he doesn't have like obese you're gonna see body. He's got like the like pecs, like maybe some trap definition, and then the beer has shown. Here, click on so. the link. My my tweet. Damn Hollywood and your impossible beauty standards. Oh, uh, it's it's gone, I think. No, nah, it works for me. Uh, the image of Link's dead for me. Interesting, because I'm looking at it. There it is. Oh, yeah, he's definitely smoking a butt. Yeah. He's, That's a pregnancy belly there. He's got yeah. an Audi. Like, maybe a he half does. Audi belly button there. Herniated belly button. And, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ah, wow. A little too into his morning shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that happens? I don't That's know. Hilarious. Just <laughs> uh, oh the floor God. drop out. I don't, that doesn't look like strong man country boy fat. That that looks like a guy just broke discipline for too long. Yeah. See, that doesn't that doesn't look like what I thought it was gonna look like. Yeah. I don't, That's also I, the least flattering angle he could have been in. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. with a cigarette. You know, surprised he didn't have a Pabst. (laughs) He could suck it in, perhaps, and do a movie. You know, like just be conscious of that belly. And he's got an action movie out right now. The the uh, the, he's the the last witch hunter, where he's like you know swinging a sword and killing witches or something. Maybe Hmm. he just wanted to take time off from all the training he did to for that movie. Yeah. Uh You you know, (laughs) you relax. The media takes your pictures. You look like an asshole, and then and then you look great in the next movie. He, he, what he's got going on there looks like something that, that you would knock out in like a, the three-month training camp that probably comes along with a big movie, like a, a, one of those Fast and the Furious movies or something like that. Yeah. However, Steven Seagal, I saw him in Las Vegas last year, and he is not a three-month training a camp away from the, <laughs> yeah. anything that you would consider an action star or a healthy human being. Thank he God. Is, he's still a big, he's a big fucking dude. Like, like... He's intimidating to even stand next to. He's like 6'4", I guess, and just really big, broad shoulders. He's not a lanky guy by any means. He's just big everywhere, big arms, big legs. But he's like, I don't know, real 75 fat. pounds overweight, 100 pounds overweight, oh, like real geez. fast. He's hilarious to watch online. Like some of the videos of him, you know, going through the motions with some people and just talking doing... and being all it's so fucking his voice is just so not motivating when he's, he's doing still, that yes. he's still whispering to you to this day for some <laughs> reason it's like the, ca- the cameras the cameras aren't on dude you, uh, you don't well, have to whisper he's dude. wearing this big bandana to cover his bald head <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> we don't have anthony much longer but i just realized you were in three grand theft auto games yeah yeah i was uh grand theft auto 5 a Vice yeah. City stories and Liberty City stories. Yeah, I was one of the uh, I was one of the meth guys in uh, GTA <laughs> Five. Ooh, and then I was uh, I was one of the uh, like a gun dealer. I was a gun dealer in Red Dead Redemption too. Huh. And that was good. Because oh yeah. Like old character. People used to people used to uh, send me videos of them grabbing me. Beating the shit out of me, shooting, <laughs> me on the train tracks. I'm like, hey, look at look, Anthony, that, that's you. Like, yeah, you know uh, Laszlo from over there, so uh, he'd always be like, hey, come by. I sang a few of the commercial songs for the Pisswasser beer. And, yeah. Uh, 
all the other <laughs> stuff. It's it's a pisser. They're they're really cool over there at Rockstar. So was it and your I voice or like a character? All the free voice? swag. <laughs> did, did you would you use your personal voice or is it a character like are you doing uh, some a- of the like the news things i was one of the newsmen and you put on the official news voice mm-hmm. my god the minorities are at it again what are we gonna do? you know there's fucking riot going on and shit <laughs> and uh the other ones were kind of like hey you looking for a six shooter partner one of those <laughs> things and, you know they pretty much let me do whatever the hell i wanted to do do the characters look like you which was cool. No, I didn't do any of the shit where, you know, I had to wear the goddamn white ball suit or <laughs> any of that stuff. Uh, so, no, it, it wasn't, uh, it didn't look like me, the character, just voice work. Hmm. Pretty any fun, more though. Voice work, any more voice work coming down the pipe for you? Um, doing? Nothing recently coming out, really, no. I have Laszlo back on the show and poke him a few times, let me know what's going on over there at Rockstar. Yeah. Awesome. I have to find those clips online now. I had no idea. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, this is great. I'm I'm in a game that I love. <laughs> Did you find yourself like going to the spot in the game where you were and just talking through the whole like three cycle of what you said? Yeah, yeah, just, just going through, getting all the dialogue out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do you watch it and think that like, oh, I crushed this role or are you just yeah, like criticizing I yourself? Fucking nailed that one. <laughs> the, the the weird things is when you have to go like, ah, ah you gotta scream because you're being punched. <laughs> As you're running away, you know you gotta. One of my my when I I did one of the GTAs, my girlfriend at the time uh, did the voice of one of the prostitutes in the car, which was kind of, <laughs> like talking all dirty. All right. Be- before we go, we we have these uh, ask me anything questions that people do uh, when they're Patreons. You probably heard of Patreon before, and uh, one of the benefits at some certain level, I forget. Well, Kyle, do you know what level you can ask questions to the show? Uh, I think it's quite low. I think it's uh, like ten or twenty dollars, but not off the top of my head. I'm sure it's a fabulous bargain to ask us questions. But anyway, the one popped out of my on my radar here. What is a hoax you're not proud you fell for? Oh, God, a hoax I'm not proud I fell for. Uh, well, just off the top of my head, recently I, I actually read the Yelp suing South Park as a, as a uh, true story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as I'm reading, I'm like, this can't be true. It's too good. Yeah. And, and, and it turns out being a, to be a goddamn hoax. Uh-huh. Um, other than that. I made a video passionately defending Coney. Remember that Coney 2012 oh, thing? God. I was totally on like like the side of this charity. <laughs> like and even like everyone else left them, right? Everyone else is like, this thing is not good. These people are wrong. You're all in favor of this charity when you shouldn't be. I'm still like, I'm on their side all oh. by myself. And by the next day, he's masturbating on LA street corners. And I'm like, oh. right. he's masturbating okay. while, the, while the Coney kits were still in the mail. Delivered to people's houses to put their signs all over <laughs> when you wake up the next day there's gonna be coney plastered all over yeah it was such a well-produced video it was it was so cat it, it got your attention and you wanted to help and, it, and he was saying hey you normally don't do anything do something this time though we really need you and, oh, and i was man. like yeah yeah you do really need me like and we were i remember we were discussing that we were like this is bullshit. I was like, they're using this money wrong. They should hire like the A team to go get that fucker. Like that's what they need. They need mercenaries. I was like, 
we should get some mercenaries with that money. Kyle knows some guys. Yeah, I, I I know some mercenaries, and it was just like we could get this done for a couple million dollars. Helicopter in there, they they could do this shit for a few million, and they're wasting these tens of millions. Even the video and, itself, the dude, like, you're saying it was good in retrospect, but like, go back and try and watch it again. It's like half an hour long. There's like 22 minutes of the informative stuff of like, look at how awful this is, with them standing there with guns next to the like Somalians or whatever, like they're doing something. But the first like eight minutes is him sitting there like with his kid in front of a computer, like, what do you think about these kids who have yeah, to have yeah. their hands chopped off? And the kid's just like, yeah, I don't like it. It's like, see, <laughs> even the children know. And it's like, <laughs> pull your finger out of your ass and make a real video. Like, I don't know. I didn't like that. I, it, 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 it got me. I think it got a lot of people. It, it was. It feels like it got hundreds of millions of views. Maybe it did. Yeah, that was huge, that one. It was That's so like big. One of the big. You know what I watched effects. recently? Uh, there's a... Oh, what's that That thing Netflix made, which is basically about a guy with child soldiers? Um, Beasts of... Beasts of War? Beasts of No Country or something like that? Something. I, oh, I watched it. Yeah. I think that's yeah, it. I'm going to... Let me Try to sure get me to watch that after Patrick. Anthony Jeselnik's comedy. Piece of No Nation. I think these are similar. Piece of No yes. Nation. Yep, yep. Uh, it did the same thing to me, and I watched them both. An Anthony Jeselnik was fucking hilarious, and then uh, Beasts of No Nation was really sad and downer. Yeah, a lot and, uh, less funny. Downer. Yeah. <laughs> a lot less funny. Not as many laughs. Uh, <laughs> Jeselnik was there with the dead baby jokes, and then this movie came in with the actual dead babies, so... <laughs> I, I like the movie. I, I, I guess I'm into dead babies, but um, it it was moving and it was cool and it had a good story and it, it was they did a good job. Yeah, why did the main guy have to be a pedophile on top of everything? Couldn't he just be a uh, you know a militant leader who had child soldiers? Do you have to fuck Wait, him too? I missed that. The main guy was. Well, a, I knew you'd miss it. Are you it. talking about Anthony Jeselnik? Yeah. <laughs> no, the beast of no nation. He was a pedo. How did I entirely miss that? I, I don't know what to say, Woody. I just don't know what to say. I see, this is why we watch team. movies as a group. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, who was he having sex with? He was having sex with the two youngest boys who were friends. One of them, um, Stryker, uh, Stryker, who never spoke, that boy, and our main character. He fucked them both. He burnt, you know, there was that scene where he's like, I knew it was coming immediately because he's standing by the bed and he's like, come in here with me. And I was like, <laughs> why does he, this is the first bed we've even seen in this whole like jungle based child soldier movie. I was mm -hmm. like, okay. And then he like, it looked like he burnt a line of gunpowder and then snorted the, the leftover residue like it was a drug. I kind of remember was, that. Yeah. And then he looks at the boy and he has, I'm having a thing I need you to be doing now. <laughs> and, and then they just cut away. And the next time you see him, he's all like, shattered and like walking down the steps all wobbly because this guy just fucked him in the ass and oh, then Stryka and then Stryka like puts his hand around the boy's you know uh, shoulder to like comfort him and it was clear they were insinuating like Stryka has been through this before he knows what's up and there wasn't a word spoken between them but they knew you know I just completely all I got was oh I see they do lots of drugs they no. only do drugs when they're ready to throw a boy a fucking you guys watch some weird porno <laughs> Beasts of No Nation. It's on Netflix. Uh, they released in theaters simultaneously. It created a big uh, uproar with the theaters. But uh, um, uh, I think it's going to be uh, a contender in the award season, probably. The cinematography was great. The camera movement looked, was really cool. Uh, a lot of those shots were impressive. And it was, I'd it was, watch it if it didn't sound so depressing. <laughs> yeah, right? Wow. That sounds, sounds like a day ruiner. You know? I, I watch so many things with no story at all. Like, I'll go on Netflix 
looking for something great, and then watching a shitty documentary. And it happens to me far too often. And when I saw Beast with No Nation, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to carve out some time and actually watch some good storytelling. There's and a lot of good shit on there right now. I watched that thing about uh, with the melting uh, ice caps uh, in, in Antarctica. The, uh, the killer whales are moving into areas they never had been before. So uh, there's a whole thing about the killer whales up there I watched. I watched a thing about a sloth. Um, I, I, I like the nature stuff on there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the good. documentaries are on the upswing. Like if for like an eight months, uh, oh. an entire day of uh, Mount Everest, especially the big storm they had in '96, I think it was, uh, that just wiped out like 11 people on the mountain. You know, and, those people uh, still up that there. That shit is people sickles nuts. They just leave the dead people laying there. People that are climbing like tomorrow will just walk by and go, "Oh yeah, that dead guy." And they don't deteriorate very fast because it's so no, cold. It's like frozen. Yeah, they're just they're they're pretty well preserved. They're, they're like landmarks. There's a guy they call Green Boots that like he's just there. <laughs> That's such bullshit. And he's got his big green boots, and they're like, "Oh, Green Boots, the dead guy." I'll tell you right now, if if someone I cared about got stranded up there, I'd go fucking get him. Like I would, I would be like, "No, I'm not climbing the mountain. I'm going to get Bill." Bill stuck up there at like. 16,000 feet and nobody give, care, gives a shit. We're not going to the top. We're going to get Bill. I'd have to go get him. It's, no I want you to come get, to get up They there. talk about it all the time and the most people that, that just loved ones of these people cannot do it. it the, you can't even get yourself back down the mountain because of the altitude. And That's because they got uh, no imagination. You got to cut the person into quarters, of course. You're not carrying a whole <laughs> fucking person. It sounds that, disgusting, just... but he's so frozen. You're cool. Oh, I yeah. That, or maybe you could like get some sort of uh, a parachute attached to him, and then just let go, and maybe the wind carries him down the mountain or something. I don't know. Like, gotta get Bill down though. Like, what if a you macabre cut him up? sight that would be. Just a frozen <laughs> body there for twenty hitting years. Every rock. Just kind of hitting every rock. So they, are shattering it, off they don't have aircraft. Like like helicopters don't fly at that height. No, I guess. Yeah, not enough air. No. Not enough air to lift You know what? Them People up. don't belong so, up there. Quit it. Quit going there. Exactly. You There's do no not reason. belong up there. It's toxic. Yeah. Well, I yeah. saw they changed the rules where they weren't going to let disabled people and maybe people who were uh, above a certain age go anymore. And nope. there was an they, uproar. It's, there's it's, uh, experience level, no, dis no disabled people, and no people ah. over a certain age. And uh, it's funny the way they put it. They're like, you know, disabled people climb Everest, but really it's just super hard on the people carrying, up, carrying them up and down the mountain. And uh, I, I didn't think about it. I was like, yeah, I guess you get like a super Sherpa to put me on your back. And then I claimed I climbed it. The, the, the most dangerous thing, I think, uh, well, besides obviously the altitude and everything, it's, is that it's not a hard climb. That's the problem. They say that there's so many mountains around the world that are so difficult to climb that a novice couldn't do it ever. It's just too much actual knowledge you need of mountain climbing. With Everest, a lot of it is just walking uphill. Uh, there's some parts where you, you need to go up rocks, but a lot of ropes and uh, grab holes. And they put ladders and stuff on there. it. So you're, you're going to the highest place in the world, and quite frankly, it's not all that hard of a climb. So uh, a lot of these idiots that have no experience get up there and get in trouble. Like if Everest yeah, was at 4,000 feet, you'd take your kids up it. Yeah, yeah, there you go, right? Yeah. K2 is the second highest peak in the world, yeah. and the numbers are dramatically different. If you look at the people who have summited the mountain and the number of climbers who have died attempting to summit the, the mountain, 
between Everest and K2, it's very telling. Yeah. There's very few people who have made it up. I, 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 I'm thinking 400 in my head, but, but I don't know, honestly, off the top of my head. Not as many have climbed it, and a lot more have died doing it. Yeah, there are these commercial operations that, you know, like Wild, uh, wild Mountain Climbing Incorporated, <laughs> and they take like 20 people up at once. And it's like a, it's a commercial endeavor. Hey, let's climb Everest, everybody. And they get all these people together that don't know what the fuck they're doing. They have $50,000 to shell out. And, you know, they end up dying on the way yeah. down. I, I just want the T-shirt at the end. Yeah. Part of me I wants to do it. <laughs> part of me wants to do it and then just, like, poke holes in Bear grills and all the fake shit he's done all this time. Like, yeah, well, he did now, climb Everest. Trust me. I did it, too. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, it, it seemed to me like obviously it was it was a huge physical uh, toll like being able to do it. I don't think just anybody can do it. Even those handicapped people, I think. I mean, they're they're walking up that fucking mountain. But I, it seemed to me that the biggest complication with climbing Everest was getting the weather right because yeah. it takes so long to do it. You're mm -hmm. and you're at that base camp and maybe the second level they go to for such a long period of time that it's hard to plan the trip up. Yeah, and you not don't know if the weather's going to be good by the time your body is acclimated to the atmosphere. And then, or lack thereof. And then, when you're going up, if there's any delay, you're supposed to, I think, by 1 or 1.30 p.m., start your descent. That's the latest you can fucking do it. So, if you're on your way up and you paid $50,000 and the guy running the thing knows that you're not going to make it by 1 or 1.30, he's got to say, Yeah, turn it around. Sorry. And you're like, Fuck you. I'm here to do this. And a lot of people continue up and, uh, they don't make it back down. Dumb. And, and I think yeah. uh, I think climbing it with or without oxygen is a big consideration as well. Because oh, like, I can't imagine altitude. from watching these climbing with oxygen is just nuts. Without, I, I don't even. Your body's not supposed to work like that. Beyond nuts. We did um, nothing like Everest, but uh, we went hiking in Yosemite, and there was a pass that was like thirteen thousand some feet. And uh, my friend PK Dan, you, you two won't know him maybe. But uh, he got altitude sickness. Yeah. He was a wreck. Like, he was vomiting. He had no energy. His head was killing him. He just wasn't built for it. And yeah, it fucks you up. You get a, a, a swelling in your... You get brain swelling, edema. You get, like, liquid in your lungs. It's not just, oh, I can't breathe. Your body completely says, fuck you. I don't... <laughs> I don't work well in this. It was, and he had to get to the other side. Like he couldn't just turn around. Like we had to do the pass, and you know we were we were going somewhere, and uh, yeah, it was a mess. And we we stopped at the top because he like needed to rest. Maybe that was dumb. I bet other people would be like just push through, but he needed to rest, and we stopped at the top, and we gave him so much shit. Like uh, there was like, it was summertime, but there was a glacier there, so we were like making snowballs and throwing it, and we filmed him vomiting, and we were just terrible friends. Why couldn't you just go like? Climb Everest in, in like that that mechanical thing that Sigourney Weaver used in Aliens, <laughs> and, and the spacesuit, and you're just like, come on everybody, <laughs> <laughs> like, just get up top, yeah, we're gonna get back down, you don't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a field trip. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. If that country really wanted to increase their tourism, right? they create a system where. Anybody who wants to go to the top of Everest, hop on this thing, and it's going to take us up there in two hours. Yeah, yeah. What's, no, what's the ski lift called? A gondola? Where it's inside, right? Hot yeah. chocolate, gondola, oxygen. 
We'll all go. I, I, no I think you need some sort of a train built on a, a track or something like that. It has to be a combination of like it needs to be on a track, but it I don't know something yeah, like Nepal that. If you can, ladies like and gentlemen, feet. please keep your hands and feet in the gondola at all times. <laughs> That's go how to it should be. Top of Everest, sponsored by. Yeah, Red Bull. I would. I yeah, would be really yeah. interested in that. There'd be people walking like I did it the hard way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this way's way better. Probably be cheaper. Yeah, be great. Yeah. Someone should do that. They should Nepal's take like the poorest that. country on the planet. Like that's yeah. all that they have to bring that's people a in. Shit hole. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst. Like I think it might actually be the poorest country on the planet. Like they oh. can't be building a monorail up the biggest mountain on Earth. Like for shit. Get like Trump to do it or some shit. Trump would do Whatever. it. Get some backers. Yeah. <laughs> the Trump trolley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up to up to Everest. I gotta uh, bolt my friends. Very um, good. Thank you for coming I'm, on. I'm also feeling my cold come back. Uh, uh, I, I think at midnight tonight there's a replay of the Kennedy episode I was on uh, today on Fox News. And then Saturday, I'm doing the Greg Gutfeld show that airs on Sunday. Uh, and then, by the way, that's why I have makeup on <laughs> and, and I'm dressed like this. I did Kennedy today and I drove back from the city. I left at like 6.30. I didn't get in until right when you guys were going on at like 8. I was so pissed at the traffic. There's nothing more fun than driving a fucking Jaguar in traffic that doesn't fucking move. I, I, was, I was so pissed off. Ugh. I had to wait and let somebody go ahead so I could just go, boom, boom. But, uh, oh, I was aggravated. It took too long. So, whatever. This is the me you get. Have a good night. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Always a pleasure. Later. See you later. Thanks for coming. You want to do some of these AMA questions? Yes. Yeah. 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 Let me just do the... Um, gonna, oh. When he goes, I'll fix the cameras. Yeah, I, I'm out. When he shifts, <laughs> I need to fix all the screen grabbing. We'll give it a second. Uh, let's see. I'm looking. Yeah, he's uh, always a ton of fun. Yeah, he does a good job. It, it's um, when, most of our guests come from a variety of backgrounds, right? There's some YouTubers, there's some athletes, there's this, there's that. But he's a pro, and he's you know we've done you know 200 some of these shows, and uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not following my train of thought, but essentially, he's every bit as good as us, or better. Actually, he's well, better than better, us. Yeah. yeah, he's way better than us, and it's it's neat to have a pro on the show. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I need to fix the screen grabs. All right, I don't feel like we've hit a lot of these AMA questions. No, these are all brand new, except for the one that he asked uh, Anthony. Yeah, I wanted to want to get someone in there to have the, the Anthony Cumia answers question. Huh. God, I had one of these marked last week and I can't find it. Some guy asked me about, uh, he's got a 308 uh, um, Remington 700 and an, and an AR-15 that's a 5.56. He wants to know the best suppressor manufacturer to go with. I, I've got a lot of Silencer Co. stuff. Um, I like their suppressors a lot. And I've taken uh, both of their... Uh, I got two or three 30 cal suppressors. I, I got all the suppressors they make. They send me one of each. And I've taken them off the, my uh, 308 uh, AR, my AR-10, and I've put it on AR-15s and back and forth. And I've actually shot it on, like what you have, a 308 bolt-action uh, Remington. 
and I like those a lot. Um, they've got lots of different uh, muzzle brakes and quick detach systems, and uh, I've got all that stuff. To be honest, I don't even know everything I've got, but I've got all of that stuff, and they work really well. I like I like the Silencer Co. stuff. Hmm. Uh, I've got one that someone wrote. I don't, we didn't talk about the "Am I an asshole?" Uh, guy talking about his ex girlfriend. Did we? I don't. I don't think we did. I don't think so. I don't think. Right. I think these are new. Go on. Okay. Uh, so, am I the asshole? My ex-girlfriend and I broke up about two weeks ago. From my perspective, it was not on good terms because I wasn't in favor of it. Uh, some BS about not having similar personalities. We've been dating for the last three years, and now we are seniors in high school. It's a very young beginning there. Uh, now one of my friends asked her to homecoming. And although it probably isn't anything beyond a date to homecoming, it seemed to break the bro code. I thought that if she might be able to see what happiness we brought each other if she hadn't gone to homecoming or didn't... I thought that if she might be able to see what happiness we brought each other if she hadn't gone to homecoming or didn't have a date. I, I don't know. Uh, it's probably not completely logical, but I still want to beat the shit out of my ex-friend. Is he in the wrong, or am I being territorial? Hmm. I, I totally have locked in my answer, but I'd like to hear you guys first. Um. Well, if you and the girl have a, like a, a relationship that's still formed... She should have asked you if she could go with this guy to this thing. I don't understand why she didn't go with you. So it seems like it she seems dumped no, him. They were broke up before she this dumped him. Oh. It seems like oh, years ago she dumped him. Oh, well, you're a dummy. Two then. weeks ago. Yeah, oh, two stop. weeks ago. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. There's nothing wrong with what your friend did or with what she did. Wait, can I recap it for you just to make sure that you understand? Yeah. He dated this girl. They broke up. They dated for three years. Two weeks ago, they broke up. And his friend is already taking her to homecoming. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so now you're all caught up, and you think he's a dumbass, and the friend didn't break the bro code. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you're all good. They're, they're broken up. It's high school. Like like like. That's that's, that's true. The nature it depends on how good of friends they are, though. Mm-hmm. Like if they're actual like it depends how best friends, and they've been go- that's also an integral part of this. Yeah. But if they've been, like, best friends since kindergarten or something, then, yeah, I can understand feeling kind of shitty where it's like, oh, well, we broke up then, but how long were you kind of circling this dying relationship waiting for it to mm-hmm. fizzle out? You know, maybe whispering, you know, sweet nothings into her ear when I wasn't around trying to kind of expedite this. But if it's just like, yeah, we sit at the lunch table every day together, it's like, yeah, no, that's that's not I douchey no at all. Like, yeah, I, I, don't yeah think, I, I don't think you're being an asshole by doing anything you said your ex-friend so if you totally cut ties with this guy and he was like your you know kind of an okay friend from the lunchroom then yeah that, that'll make you seem kind of petty but it is high school it's your senior year just wait it out and find find a new chick in college like yep it's it seems way worse right now than it's gonna feel in what nine months when you're in college and then you're gonna be thanking your lucky stars that you did break up at this point instead of trying to drag on some long-term relationship i'm on the other side of this thing um, and, and again, I guess it depends how good the friend is. Now, he just says one of my friends is asking her to homecoming. So I'll assume they're a friend group. I think unless it's a tiny, tiny school, you can skip over your best friend's girl for more than two weeks. Like, let it go, man. It is breaking the bro code in my head. You can't swoop in and get the ex-girlfriend. And if they're friends, he might know that he's still pining over her. I... I you're right in that 
He needs to let this go. She dumped him. She dumped him. She's not she about. She dumped him for his friend. That's what happened. It's Ooh. quite possible. It's quite possible. If that is what happened. So, that makes so there's no picking and choosing. Like like, what happened was she got tired of you. It's been three years, and you haven't shown her anything new or anything that that makes her think that she wants to continue dating you into actual like adulthood. If you can consider graduating high school, she's interest, interested in somebody else, and she probably has been for a while. It's it's a she's just not that into you, and she is into this other guy, and they're trying to be happy together, going to homecoming. It's a, these kids are seventeen. Like, I don't think anybody here is being malicious. They're just trying to... But the pain uh, is real. They dated three years and he's 17. She was his whole life. Uh, I feel like the bro could have... You know, I wouldn't have dated my best friend's girl that quickly. Yeah, he could have been more tactful about it. She's my best friend's girl. <laughs> but she used to be mine. Yeah. Oh, so my. I, I, know, I, I don't think he's being overly territorial. I think you guys maybe think so, but I, I think that... Uh, you could ask your friend to back off this girl that you dated for three years and her broke your heart. You know, uh, it seems like he swooped in too quick. I need to see how quick. hot this girl is. Like, and, and also, I think that like, I bet his friend really cares a lot about this girl and she cares a lot about uh, his friend. I that bet could that be they, true. I bet the friend's been waiting for her to like yeah. get rid of... I bet the guy who wrote us the letter probably isn't that great of a boyfriend. And this other guy who's like waiting in the wings has been thinking forever like... Why won't she just get rid of this asshole? All he does is listen to that PKA thing or whatever the hell. He never spends time with her. He's like, here I am putting the groundwork in. I'm the one going to this, and I'm one, I'm the one at her like cheerleading meets. This guy's nowhere to be seen. And she's probably with a better guy. If that wow. is the case, that he was kind of the the friend, not the the ex boyfriend. Like if yeah. it is the case that he was kind of, you know, because us reportedly they're all in a friend group, so they're going to be hanging out a lot. Like I could see this new newcomer friend, like maybe saying some sly comments, or you know, maybe being that shoulder to cry on. And she's like, "I can't believe that Chad did this today, and wouldn't didn't even he didn't even think to call me." And he's like, "You know, I don't I don't understand it either with that guy. Sometimes, you know, it's just uh, you know, it just slips by his mind. He's just a little selfish, I guess. Like, <laughs> if, if he's been poisoning the well like that, then yeah, that is that is a reason to cut that friend out of your life because they're toxic. But at like as far as like, if you hate what they're doing, yeah, cut them out of your life. And at the end of the day, if they're not going to the same college as you, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. find someone else. You can do it. You had a girlfriend for three years. Just hop back in the game. Get back on your horse. Find a hotter girl to take to homecoming. Nobody's hotter than Jessica. I mean, come on. Oh, well, I mean, uh, that's such a Kyle thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, like, that's what I wish I knew the situation. Because, like, I'm, I'm picturing the girl as, as like, very attractive uh, for whatever reason. And, uh, and I'm just like, you got to, though. You can't just let... What are you going to do? Just disappear? Like, no. Nah, you got to go after this. You're never going to see OP ever again in your life anyway. You're about to graduate high school. I, I got a new question. And this one's okay. incredibly difficult for me. Any advice on choosing a career and or college? I'm currently 17. He's a junior with a 3.5 GPA. I can't think of anything that would interest me. And I was wondering if you guys have any ideas. Love the show. Keep up the great work. So he has... Good grades. I'll say good. They're not great grades, but they're not bad grades either. He has good grades and nothing interests him. That's how I felt. You know, when I first went into accounting, it was just because my father had an accounting practice and I thought I would work. I thought I would take that over. Um, I, I think every job seemed like it sucked. There was nothing someone would pay me for that I wanted to do. I used to think that there were jobs that, that, that just like, you, I don't know, you had to like know someone to get or something like that. But I, it seems now that if you really, from an early age, pick a thing and you work toward it for the, 
first half of your life, you can pretty much achieve anything you want. So, like, if you, I mean, would you like to be a fighter pilot? Because if you dedicate your, your life to that, you can probably be one. Do you want to be, like, a demolitions expert blowing up high-rise buildings in Thailand? Because a little dedication, and you can do that. You know, it's just, it doesn't have to be lawyer, doctor, or uh, electrician. Engineer, like, yeah. It, you, you could be anything. Like, there might be a job that on, there are only 50 people who do it in the world. You could be 51. Um, it, it's, it, you got to come up with something that you enjoy doing, I guess. It sounds like you need to figure out what makes you happy before you pick a job. Yeah. Because there's, that, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's like an impossible, he's like, I don't like anything. What should I do? Like, well, you want to tell it, we could tell you what we like to do, but that's not going to help you. You got to find out what actually would make you happy. And maybe it's one of those crazy, ridiculous jobs I just came up with. Well, maybe. it's also the fact that, like, he's so young. And I, like, I remember, like, in high school, and it, I got the same advice of, like, just, well, what makes you happy to do? It's like, uh, I have no idea because I'm 18 and I have <laughs> no experience with anything. I'm green in every sense of the word. I don't know. Maybe I'd like that. Maybe I get in there for one day and I'm like, well, fuck. This is not what Mad Men made me think it would be. Or like, <laughs> you, you just are, get totally misled with everything. Like, there's no bourbon at 1 p.m. There's no sexy uh, secretary out there. But like, you really won't I know until once in this office. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pick something at least a major that you think on the just on a you know cursory glance you're like th there could be something interesting there and then stick with it for maybe a semester then you can change it like it's not a big deal like i know tons of people who change their major like four or five times and still manage to graduate in like four and a half years maybe five years that's a were. lot of major changing you're going okay, high end on that three or four three or four i know multiple people who did one person who did four and a number of people who did three where they started as something, then switched it, and then switched it the final time. To me, once is normal, twice is a lot, three to five is uh, not often heard, but I, maybe it's different now. But a lot of people are on like the four and a half or five year plan now. Well, that uh, that's not too yeah. crazy, but I bet if they finish in four and a half years and they've had five majors, they work their buns off to, to keep it even yeah. semi on schedule. And they probably did enough to get a double major, you know, when yep, you add yep. up all the little, little tallies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, we, Pick a major that you think is interesting. And as far as college, because I think he had something in there as well, uh, like college advice, like where to go. Don't go to some expensive private school for no reason if you don't know what you're going to major in or even like. Just go to a, a big, fun public school. What state do you live in? You know, uh, Wisconsin? Go to Madison. You'll have a ball, and you'll find something there that you like. If you need to go to specialty school later for more money, you can. If not, no need to waste it. I met, the the, experience. I met a woman who gave me the first valid case for a small, expensive liberal arts school that I've ever heard in my life. Um, she had a 2.4 GPA coming out of high school, which is not very good. Uh, this guy's a 3.5. She had a 2.4. Um, she's a doctor now. And uh, she just wasn't thriving, supremely lazy. I had a lot in common with her. And... Uh, um, she said that she went to this like if she had gone to a big school like that that it totally wouldn't have worked but she went to this tiny thing and her experience was like she had dinner with some of her professors they just like it became this little family there was 137 people in her class something like that my high school was bigger and uh, I may have that Jesus. number wrong but it was a very small college and it was expensive she's like I could have never afforded it had it not been for these rich old ladies who uh, who gave her scholarships but 
she's convinced that she would have just drowned in a giant state school, but she went to this college or university and she finally figured out she was smart and she went on to become a doctor. Yeah. So pretty smart. But I, I think one. for most people, it, you need to look at the value of the school. You know, if you want to go to some tiny little school, like I mentioned Shippensburg or something like it, a, a small one in the Northeast, a little liberal arts thing that most people haven't heard of. It doesn't give you a competitive advantage in getting your next job unless for some reason you can't thrive in a better value get the better value. You don't finish saddled with debt that's going to haunt you. you know, it, it, it's, uh, I made a video on this, but it, it's, it's giving away your future for your present. And uh, in terms of school, it's a lot of future. You know, 40 grand is tough to pay off when you make regular people wages. And um, yeah, I don't know. Look for a value in the school. Okay, so I've got, I, I like this one because I feel like this one's kind of a rapid fire thing. So let's do let's mm. this real quickly. He's, this is a, uh, do you prefer questions? Um, so let's, I'll go to Taylor first. Do you prefer blowjobs or sex? Blowjobs. Vaginal sex. Oh, that was the clarifying thing? Yeah. Uh, so probably blowjobs. Uh, action or horror movies? Action. Coffee or tea? Tea. Boxers or briefs? Uh, boxer briefs. So Ooh, I like that. Those are cars boxers, or trucks. I guess. Cars or cars. trucks. Cars. Tits, tits or ass. Oh god, I'm I'm split like right down the middle. <laughs> exactly. Maybe like fifty one percent ass. I imagined when you said split right down the middle, I imagined you as a serial killer who literally split the woman right down the middle <laughs> so you could have both. I, I um, like one blonde. Of each. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. Blonde, brunette, or redhead. Red. Oh yeah. Scotland. And this one's silly. Do, do you prefer Scotland, England, or Ireland? I haven't been to any. Uh, England. Sure. So he says, keep up the awesome work. Uh, he waits in anticipation for his Patreon email every Friday. And he says, Chiz, you're also awesome. Fuck the haters. Cheers, Alan. Uh, so Woody. Go on. Do you prefer blowjobs or sex? Sex. Action or horror? Horror. Coffee or tea? Tea. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. Cars or trucks? <laughs> what am I, a girl? <laughs> trucks. Hits or ass? Ass. Hits or ass? Ass. Uh, blonde brunette or redhead? Brunette. I feel like they're I, I, sexier I like downstairs. I feel like we're. Uh, I feel like you're pigeonholed into giving that answer. Uh, yes. I don't. I don't think. I don't feel like you're a. La what if you said blonde? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how would that look? No. Nah, to be honest, blonde bushes are weak sauce. It, it, brunette is this is where it's hot. Scotland, England, or Ireland? Scotland. They're funnier. Of course. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so I'm going to do this real quick. I prefer the sex over the blowjob. Uh, a good horror movie over a good action movie. Uh, coffee over tea. I also like the boxer briefs. I, I don't like boxers or the, uh, the briefs. Like, one is too tight, one's too loose. Um, probably trucks over... Ah, it's so hard. Faggot. Probably, probably <laughs> trucks over cars. Just because I like the, uh, you know, getting more people in there. Um, I will go ass over tits, uh, redheads, and um, I'll go with Scotland as well. Yeah, I like their accents and the, the wow, kilts and all. Wow, for Scotland. It's funny, but, like when I hear like you know, blonde brunette or redhead, I'm totally just picturing bushes in this scenario. I'm like, oh, fire crotch, yeah. See, there's a lot. Not to a bad choice. Right? So, that's so red. 
people our age, that's all going to be a null factor in this anyway. Like it's, it's it? going to be. You get what you want. You, yeah, you get what you want. You get what you ask for, and then you know I don't like the baby look. I feel like uh, I feel like that. Well, I, I prefer blonde over brunette, I think, and then redhead over that. I've, and there are there you know there are other differences around the body. You know the, the nipples are different between blonde, brunette, and redhead. You're getting a different shade. From from dark to, to very light pink across the spectrum, and uh, you know there's a lot of things that come along with that lighter skin tone and freckles and stuff, and uh, yeah, so it's a variation. Everything under the sun. It's like the pink yeah. tile at Lowe's. So I don't know. Swatches. Yeah, but there's there's also variations. I, I feel like Kyle was saying that brunettes are darker, but there's like the Irish brunette who's super pale skinned. Uh, they they you could swap. I wasn't the hair. their skin tone was different, but their nipples oh. are, are, are are colored differently though. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, say so. <laughs> you got like, and you got like Asian chicks and Filipino chicks with like really dark, uh, spongy nipples and stuff. You know, there's a big spectrum of stuff across the board from like black nipples to super light pink nipples. Mm. I'm a nipple connoisseur. Oh yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> He's got a whole belt made of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Necklace too. Uh, Ooh, that's a real thing. I know. That's why I said. What it. is the most gross. mentally challenging thing you've ever done, which you felt good about? This is hard. I'm. I'm come back to this because I need to make like a list. I've told my same story too many times, but there, there's a master's degree course or two, which had to do with high, uh, high, not high efficiency, high performance computing, that um, was at the very edges of my mental limits to even understand or keep up with, and. Uh, it made me feel good. I remember I would look at like the sea of cubes at work and I'd be there doing homework at like midnight or something in my cube because it was a real good work environment. And I'm like, none of these fuckers can do this. You know, I was very proud of myself. I, uh, mine was uh, when I watched Primer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's hard. And I, yeah, I've, you're I, like, you know what? That actually is harder than than the, than the master's program. <laughs> I, I've watched Primer, and then I go to the Wikipedia to help me understand it, and then like a two years later, I will watch it again, and I have to go to the Wikipedia again. See, see, that's why mine's harder. I bet you still remember that that master's course stuff, but you don't remember how that time machine works in Primer right now. If I really made you I, write it all out, well, I, I remember how the time machine works. Basically, you get to sit there, and then like it stays in that period of time, and then you can go. And then time passes Everything on, else keeps and, and you it's get out of it. But you, what the hell? He has his memories from what happened and comes back out again, right? What I'm getting it wrong. Help yeah, me out. You don't need that wiki page. I'm no, well, okay, go ahead, and, and, Captain. And I certainly don't. Hey, I wasn't suggesting that I have like retained the whole plot, but I just know that what you said wasn't exactly true because they don't retain any memories. There, at one point, there's multiple versions of him existing within the same timeline, but, and you're, I'm never really sure who the narrator is. I think he's the original him, and you know he goes back and kidnaps himself and drugs himself, and there's a whole thing. It gets very convoluted. It's tricky. And there at the end, he's listening to a recording of himself interacting with the other guy, and it's. You, you need a, you need a. I remember a whoever That's like stayed movie. in it the longest has the advantage over the other one, and like you know, there's a competitive advantage if you stay longer in this thing. So if you, if you pop out first, then like you live it through, and I get to live that with you, and then I get to come back. And there's no retained knowledge, you say though. Like I feel like when you come out of the box, you just did all that stuff, but now it's back in time. That's not how that worked. You don't exist when you're in the box. You, you're 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 st you're in the box. You're in the box, and the you're rest of the stasis. world keeps going. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's like you're just apart from the universe uh, during while you're in the box. And then when you get out of the box, time has moved. But there, you're right. But there's a way, like there's like a copy of you box, that did the rest it. Of time goes goes much farther. Shit, I don't fully get. I, I can't remember. <laughs> exactly. See, that's, if I was do. That's why we have the Wikipedia, and that is why <laughs> that is my answer to the question. It's the most <laughs> difficult. Like we we've seen, I've seen it three times. I've read that wiki twice. I even watched a YouTube video. I can't exactly explain it. It's a very complicated movie. I feel if like I understand Primer for a very brief period of time after I read the page. Now I'll have to read the page. I put my thinking cap on to get it, and then I get it. And I'm like, ah, oh, right, right. So that was the copy of him, and he had, he did have the earphone thing in, and and then uh, and now apparently it's gone again. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why. That's that's definitely my answer. Merka, what's the the, well, the most mentally challenging thing you've ever done, which you felt good about? I have to think longer for like a serious answer, but I, I figured out the sixth sense twenty minutes in, the cool. first time I watched it. Yeah. How horrible First it must time. be so intelligent. Oh, yeah. Just, it's brutal. Just can't no. enjoy any form of entertainment because, like, five no. minutes here. I know it. <laughs> Sitting around with my friends. Nobody wants to watch uh, psychological thrillers with me calling out twists left and right. <laughs> That's not real. This is the past. Narrator so what is actually you an illusion. I'll have to look up, like, the list of scenes, but I remember sitting there the first time watching it, and, like, for a little bit I was, like, maybe it was, like, half an hour in that I called it, but I was watching it, like, why is nobody fucking talking to Bruce Willis like yeah and then I was just like okay they're all like looking past him like not like eye contact just kind of like a yeah. little bit to the right and I'm like he's not there that guy's mm. dead he's only talked to the one guy yeah he talks to the, to the hanged lady at the school which freaked me the fuck out that scared me because I was pretty young when I saw that like maybe yeah, me 13 too. wait yeah, Bruce um, Willis talked to the hanged lady at the school no the the young kid was oh. the only one who could see the hanged lady at the school I see yeah yeah that was a that was a good movie. Shyamalan has only made a handful of those uh, yeah. good movies. Did he make um, a recent good one? He made one? a new one. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, it's called. Yeah, he's got that new thing, um, The Gift or something like that. Uh, that's the one I was talking about where he financed it uh, himself. And uh, like he's made a ton of... The Visit, yeah. It, it, he's financed it himself and he made quite a bit of money. And uh, I guess its, it's ratings are decent which is 63 percent rotten tomatoes so for a horror movie like i always give horror movies the benefit of the doubt because they never get rated that high because there's always that stormy douche but i feel like they're often bad like there are more bad horror movies than romantic comedies or something like if it's a romantic comedy you'll probably get a smile in it or something yeah like i wouldn't have used rom-coms as my example but there are a lot of bad horror movies I feel like the people who review rom-coms aren't even real movie reviewers. I was thinking about this today, and, and like, like I, I, I'm on the movies subreddit a lot. Like, it's probably my favorite subreddit. I okay. love it. I really like reading reviews and seeing what other people think about movies. But romantic comedies, to me, seem like the lowest form of video entertainment. Like, they disgust me. I, I saw that. Have I you seen Sweet Home Alabama? Alabama? Yeah, what yes. a fucking piece of shit. Like oh, it. I wish he'd just fuck her in the ass and get it over with. Like, like the fucking Reese Witherspoon bullshit and the lightning in the sand and all that going <laughs> back home and his goddamn fucking hunting dog and all that crap. I did not fucking care. I hate romance. That movie, comedy. to me, is like the perfect example mm. of an overly sugary sweet rom-com. And uh, I didn't love it. 
But there were moments where I kind of smiled and I was happy it worked out well. And I feel like a bad rom-com like Sweet Home Alabama is better than a bad horror movie, which just completely bores me. I think I think that that is probably the best rom-com I've ever seen in Sweet Home Alabama. Hmm. I think it's the best of them. I can't think of many that I prefer over that one, and I hate it. I've never but, seen one that I enjoy. But with horror movies, you're right. Like, the bad ones really stink. Like, there's a level of budget that you just have to have uh, if you're going to have any CGI in there and have it look good. And then not everybody knows how to do practical effects. And then very few directors know how to handle, like, building suspense in a non- uh, gimmicky way and, and how to handle scares and how to do the jump scare so that it's not gimmicky and uh, The Conjuring was really really fucking good that's the the best horror movie in recent memory that I can think of um, the first Sinister was pretty good I think Ethan Hawke was in it um, The Devil Wears Prada was a pretty good rom-com um, the you American Pie ones if, you can call if Anne Hathaway's not getting naked I don't, I don't want to watch any of her movies <laughs> Uh, Don John, that was pretty good. I'm looking at a list of good ones. I didn't want to watch oh. that. It seems so right. pandering and weird. That's it. I, I just heard the premise of it was uh, Gordon Joseph Levitt. I would never remember his name without help. Uh, he was made his... Yeah, still didn't. <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. Is that not what I said? You said Gordon no. Joseph. Well, shit. So anyway, I... Uh, um, he made his first movie, and the premise of it was like he fucked Scarlett Johansson or something. And I'm like, this guy's starting strong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's not a bad way to kick off your career. I'm pretty sure he wrote and directed that. Uh, yeah. So maybe he had something to do with the casting of Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that was why I watched it. I was like, yeah. this is great. Like, like you know, like, you know what? I'm going to make a movie in which I fuck Scarlett Johansson. Let's make yeah. this happen. Honestly, Johansson was the best part of that whole movie. Am I saying her name wrong? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> How do you say it's, it? Uh, Johansson. No, you're lying. <laughs> shit. It's Johansson. Johansson? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you're all laughing. At anyway, fuck both of you. And uh, Scarlett Johansson, um, he made up, I don't know, he just fucked her and I thought that was like, he was in charge of it. Why are you laughing at me now? Uh, I just think it's funny. All right. So, <laughs> Clueless was good. One, I like this AMA question. Uh, I'm trying to find it again, but the gist, the gist of it was, do you have any plans to prank me or Chiz in the future? Because, you know, we pranked you with the, the rain slicker out in the forest. Do you have any plans to possibly prank us back at any uh, juncture? No. I, I, I would just... I, I'm 0-1, and, and it'll only get worse if I try to escalate a prank war with these masters. I, uh, I always enjoy... You can't be like, oh, yeah, I've got a whole list of them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ready for November 5th, you know. <laughs> Remember, gunpowder, treason, and plot. Oh, yeah. In the 5th of November. Yeah, yeah and, and, and then he's got a whole uh, alliteration speech. I can think of no reason that gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. If you got in trouble and needed to be bailed out of jail, who is the person you would call? Well, well the it's... Part of that. The first part of the question, if you're where? Oh, if you got in trouble and needed to be bailed out of jail, who is the person you call? Question is for everyone. Um, so I've only, that's only happened once. It was when my cousin and I got arrested that time at Walmart when we were open carrying and it was a wrongful arrest and they had to apologize and expunge our records and all. But there we were in the clink 
getting our mug shots taken and all, and, I, and it was like four in the morning, and I didn't want my dad to know, right? Because like, he's just not going to handle this news well. Uh, even though I felt we were in the right, um, I, so, so I was, we called my, my uncle because I felt like my cousin had been in so much trouble growing up um, not really arrest, but actually, yeah, a few arrests and stuff and, and all that sort of thing. So I felt like my uncle receiving the phone call that, hey, we're in jail, we need you to bail us out, he wouldn't be as awful to us when he got there. And sure enough, when he got there, he was just kind of like casual about it. He acted like he was coming to like uh, jump our, uh, we, like we had a b dead battery and he was coming to like jump our truck off or something like Is that. Is he your he father's was, brother? Yeah, yeah. He was super cool about it. Uh, when he got there, I was like, hey, uh, Get me out too, right? <laughs> he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Good, good," because <laughs> because they they were we were sitting in like the office and there was a, a computer monitor up there that showed the the jail like where they were gonna put us and it was like twelve black guys and none of the 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 individual cells were locked the the, the so all the doors were open back there and they were seriously like rioting back there like jumping up and down hooting and hollering like had like their shirts off like hitting stuff with them and they're sh throwing shoes and i was just like <laughs> you're the, not gonna fucking what you're describing there, like did they throw feces at the spectators <laughs> like holy shit kyle we're, we're watching on a security camera and like like they're going they're like going crazy back there and i'm like you're not gonna put us back there are you and he's like well, not as long as you can get somebody up here pretty soon. And I was like, all right, well, we're going to have somebody right here in a fucking minute. I was just, let us chill out right here. Uh, uh, and, and, you know. Lost Kyle. But I have Merka, right? You're faking, you fucker. I can see you moving. Your eyes are moving. See, I think he's... Oh. They're both gone. Well, welcome to the Woody Show. Um, Taylor said he just lost me. I'm worried that the feces thing is the most racist thing I've ever said, and there'll be a harsh pushback on that. My apologies. But let's see. I'm looking at my router, and um, I can see that I have a solid internet connection. And I'm just going to... Hit a web page and reload it. Instantly loaded. So I'm going to hang up this call and call it back. And quickly hang up on Chiz and Kumia. I I'm think. Here. All right, I've got Kyle. And that was odd. Yeah, I didn't lose my internet connection, but I seem to have lost both of you. So weird. Yeah, my internet. So it's got a quality information bar down in the bottom right and that mm. went to like red uh and i just lost I mean, connection it, but yeah I, it implies it's me because i lost both of you like yeah would you both lose your connection at the same time but uh, um maybe it's a weird skype thing because i uh i didn't whatever. lose any other like, I, but I, I, I called my uncle in the past um at this point um i guess i'd call my dad or i guess it would just depend on what the case was like like what what happened i'd call my dad or i'd call my lawyer probably i'd, I'd call my lawyer <laughs> yeah uh, most likely i think i'd call my wife but if you live nearby i'd probably call you i just feel like you'd be better at it like i can totally like picture a scenario where jackie shows up and she's like oh you don't take credit cards like damn it honey like <laughs> No, <laughs> like account for this. Can't write you a check. Come on, I'm good for it. it I, like, I, I, 
it's something you'd find out or like i don't know i just i just worry that she'd show up and not get it right whereas i don't know i, I bet you get I it right i don't remember what they did it seemed like my uncle just had to sign a piece of paper or something because he owned property in the county or something like that hmm. um, so i guess he was kind of putting his property up as our bail in a way but you know he knows his son and his, his nephew aren't skipping the country yeah. over this like uh, misdemeanor or anything so yeah, my, I called my uncle then, but nowadays I'd probably call my lawyer. I feel like he'd be the best at handling that sort of thing. Um, or my dad, if it was some like... It also depends on the bullshit. kind of trouble, too. Like, yeah. Yeah, the trouble you described was really minor, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's yeah. just a matter of, like, getting this... What if you, like, what if you like, like run someone over? It, it, yeah, like, being like negligent driving or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you ran a that red light accidentally and you... Yeah, that, then you call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah call I think it'd be. Yeah, that'd be a good one to call an attorney. Get that worked out. That's not yeah, just. Yeah, one of my parents, whichever one I thought was awake. Mm. Definitely, who I would call. Which one would handle it better? Let's say you got in a bar fight and you 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 paralyzed a girl. Oh my god! Because she was just talking shit, and you had to slam her. Then you what gotta do what you gotta do. You, you you kept taking the worst <laughs> left turn you could. The whole, whole way. Um. <laughs> oh. Oh, it yeah, would like, be so bad. Yeah, it was like oh. one of those scenarios where like there was a, a heavy set girl and she just kept pushing and kept pushing and was like, you won't, you won't, you won't, you won't. And you just finally gave her a smack and she had one of those million dollar baby awful, <laughs> like one in a billion falls and hits her head on that, on that, you know, you're sitting at the bar and there's a thing you put your feet on. She hits her head on that. She's fucking done. And you're just like, I just barely touched her. I barely touched her. But every white knight within, within like, earshot is just like, murder! <laughs> and then who do oh, you call man. then? Oh. Honestly, either one, but it would be really contingent on what, like, the last two-week dynamic had been with either one of them. Like, if <laughs> I, I was you. in, like, a spat yeah. with one of them, it'd be like, all right, no, yeah. go in the other direction. Uh, oh. Yeah, there's no like good mom, one to call for that. I don't feel like my mom is a is a, a good person to call for really any scenario. I can't think of something that would happen to me that would require me to where I think like you know what this situation needs my mom like <laughs> never Are you just not never to your mom. Uh uh, I don't like her. Uh, I don't think <laughs> I don't think she's a very good person. <laughs> she you know she was nice enough to me and all very loving and she helped me with my school projects and was always helping with that sort of thing and putting up with my bullshit to, mo to some extent. But you know we just don't get along together. We don't mesh. She doesn't have a sense of humor for one thing. My dad was telling a story the other day. So apparently he was there's this like country breakfast restaurant he goes to every morning and uh, he he's eating breakfast and he overhears this table of people next to him and it's a bunch of old ladies and men and they're talking about washing sheets you know what i mean it's like old country folk talk and my dad's like he just like slides in with him and interjects himself in the conversation he's like you know what what my wife does she's got a machine it clean it, it dry, she dry cleans the sheets she dry cleans them herself and they were like how well, really how, how does she do that she said like, well she's it's called a uh, a hoover vacuum she gets it up on the bed there and Runs it across the sheets and sucks up all the rocks and dirt and whatever's got in there. And she dry cleans them like that. And, he, you know, he's eating his breakfast, goes on, and they're all looking at him now, you know. Like, Why are there rocks and sticks and dirt in, in your bed? He's like, well, you know, when I'm done working at night, I'm so damn tired. I just plop down in bed wearing my work clothes and, you know, the rocks and stuff fall out of my pockets and my shoes and stuff. And... You know, it's pretty rough in there, but she dry cleans it with that with that Hoover, and you know, no problem, no problem at all. <laughs> and then he just got up and walked away. <laughs> he 
he tells my mom this, and, and, and like he tells me, and I'm crying laughing because he's yeah. a good storyteller. He tells my mom this. He's like, now they think I'm a damn dumbass, Lamar. <laughs> he's, just like, and he, he, he's just like, honey, if they were stupid enough to believe that, they're the dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> but just, Try that's cleaning just a perfect all the sticks of, and rocks out of your bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she sucks up all the sticks and the rocks and stuff, and they're just like, why are there sticks and rocks? Well, you know, they just fall out of my pockets and my shoes when I get in bed at night. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a child playing in the woods every day, constructing little spheres, fighting imaginary people. I've got one that's um, interesting to me. Uh, I'm going to gra- graduate college soon with no debt. Holy fuck, good for you. That, I mean, that's cool. Um, I got offered a $75,000 salary job as a computer security engineer. Also very good. I like security because typically you have to be, I'm assuming he's American, and they can't outsource that job uh, oftentimes because it's government shit. And, and it's, it, there's always more work to do. Yeah. It, it, like, uh, it just, it's not a job that people tend to outsource to other companies. They keep security in-house more than most. Um, should I get a master's degree in computer science or do something else, like get an MBA? Because I love technical work, but I don't want to be coding for the rest of my life. Or should I even get a master's degree? Other than the S&P 500, which ETF should I invest into? I'll be starting my 401k with no job, and I was looking to get into a low expense ratio Vanguard mutual fund, and they all seem to have good yield ratios. Do you guys know, well, like, I mean, any of them? Yeah, if you don't mind, Woody, um, I'll be taking this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's start off with your computer science degree. I think I'm the resident expert. So, <laughs> so all right, I'm going to go piss, and I'm going to let you tell this guy uh, what, what career path he could take, because I'm sure you are the perfect person to ask about this. First of all, fucking awesome for this guy, or bully for this guy. Um, I've become British. People have made me feel like this scenario doesn't play out anymore. Like, there are no jobs. Very rare. That like, hey, I'm getting a college degree soon. I have no debt. I have a seventy-five thousand dollars salary, and I'm working in computer security. Like all of those things are great. It's it's as if, um, you know, we mind melded on this stuff. You know, for for what he should be doing. In terms of a master's, um, I don't know. I really like the idea of doing it while you work. And there's a lot of jobs that will help pay for tuition too. So that's a really cool thing. Uh, foregoing another two years of potential earnings. Uh, while you get your college, while you get your masters and stuff, I don't, I don't love it. I think it'd be nice. Also, if you do work for a little while, it'll help guide your decision on whether to get like a comp sci masters or an MBA. So uh, you'll figure out what you like and what people are doing and where you want to head. You might love coding right now, but you see management and you'll love management. Um, or, or you might find, you know, you, you learn more about the. Tech, the the tracks open to technical people you know you, there's more than just coding to tech tracks you know eventually you work your way to be some sort of architect that doesn't code as much as, as they used to they just have to understand technologies and make decisions you can be a you know a cto for example they just understand the technology landscape and help guide their company into the right place you're not actually coding anymore as you are uh, making higher level decisions on how to do stuff from a tech way um and then in terms of investing god uh, people who understand my financial talk know that i love the s&p 500 and um you know he's looking at low expense ratio vanguard mutual funds holy shit this guy's on the right track i love this um if i were to pick another one like you know if you didn't want to put everything into the s&p 500 um i don't know russell 2000 or russell 1000 or something like that as a secondary choice but it's the same concept an index fund that goes across the whole economy so that's my take on it in a nutshell taylor well uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if I... Go ahead. I'll no, you pretty much hit everything I would have said, aside from all the 
Vanguard, whatever the hell. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Um, you should stay out of the Vanguard. That's where most of the casualties are. If Lord <laughs> of the Rings taught me anything. But um, yeah, don't don't just continue two years of school when you could be working, figuring out what you want to do, and take it from there. Also, missing out on what? What is that? 150k? Mm-hmm. Two years if if he is going to walk directly from school to the new job and gets going right away. Like that's excellent. Don't pass that up. That's like that. That's incredibly rare for yeah. this day and age. There's a, so there seems like there's a reasonable chance that he could say fund his own master's degree, finish with thirty degree or you know, fifteen to thirty grand in debt by doing that program, and uh, get the same seventy five thousand dollars salary coming out yeah. of it. So, and yeah. he won't even have to pay for it himself. If he goes to a big firm, like you said, they're going to at least offer some sort of percentage assistance with yeah. paying. For it. Cisco paid, I think, 100% of my tuition, which works out to be about two-thirds of your expenses. Like, I had to buy my own books. I had to buy, you know, all the other things that weren't tuition. It seems like there's always some sort of fee and parking fee and sports team fee and shit. Mm-hmm. They just paid the thing that was called tuition. But, um, uh, you know, that, that, was a, that was a big help. I feel like I earned that, you know, because it, it's, a, it's a benefit you get from working there. Uh, and it's hard to work and go to school at the same time. But, you know, it is a part of the pay. I felt like everyone who didn't use that part of the pay was just being lazy, which was the overwhelming majority of people. Yeah. So I have a thing here from, um, from Chiz, this, this uh, mid-roll survey. Uh, I'll link it to you guys so you have it in front of me. Yeah, I actually... Unless you already do. I'll slowly paste it to you. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to read through this. You all know that we have great advertisers that support the show and keep it free for you. Uh, one of the reasons why advertisers love Panko already is that they know the show has amazing listeners. Right now, we have a survey that we'd like you to take uh, to help us learn more about our audience. Just go to podsurvey.com slash painkiller. The survey will only take five minutes. It's going to ask you some questions about yourself and what you like to buy. It's completely anonymous. Your answers will help us find advertisers that are uh, well-matched to you, your interest, and the show. When you're finished, you can enter a monthly drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Even if you've taken a podcast listener survey before, we'd like you to answer. Uh, we'd like you to take, um, excuse me, we'd like, we'd like to ask you to take ours and help support the show. Don't forget that you have a chance to win a $100 gift card. Once again, that's podsurvey.com slash painkiller. There uh, should be a link in the description. Thanks for helping us find the best advertisers so that we can keep the show going. And uh, it really does mean a lot that you guys fill out the survey for us, so please help us out. And who knows, you might get a gift card out of the whole thing as well. Yeah. Tell us what you like. Yeah. I want to see the survey. I haven't looked at it yet. Oh, have people taken this already? Or is it... Uh, no, you know, I haven't. Just go live on I just want to see like how many questions are there and stuff like that. I'm looking. It's live now. When do you go... Oh, it's podsurvey.com slash PKA. Painkiller. Painkiller. Maybe I didn't post it right. There Kyle, it is. What gun is that behind you? Um. Huh. It's, it's a. Uh, it's eighteen questions, um, mostly like radio buttons. Uh, are you a boy or girl? What's your job? Do you have kids? Highest level of education? Things, questions about things that you buy. Um, yeah, demographic stuff that's going to help us find advertisers. I'm, just by scanning it, I imagine that it takes like three to five minutes to fill this thing out. 
So. It's a Daniel Defense M4. Daniel Defense. Yeah, That's I like the them. Brand. Yeah, they're based out of Georgia. They uh, they make really good AR-15s. Hmm. I'm uh, I actually met with them the other day. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing a video. Yay. Yeah, it's awesome. It's yeah, you got to get three videos in this year. That's my goal for you. <laughs> I got, I got to, uh, got filming the one next week and then the flamethrower soon thereafter. So I got those two there. That's two thirds there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to blowing the house up. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, is yeah. that just gonna be one, one long, just yeah. mayhem video? Yeah, I think uh, you know we'll we'll take it apart a little at a time, uh, a different way every time. Like there'll definitely be like a big firing squad of like half a dozen machine guns shooting it at one point and then you know interior shots of the house getting shot up and do some like probably shoot inside the house just i think it might be since we have the walls there it'd be like let's see how far an ar-15 how many walls an ar-15 shoots through if, if you fire it off in your house like kind of sky's the limit with that and then can, we're driving the tank through it and stuff can we hang up and call back to see if it fixes taylor's camera uh, can you see taylor kyle yeah wow it's just me then yeah um, i can I'm I'm in the little box down there, so I can see myself, and it's not like the widescreen that says it hasn't been in. Can you flip your camera on and off? Oh Lord, fingers crossed. All right. Now only I can see myself because I'm still in that widescreen. Yeah, I no longer can see Taylor. Well, you should probably hang up and recall. Okay. Oh, look, they can see the uh, topics and questions and things that are private. I predict no change. No, mine. Yeah, I can see everyone but Woody. Everyone but, but me. Everyone but you. Yep. You're still uh, loading. Could you see me before? No. Oh, I see now, you. Now I can see you. you there we are. You look good. All right. Oh, thank you. I'm glad we did that. Yeah. Um, Man, knowing that guy with the mansion that just needs to be destroyed, like, how do you just, that's like a Forrest Gump style fall into something great, especially <laughs> for someone like you. Um, oh, yeah, for me, it's great. It's a perfect scenario. Um, went out there and, uh, and did that tank video with his tank a while back. Um, yeah, it's a nice little mutual, uh, mutually beneficial uh, arrangement because I'm sure he wants to bring attention to his ranch and all the stuff they do there. Because it's a big game ranch, but also what they do, what he's wanting to do, I think, is make it like an adventure ranch. So he's bought three tanks. Uh, I think he got a leopard tank. He got the Sherman. Uh, I think he got another one that I can't, I don't know the name of, like a Russian one. And then he got a big uh, a howitzer, big artillery piece. And uh, he's, got, he's got an explosive license and, uh, and a firearms license. So he's got machine guns and all that stuff. And I think the idea eventually is maybe to make it like an adventure park. Where you can go out to Texas, drive a tank, shoot it. Like he's got he's got tanks with the, where the main gun works, which is a hassle to get done. Uh, and he, you know he's working on real live fire, high explosive ammunition, and all that stuff. So I think that's his goal eventually. It's like a dude vacation or a dudecation dream destination. Yeah, they they have awesome. something similar up in uh, Michigan, I think it's called. But but like I've talked to them before, and their thing is like really watered down, like. They, they're only operational a few days through the year, and all they do is drive stuff over with the tanks. Uh, they don't have working guns, and this guy's working on having, like, legit tanks that, that shoot the main gun and have machine guns strapped on them and all that stuff. So crush stuff, shoot stuff, all that stuff. So should be fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. We're supposed to go this week, but uh, it rained out there, and it got pushed to uh, 
next week. So. Can you talk more about the guy in his background, or is that private information? Um, like I know what company he used to run and how he got. Yeah, to where he, he used is. To, it's it's called HostGator. Mm-hmm. Um, so at one point he was hosting four percent of the the entire internet. His company was, and uh, he's about my age. <clears throat> and he uh, he sold the company a few years back and uh, made a large sum of money and uh, huge money. Uh, yeah. He hosted Huppet, actually. Nothing. I mean, he didn't know me or anything. But uh, and I'm not sure if it, I was pre or post sale or throughout the sale. But um, you, know, be, you know, when he just cashed out. But uh, yeah, HostGator huge. And when we picked a host for Huppet Gaming, it landed on HostGator. I definitely know of you know, the the company he ran, and uh, it's pretty neat that like I wonder how he got into that and just decided to be that guy. <sighs> I, I've talked to him a lot, but not about that. Um, we mostly talked about why he's doing what he's doing now, because it's 20,000 acres. It, it's just such an enormous plot of land he's got there. It really is like his own country. You know, there's no... And once you get to hit the borders, it's not like his property borders a town or anything resembling one. Like, you've got to drive an hour to get to a town, like with a Walmart or something in it. Does it's he really have, a, How does he get electricity? It's got electricity. I mean, it's... There's power the lines way. there. Yeah, yeah. But it, everything else is, I guess, well water and propane, and um, I suppose uh, I didn't really think about it. Mm. I, I didn't see propane, but maybe um, probably electric uh, instead of propane. I guess so it wouldn't have to be trucked out there or anything. Um, but he's got a lot of. He bought the giant gigantic property and then he improved it because it, it had creeks and stuff on it. But he built these big concrete dams that resemble something like a government would do in a town or a city, you know, like big concrete dams and make he made these reservoirs of water for all the wild game and just some of the, it's not like he's got like stuff that you know, like he's got the stuff you know, like there's a kangaroo, there's a camel, there's wildebeest or whatever, there's buffalo and bison and uh, like it, all the stuff you might recognize. But then there's like these weird uh, Indian cattle where like the, where the horn comes out of their head is like this big around and each horn is like three and a half feet long going straight out to the side. Um, and all these weird red stags and these weird elk and deer from around the you world. You can hunt it's, those or just look at them? Either way. Uh, you got to pay to hunt them, though. Uh, it's pretty expensive, from what I understand. But and he's also got, like, caverns all over the place that he, you go in and explore. Apparently, the place used to be owned by some German uh, guy. He was a... What's the German royalty? What do they call it? What are they? Um, Kaiser. I can't Duke help or you. Something. Okay. Anyway, um, he had, there was a silver mine on the property, and like they, they have records to show like how much silver was taken out of that mine and sold. So like they know it was a productive silver mine. Um, but at some point, that German guy was murdered, they think, and robbed. And no, now no one knows the location of the silver mine. So this guy like hikes this place like frequently, on, goes on long, day-long hikes looking for the silver mine. And along the way, he's discovered a cavern here and there. And like we went down into one, and it's just a hole in the side of a mountain. And you just go down an emergency ladder until you get to the bottom, and it's just a giant cavern in there. Um, it's a real—it's like Jurassic Park, if I had to compare it to anything. It's like <laughs> going to Jurassic Park. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward like to it. To I'm going to film that a guy's lot. House. I, I, I'm going to, and then destroy it. <laughs> 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 that should be fun. That's pretty neat. Yeah, extreme wealth is cool. There's opportunity. Uh, God, I, I want to make a video about this, and I know people are already tired of hearing about it on PKA, but. If you live in a first world country, America, England, you know, most of Europe, etc., um, there's a tremendous amount of wealth in your country. And if you can figure out a way 
to make people, you know, happy customers hand over that wealth to you, you can get very rich. And, you know, what this guy is doing, obviously, has huge capital startup expenses, but the first one didn't. And, um, no, I, I'm impressed that he did it. Good for him. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think, I don't know if it's a money, I don't think he expects to, for the place to ever pay for itself. I think he's really just put himself in, like, his dream scenario because he's, like, you know, king of his country out there. And he's got employees and guys who help run the place and feed the animals and stuff. And You know what he just, needs? An event happiness coordinator. Dude, he's pretty I good at it. <laughs> he's pretty good at it. He's into guns and uh, and that sort of obviously, you know, he's got a hunting ranch and all Is that stuff. Is he married? So, uh, he's got a girlfriend. I don't think they're married. He's got it. Okay. Yeah. That's risky business getting getting married in that situation. Uh, it could be, yeah. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, but that's just the coolest. It, I've never been anywhere like that before. I'm, I'm really looking forward to going back again. I hope we get to do some. That was where, like, they took me out to the edge of the property. Uh, we all got the machine guns and everything, and he told me that we were going to go clear this shack that where the illegals like to stop and sleep overnight. And so we get out there on our ATVs, and, he, and, and, he, and he's like, be quick about it because they got to look out sometimes, and they'll know we're coming. And we get out there, and sure enough, there's a house out in the wilderness. And uh, we hop out, and he, he's like, who wants to go in and clear it? And because he'd said, you know, sometimes we catch the illegals here and we ca we grab them and we call uh, Border Patrol and they come and pick them up. And I was like, I'll fucking go. So I, I got my like machine gun with a light on it. And I'm like going through the house, looking around and everything. And he, and sure enough, there's like names written on the walls as he's described. Like people signed in as they pass through. There's old mattresses on the floor. And I go into the back room and I check left and then I check the right corner. And there is a guy standing with a ski mask and a machine gun pointed right back at me. And I just go, motherfucker, it's a mannequin. It's a mannequin <laughs> with a fake gun, and they fooled me. <laughs> it, it scared the shit out of me, though. I almost shot it. I, I, was, I almost shot it right there. <laughs> I, I bet it had some bullet holes in it. I, 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 I think I asked him if anybody ever shot it before, and he said once somebody shot it. Um, but, but, like, eh, it was... It's, it scared me pretty good. I, if I you did, shot it, would you be embarrassed of shooting too quick or not? Or like, yeah. yeah. So you're not yeah. supposed to. I, I'd have been very embarrassed if I had shot a mannequin thinking that I was defending my life in a cabin. Yeah, that would have been super embarrassing. You know what would have been more embarrassing is if you got killed by a guy in a ski mask in the middle of Texas in a shack <laughs> in the middle of nowhere on like a I bum rush drill. Even like I could tell, like, like when I looked at it, like. There was just, you know, I. There's something mannequin-y about it. I knew it. better than to pull the trigger, but but I wasn't, you know, I I don't know. It just wasn't a pull the trigger now scenario because there was just something off. Um, but I, but I didn't shoot. It did scare the fuck out of me though. Hmm. <laughs> I'd be so pissed if someone did that to me. Ah, I, I got a good sense of humor. Like right after that, like the second group of people showed up, and I I did the same thing to them, but I <laughs> let it this time. I was like, check in the back room. Check in the back room. There's a hatch in the floor. We think somebody might have went out the hatch. I don't know. Go check back there. And he does this. He goes back there. Ah! He screamed like he screamed like a girl. So <laughs> it was even better. It was pretty good. <laughs> and, I want to uh, be in this guy's posse. That guy right? who just gets paid to hang around. Make him I, laugh or do whatever. I, clean the he dishes. He didn't have any. He didn't have any people like that. He did have people that worked for him, but they were really capable, like grown-up people. It, it didn't look like he had employed his buddies or some shit like that. Like he had professional guys that like knew what they were doing, running the place, and uh, you know, like like he had foremen who would run the construction crews, and he had like a guy who ran the animals and uh, and such. But uh, 
I don't know. I'm looking forward to going back out there. I hope we get to hunt a little this time. But last time we drove around on like souped up ATVs and, and chased pigs through the field. Do you remember what it was, your souped up ATV? It was a 1,000cc. Uh, was it like, a UTV or was it a like a quad? It had four tires. Did it have a roof? Uh, yep. Okay. So it was a, a UTV, it sounds like, like a Polaris there were, something. There were or... two rows of seats. Uh, mm -hmm. there were, you know, two guys in the back and two guys in the front. Um, maybe a razor or something. I I just don't remember. Uh, he had he had like, to be honest, he had he had three of the things and they were all slightly different. One was a two seater that was supposed to be like the really sporty one, and then there were there was one that was like maybe that wasn't as sporty, but it would get six people around. And then there was one that would hold four, but would go so fast it got scary. Mm. Um, so a little bit of everything. I was looking at something in that class. I really don't need it, right? But I okay. <sighs> I'm so conscious of repeating stories, but I love my golf cart. I love that golf cart so much. I use it every day, every single day. Well, it, it gets used every day. I probably use it five days a week, and I get a big kick out of it. Every time I hit the gas pedal, it puts a smile on my face. I'm just happy to drive around my property on the golf cart. And I went to Agri-Supply, Agri this agricultural supply, like Home Depot-style store, and they had a golf cart on steroids. It was a Polaris Brutus, for those of you who know. And it had doors that closed, it had air conditioning and heating, and it had a PTO shaft out the front that meant that it could, um, uh, it, it could drive machinery. So this was a golf cart that mows, that, that mows your yard, and I thought it would be the most amazing thing in the world. It's expensive at like 24 grand. But uh, yeah, it's no joke, but yeah, my, when it, whenever they get that expense, there's a point where ATVs and stuff get to the price where you could get a nice Toyota pickup truck, and it doesn't make sense anymore to me. Like you get a four-wheel drive Toyota pickup truck that'll do that'll not only do everything the ATV will virtually, but you know you can drive it on the road and do it. You know, it's a it's a car. I I never understood that. There seems like a point where it's like you should get a Toyota. Like, I think there's a case that? for it. It, it uh, you know, like you said it. it I think this thing will go on the road. It'll go 50 miles an hour. Um, but it's also, it's not a whole car to get into. It's much lighter, so it's easier if you're driving it in grass all the time. Um, and it has a PTO at the front, so it can operate implements. And it, you can put a one of those uh, street sweeper things on if that you've got that task. You can put a lawnmower on if you have that task. You can put a little, like, uh, you can clear snow with it. Um, it... It, it's a utility vehicle. There's all sorts of utilities that you can do with it that you wouldn't do with a small pickup truck. It's not I, for me. I don't think I have a justification for it. But your father I wonder could. If everybody, I wonder if anyone's ever taken a four-wheel drive pickup truck and taken, you know, where the, the little drive shaft comes off the transfer case and goes to the 4x4, four four, if they've ever sent it out to a PO, PTO shaft instead so that you go 4x4 four four and you got a PTO running. You know, some of the Duramaxes came with a PTO, but I don't know how it works exactly. Like that Allison transmission sometime in, like, the mid-2000s. Uh, lost its PTO shaft and some people were What's upset. Power takeoff. It's basically just a spinning shaft and then that spinning thing, like any engine, can power all sorts of things. Um, it's All the stuff that goes on the back of the tractor that turns and whips and does anything is being powered by that shaft that's spinning in the back. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I was just thinking, like, if you're making your zombie vehicle, like hmm. maybe you got a big 4x4 truck, and you make that 4x4 instead spin like a, a spinning blade of death out the front. So you're driving along Like a six-foot-tall snowblower, right? So you just suck up the zombies and squirt them out the top like a wood chipper. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of energy. 
for the theatrics of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you could just push them over. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, it's like if you put a giant wood chipper in front of a full size truck, I saw a truck today that I would very, very much like to have. Um, I've had truck fever, but it's gotten really intense lately. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah. I don't think you'll pull the trigger. I never do. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so you guys want a new topic or more AMA questions? I can go either way. Hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about YouTube Red. That's the subscription thing where it's like you can pay 10 bucks and then you don't have to watch ads ever, right? Yeah. Is that all there is yeah, to I'm it? Wonder- I know there was some outrage on behalf There's, of like content producers. I, the stupid ones, kind of. I don't know. So here's what I know about YouTube Red. Um, one, it's you don't see any ads, right? Like an ad block almost. So you completely, your YouTube experience will be ad free and, um, and that's a thing. Two, you can also download the videos. Uh, I know there are services that, like a KeepVid is one that lets you download videos, but I found that that, like, if you download videos a lot, it's broken a lot. Uh, I think YouTube might break it on purpose, I'm not sure. But um, you'll be able to download videos officially. Uh, if you're a mobile user, you can watch videos while you do other things. So that's kind of cool. Like maybe you're watching a podcast or something and you want to check the weather, surf the web while it's sort of buzzing in the background. YouTube Red will let you do that. Whereas currently you can't multitask. You know, like if you switch off the YouTube app, then that shuts down. So those are things people I'm wondering, like. I'm wondering how it's going to affect the pay to uh, partners. So partners still get money. Um, it's based on minutes watched. So a lot of people were like outraged, like, oh my God, the big channels are going to get paid more, but that's horseshit. Um, ad revenue is also kind of based on minutes watched. Like, you know, the more minutes watched, the more they promote your stuff. If you have a four hour video like this one, it tends to do a little better than like, I know if you're under a minute, for example, they don't even run good ads on it. You might get a shitty like slide up thing from the bottom which is like 30 cents for a thousand views or 17. How does, but how does minutes watched make sense? Like it, it shouldn't it be at, shouldn't be, it's always been based on impressions. I, I yeah. thought, you know, kind of the, the goal is to get the it, ad in front of the person. But if it's minutes watched, like how, how do, how am I sure that an ad got served during those four minutes? What if the ad was served in the first minute of the four minutes? Why does that other three minutes even matter? So I, it's it's currently like they try to make it based on minutes watched. Like if there's more minutes watched, and by the way, two people watching a 10 minute video is the same as one watching a 20 minute video. But what YouTube's algorithms sort of help promote things that get more minutes watched. So someone like Jenna Marbles or FPS Russia who gets like a million views on a video will have better push behind it than a smaller channel. Um, but like I said, longer videos are better than shorter ones. But even with ad stuff, like I. I don't know if it's changed, but back when I paid close attention to this sort of thing, a good thing happened at seven minutes, like you became eligible for the better paying ads, and then a better thing happened at 10 minutes, like you became eligible for the best paying ads. If your video is only four minutes long, then it gets monetized much worse than it would if it were longer. Um, And it, it just seems like this YouTube Red thing is really similar in that like, yeah, the longer you watch. So they've got this pool of money and you pay 10 bucks a month, right? Let's say I pay $10 a month and all I do is watch one FPS Russia video and nothing else the whole time. Then you get the whole 10 bucks. But if I watch FPS Russia for five minutes and I watch Jenna Marbles for 10 minutes, then you're going to get one third. She's going to get two thirds and that's how it's split up. Well, what if, 
that's so, interesting. But but are we? So we were only gonna get gonna get paid out of a pool of these red users. For the red money, I mean, you still get ad money in in the way that it worked for everything else. Like you're not. But if you're gonna buy that, you sure red, about that? You're gonna be mm -hmm. watching like fifty different content producers. All of them are gonna get like a quarter. Yeah, I, I just yeah, have yeah. I need some numbers. My my uh, my. Um, I don't have the exact numbers. Historically, we know that YouTube takes what is it, forty percent or sixty percent? I think they take forty-five percent, right? I don't know exactly. I think I, I, I think it's forty-five fifty-five, and I forget which side we get. I think it might be the smaller one. So if an advertiser pays ten dollars, this is a, not not YouTube red, but an ad guy pays a hundred dollars or whatever to put his ads across everything, then. 45 of that goes to the content producer and 55 of that goes towards YouTube. And I would guess that with YouTube Red, there'll be a similar split. So now they pay $10. There's four and a half bucks that get split to the videos that he watches. Most people seem to think that the money's way better. Like if you're a YouTube Red subscriber, as you know, an ad, if someone watches a video, they, the content creator only gets like two hundredths of a penny or something like it takes thousands of views to equal two bucks or something like that or a thousand views is about two dollars ish yeah. um so you're not getting very much for a particular view whereas if you're paying ten dollars then that's probably a lot more than the advertising that you're watching so they think that this is going to increase the money that content creators get because people who voluntarily pay ten dollars instead of watching ads yeah, will, nobody's uh, going to buy this, though, when you can just do keep of it and ad block or just free websites that provide the same service. I like, heard someone call it um, ad block for people who don't like money. Um, <laughs> my, uh, I just know my network was warning about it uh, maybe three months ago. Like, like, hey, don't sign anything. There's this thing coming. Don't sign it right away. Like, like we got to think this whole thing through first. It's smart and, to uh, think it through, but based on what I've heard, it's a positive thing. Um, and it's you call it ad block for people that don't like money, but there are a lot of people who like their content creators and want to support them. Like there are people yeah. who know of ad block but decide not to do it because they don't want to fuck the people that provide oh, this service I mean, for I, them. Hey, I'm with you 100%. I, if, when you watch my videos, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't run ad block because I don't get paid for that shit, and my shit costs a lot of money, and it's my money. But you know, I, I, at the, at the same time, like. What are you gonna do? Sometimes, sometimes you you want to watch uh, two YouTube videos in a row, and there's like a thirty uh, a three minute ad you can't skip. Sometimes I know they're doing that to the people who had ad block. They're putting the unskippable ads on them now. It, yeah, <laughs> I feel like this isn't a coincidence. Like they're you know step one ruin ad block. Step two sell YouTube Red. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's random to me. I, there's a there's billions of people, uh, at least a billion or so, who love YouTube. It's it's one of the most popular websites on the internet, I'm, but it doesn't make any money. It doesn't turn much of a profit. So it, it you know, roughly breaks even. This, yeah, it roughly breaks even. So you know, for everybody who loves YouTube, uh, of the because of the thing that it is, it's such a cool thing where all your content producers are just average Joes, for the most part. You know, nowadays corporations have jumped into the mix, but. You know, you should you should want to support YouTube if you can. So yeah, I mean, you see it know, on Twitch a lot too. Me or uh, you know, content producers in general. Uh, I I've heard bad things. I've heard scary things from people. So we'll I, yeah. I hope it all works great. I'd love to get a raise. Who wouldn't? But uh, there's people who are thinking that it might go the other way. So we'll see what happens. I've heard good things. I, I've heard that basically it's just that it, if you consider watching an ad paying. You're paying like two hundredths of a cent. I don't know if I have that right, but you're paying like you personally pay. You know, if you watch ten of them, would that be two cents? 
Because a hundred would be twenty cents. Yeah, yeah. So if you watch ten of them, you pay two cents. If you watch one time, you're paying roughly point two pennies, right? A good way to think about it is like you know a CPM. If the comp, if Budweiser's paying a ten dollar CPM, um, that that means you'd have to watch a, th a thousand of their ads before the ten dollars was 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 used up. Whereas here, it's, you know, just... I like that a lot. And $10 is more than we actually get. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. But hypothetically, if they paid $10, not, so, you'd have to watch a get, thousand. But a lot of the networks will, 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 uh, will keep a lot of that money. Because I've seen, like, the numbers of what, like, Budweiser pays. Like, alcohol companies in particular, like, their CPMs were crazy high. Jaguar was running a thing with Machinima one time, and it was running at, like, a $45 CPM. That's what they were paying. Where was that money going? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that. To them. Oh, it yeah. went to me. Yeah. You didn't hear? That machine of a money went to me, y'all fuckers. Because I wasn't getting 45. <laughs> I wasn't getting 20. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't getting three. <laughs> oh. So, uh, um, what was I going to say? But yeah, yeah I, no, in the fourth quarter, for example, the, you know, I hear that $60 CPMs and stuff happen. But, you know, I don't seem to get that. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure YouTube takes a half and then whatever but i like the way you put it you know if there were a ten dollar cpm on this thing someone would have to watch a thousand videos and odds are he doesn't odds are that over the course of the month the guy watches 300 videos if he's real active yeah. and, and even out of those 300 odds are you're not watching ten dollar cpm ads a lot of them mm -hmm. you're probably getting those 65 cent cpm ads that like pop up at the bottom third and then, like, you click it away and it's gone again. Like, yeah. those are, like, 45 cents or something. And the way the ads work, I, and this could have changed, but it used to be, like, if you sat through an ad, then you weren't even eligible to sit through another ad for, like, 7 or 15 minutes. So let's say that you, you sit through an ad and you watch a 5-minute video. That next video doesn't have that kind of ad. Like, you know, you don't get it every single time. Now, this could have changed. But um, they wouldn't, like, blast you with crappy ads every single video. They would only do that if you're watching 20 minutes or something and then you maybe get two in a row so um but yeah it's unlikely that someone's gonna watch a thousand ads and that's what it, mm -hmm. you know would it be worth so anyway youtube red i think is going to throw more money in the pot i'm guessing it gets split much like ad money does now and content creators will earn more if it gets popular um it's it won't yeah. get popular until ad block is just eradicated like it just won't there's no way. I, it's hard to compete with free. Um, the way to do it is to provide a better service than free. I don't know if downloadable videos and being able to multitask on your phone is worth it. Uh, I bet to podcast listeners it might be extra worth it. Um, if you watch, if all you watch are street fight videos, for example, multitasking is worthless to me, right? You know, I need to see the thing. I'm engaged. It's, it's whatever. But if you listen to a lot of more passive stuff like Painkiller Already then you're probably more of a red candidate, you know? Like it, Definitely more of one, but even then, it's like, it seems like people who are listening to that on their phone are on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud, something like that anyway, you know? Like, very few people are running the whole four hours on YouTube draining their whole phone battery. That's possible. Yeah, that's a good point, unless it's plugged in and they're driving, but that, yeah. that's a thought, too. Hey, did, uh, I just linked you to this thing. It says, uh, first real footage released from Magic Leap. The mysterious visual technology company that Google invested over five hundred million dollars in. It's a one-minute video. Uh, I uh, I saw a little of it and it looked very interesting. You want to watch this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Five hundred million. Oh, yeah. that's what. 
All right, let's see this. Uh, give me a moment, please. Well, shit. I haven't oh. heard of this. Your At the bottom, it says, uh, shot directly through Magic Leap technology on October 14, 2015. No special effects or compositing were used in the creation of these videos. Ready? Yeah. Yep. Ready, set, play. No special effects? There's a robot under the table. That's floating in the air. It looks like it is a special effect. Am I not understanding... What you're seeing is what it's like to wear this headset, not what a computer generated. Oh, I thought they were trying to convince oh. me this was real life. No, you're <laughs> no. experiencing what it's like to wear the headset. I didn't know it was a headset. Huh. So basically, it's augmented reality, right? Right now, there's a solar system in an office environment just kind of floating above a desk. Previously, there was a cute little computer floating a few inches off the ground. Um, it's like they could take your world... And make it real life plus. Kind of trippy, yeah. Yeah. This guy in the number one comment: Can I use this technology to overlay a younger, sexy woman on top of my wife? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, I'm sure you're good. That will be the first app made. Mm -hmm. Huh. Time machine. So I'm trying to it's think like of a what virtual plat, vir virtual paper bag. What would you it use it for? Like it, I could imagine sports events where they put the damn first yard line across the football field. It would be um, so incredible for education. Like imagine, like you know that mm. prop that Colin needed that was so expensive that uh, human body thing. Mm -hmm. Now that's virtual, and each student has their own, and they can interact with it and pull the pieces out, and then it goes away because it's free. It's an it's it's you know it's it's information inside their headset. You could do the sporting events like you said. Or maybe there's a maybe you can overlay lines on the floor to guide you places inside a hospital or a building. Maybe if there's a um, th there's billions. Yeah, real yeah. lines you could be do like it. Dead Space, where if you're lost, it's just where do I go? I, I, Bingo. Take a right. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I was picturing a warehouse environment where they solve a similar type problem. Like you know, I, I need to find whatever toothbrushes so we can ship them out of Amazon and it guide you there. You know, the, it, Dead Space or, or whatever. <laughs> I think the possibilities are limitless, especially if you can interact with it. Like, um, if you could have a computer display, like in the Matrix when they're operating the gates of the uh, of Zion, they've got everything's virtual. They're just reaching around in the air and grabbing things and moving them around. Like, if you could do that, then then the limitations are, are, are there are no limitations to what you could do with this thing. You could, you could operate anything with it, control anything with it. Really cool technology. If nothing else, it it seems like a, an amazing asset for educational stuff. Like. I feel like being able to visualize algebra right there in the air and, and, and plotting line graphs. Like, there's so many things that would be easier if you could just see it, not on a piece of flat paper in 2D. Yeah, it's interesting. Cause it, so there's it's three ways to learn that I, I, I think I have this right. There's uh, auditory learners, right, who really need to be told a thing. There, there are people who can read and, and retain it that way. And then there's visual learners, you know, you know, people who like manipulate and see things to learn. And I feel like pretty much now... If you're not a read learner, you're fucked. You know, like it. I guess there's a lecture where you get a one-time chance to hear it, and they don't talk to you directly. They talk to a whole sea of people. But really, you need to be able to read and learn on your own to succeed in school. With this thing, it opens up a whole other learning path. Yeah. You know, you could dissect an ear. You know, like it, it. How do you learn anatomy and physiology? Kyle's example was great. You know, you could really take the thing apart and put it back together and see how it works 
in a way that maybe a textbook couldn't do for you. Not just a person. You could have a virtual, you know, like some things are expensive to work on. You could have a virtual automobile there maybe you could work on. And I don't even know if, it's, if you can interact with the things you're seeing, but it seems like the logical next step for sure. Even if you've just got a glove and only the glove can touch it, maybe you can't fuck the things you're seeing. But, you know, you can touch them and they'll react then. Because then you could have virtual books that you're flipping through if you want to be the ultimate, like, hipster douchebag. You're wearing, like, this $10,000 headset reading, like, a virtual book and yeah, flipping using pages. using that to put the vinyl record on. <laughs> <laughs> the second highest rated comment is interesting. All that secrecy and you release an amateur video perfectly composed with a pretty girl in the background and a simulated lack of gimbal. Stop it with the media BS. Either you have something or you don't. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I know what the concept is, but they definitely didn't show me that they have anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the first look at it. So you know, I, it's just a teaser. They're just trying to get word of mouth going, maybe. I guess I, I want to see more, like like everyone, I suppose. That's cool though. Five hundred million is a huge investment. Yeah, yeah, for a solar system in an office. <laughs> worth every penny yeah. I knew where all those planets were what the yeah. fuck <laughs> can you name every planet Merka on the spot go Force. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars uh, Saturn, Jupiter Uranus, Neptune Pluto or, you, not Pluto uh, <laughs> you, you got uh, Mercury, Mars Venus, and uh, Jupiter Earth, inversed Mars, inverted. no, Mercury all of the terrestrial planets are first, and then the gas giants. So it's Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, uh, Jupiter. Then Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. Yeah, because Jupiter comes before the rings. There you go. Look at that. Fourth grade. My very excellent God. mother just sat under new pines. That's your mnemonic device. My very excellent device. mother just sat under new pines. That's the mnemonic device for remembering the planets. Under new now. So no Pines, no Pluto. Ah, depends who you ask. It's a rocky planetoid. You saw the pictures of it. It looked pretty planetary. I and looked I at it and... It had ice on it. And there are bigger things out there that yeah. are not planets. And one of the qualifications was that it really needed to like sort of clear its orbit of other things. You know, like it, you're not a planet... If there's asteroids and stuff just floating around, not giving a shit about you, um, you have to be like Earth or Jupiter where you've sucked in all the local stuff. Now you're a planet. And apparently Pluto has not done that. I think it was also because they were like, okay, well, now that we have better sight out there, if we're going to call Pluto a planet, there was like something else, like a little further away called like Chiron or something. There's I thought it started with an E. I forget. Oh. There's a uh, lot of planets out there. That are... Yeah, they, they're like, okay, well, if we're going to keep Pluto, we got to add like 60 others. And that's going to be a really long paragraph of mnemonic devices for kids to remember. Yeah, yeah you got to tell so the whole story let's just, then. just cut that one off and uh, call it eight. Yeah. I just saw that they were going to re uh, release um, The Martian in IMAX, which is really lame because I already watched it in a, uh, a smaller screen. It was, a, it was the biggest screen uh, next to IMAX, below IMAX, but still, it wasn't, it wasn't IMAX. Mm. They're going to release it for a week. That was some other movie that they got out Iris. of Oh, that E-R-I-S, I think. What? E-R-I-S. I'm going to Isn't that Pluto's moon? Iris. It's bigger than Pluto. Oh, then I'm totally off. Um, My but, space knowledge isn't up to par. Yeah, mine either. 
they're calling it the 10th planet, but I think that it's a dwarf planet. It would depend on who, which... Uh, yeah, that's Pluto's moon. I would say it depends on which astronomer you ask, probably. I'm sure there are some who would stand by Pluto, and, and I think Neil degra- uh, deGrasse Titans... I'm turning into you! What have you done to me? It's infectious. <laughs> My apologies. Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, I think he's one of those guys who's like, Pluto, you know, is a Pluto denier. Let's call him that. I like that. He's a Pluto that. denier? He's a Pluto denier, yeah. <laughs> I'm with him. I, I looked at, like, I, I read the cases for knocking down Pluto as a planet, and it was like, yeah, I guess. It, if you haven't met the, the qualifications, then you're not a planet. We just called it that because we saw it back when we didn't know how much stuff was out there. Now there's bigger things than Pluto that aren't planets. Pluto hasn't cleared out its orbit. Sorry, Pluto, keep working. Maybe you'll collect some mass uh, and, and become a planet someday. got to build some mass before you can carve you into a planet. <laughs> Awful. Um, do you want to do an AMA question? Sure. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, here it is. Kyle, when you go to give Woody his flamethrower, will you bring whatever the clip of him being shot in the head is on so he can help get it uploaded? Yeah, I'm I, I gonna have to do something with it. I, I, I can't. The problem, like I've said, is like. One of my computers, I don't have the correct editing software to, to render it out. The other one, the, uh, the card reader is fucked up. So I'm not exactly sure what to do. I guess I guess I can Dropbox it to myself and then open it on that one. I've got it on my computer. Like it's right you know here. how I, I say that my, um, like, oh, my Xbox isn't hooked up. And you're like... This is a very solvable problem. And I'm like, no, 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 it's harder than you think because I have to like set up my recording devices. There's HDMI switches and repeaters and shit like that so that I can record and play and do all those things. And then I think it was Chiz who was like, Woody, if you wanted to do this, do you think it would be done in an hour? Well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I've got plenty of HDMI cables I started, like, like, I have devoted an hour to this. Like, like, there was one day where I sat down and I was, like, I was trying to render this thing out. And it was a while before I realized my software was the issue because it, it just was. And, and then I was like, all right, well, I got to get on the other computer. So, I, you know, I take the micro SD upstairs. I try I put it in the other computer. It won't read it. So, I spent the whole day trying to figure that out. Why won't this thing read it? And then I was like, oh, all right, well, well, we'll go get an adapter. Something this goes into and then it's like a USB and that'll plug into the other computer. Edit it there. No, that won't work either. It won't read the USB. The USB port got fried. As soon as I stuck it in there, it went, yee! It made that noise. But and mo- it never most computers again. I know of have like five USBs. Yeah, I know. I tried all of them. Hmm. All of, I tried all of the USBs, uh, uh, just moving cables around. I, it just wouldn't go on there. So now I've got it. It's micro SD stuck in the USB. It's uh, upstairs sitting on a table. Uh, not quite sure what to do with it. Uh, I guess I guess the answer is fucking. Put it in the, the mail. Thing. Put it in the mail, and I'll get that shit done. <laughs> it's it, well, like it's like gigs and gigs. It's it, it was a 64 gig micro SD, and there's like 40 gigs of video. And the little clip of you getting shot in the head is within a 25 minute video clip, like out in the middle of it. And so, like, I have to Dropbox like 25. Like, I have to Dropbox all that shit to myself and then render it. I guess that's the tip, the the way to do it. Um. But yeah, I, I'll get it up. I, I saw you guys want it. I'll uh, I'll get it done. It's it's gonna be. It's, it's not gonna live up to to, to this at this point because it's it's yeah, too much. Hype. It's him running. I don't know. It's it's you see you getting shot in the head. And you can tell like as soon as it happens, you like head down like react to it, and it's 
we'll get to it. I, I think that's what I got to do now. That I think about is Dropbox it to my. To yeah, I didn't cry or anything, but I I remember if I remember Should right, have. head snap back, and then afterwards I was just like, you know, feeling the blood. Blood. It didn't. Um, it wasn't like I was squirting blood, but yeah. it was uh-huh. like the skin had shifted out of place by a centimeter, and it was all seeping a good amount yeah. of blood, like enough to drip, you know, like you touch it and you're like, oh shit. And like someone had bad. given you the old three fingers. <laughs> <crap>. Someone <laughs> gave me their like microfiber or something and I, I sort of applied direct pressure and it was hard to get it to stop bleeding and it looked terrible. Oh, and it, we don't, I don't think, so I don't know how much footage there is of the rest of it, but it swelled up to like half a tennis ball, you know, like it was just giant on my forehead. It was real bad. Um, I had a knot. I've still got a knot up here from getting shot with a paintball. And, like, it had been there for so long. And it, I started, But then I started remembering Joe talking about you, like, rubbing it out and it being incredibly painful. But that's the way. And I've been doing that a little every day. And it shrinks every day. But I just have to, like, roll my thumb on it as hard as I can and it's, until it's excruciating. And I, and I start crying a little. Then I stop for the day. <laughs> and I've been doing that every day. And it shrunk a good bit. It's just a, a, a it's- knot. I'm getting shot with, and you know, you take it right there on the bone. Yeah. It's Those are the worst. I, sh- I should wear a head wrap. I've got a pile of head wraps. I just don't. It's so hot. Yeah. It's worth the rare bump to not be sweaty constantly. Yeah. I think. I don't know if I can find it, but I think I took daily pictures of you my... You had such an ugly knot. I mean, it looked like someone hit you in the head with a ball peen hammer. It was it was like a cartoon knot, and it wasn't. It, and as bad as that is, it wasn't even the worst injury I saw that day. My my phone is broken, so forgive this. But this is the knot on the day of, and oh, I look at that grimace. I don't even think that showed the bulk of it. And then like here it is the next day, and then here it is the next day. And this is interesting to me. I'll show it to you guys in a second, but. I'm like furrowing my brow and it's so swollen that I have no wrinkles on the other side of my head. Yeah, yeah I remember like you're trying that. To be yeah. Clever. yeah, like I, I do one of these deals, but one side is so swollen that it doesn't work. He, he just put a Band-Aid on it and he was trying to figure out, does it look better or like, worse I with a Band-Aid? Y- over- this is me on the airplane. <laughs> and uh i i that's that's how <laughs> that's i flew. That's when the black eyes set in. This Double is, black eyes. This is like the way home. Um... I guess this might be the next day. Look at how the, the swelling had went down and like closed one of my eyes. Oh, it it's pretty shitty. And because you rubbed it. Because Joe told me to. He's like, you know, yeah, you, know. he's like, you got to sort of rub the swelling out. He's like, your eyes going to close. It's going to get black, but that, you know, just sort of push it out and get the oh. flow. Here's me just continuing to to heal up. I guess. I've seen a lot of bad ones in, in, in paintball. <laughs> I really have, but that is that is definitely top five worst paintball shots I've ever seen. Uh, ever. <laughs> I, I've I've seen some real nasty ones where the skin gets blasted off or something. And Here, this is that, like I think I'm nearly a week later, and look at how my eye is like swollen shut still, and it's black and yeah. blue. Man, that guy must have felt bad. Um, this Remember is. That? <laughs> I'm almost healed up here. It. it but man, I, it's weird having like a, it's not that big a deal to me, but um, like everyone sees it and it's like, at what point do I get to stop looking silly? Yeah. It's a big lump. It looks like in 
movies and cartoons like when they portray like a developing demon and it hasn't quite protruded yet but like yeah. one horn's about to come and out it's about to sprout a horn mm-hmm. I, I was joking like when we were in uh, Chicago I was like when you know when we were at meals and stuff I, I was like we should act like we're gay lovers and that I'm abusive <laughs> and then I did that to you I thought that would be funny <laughs> like, everybody asked everybody was like, oh god this what has happened? to be like nine days out and I was mouthing off yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I deserved it it's I my it. fault um and I, I fell. In, I ran into a doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> that's the last picture I took. But yeah, I was gonna put that series of shit photos on Twitter or something. I don't know. I just never did. Waitress is like, "What happened to you?" I should be, don't worry about it. She's clumsy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> fell down the they stairs were, yeah, again. Yeah, I'm clumsy. I'm clumsy. Very clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy shot me in the head. I don't know. It wasn't necessarily his fault. Like you might argue that you're supposed to look where you're shooting, but I did just run across his line of fire. And the nature of it is you kind of pop out and shoot. It's not like you go out and really confirm that the line of sight is clear. That's uh, Yeah, I think when you see it, um, you'll see that, like, it really it wasn't his fault at all. It wasn't anybody's fault. Like, I mean, you, just, you didn't think you'd get shot when you ran through that doorway, and he didn't think anybody would be running through that doorway. But both of those things happened simultaneously. and uh, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's, it's so completely for the day sapped my enthusiasm for paintball you know oh it definitely did i think yeah, i put on the forums like and then i was just done you know i was done playing and kitty's like don't write that people are gonna think you got bored or is like, that i got injured i got injured <laughs> and it sapped the fight out of me it happens uh, no you weren't injured you were wounded because it was in battle Ooh, i like it i got a, a purple heart yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. you deserve some kind of medal for that yeah, at least a free paintball place hot dog it's just something <laughs> <laughs> i would take that their burgers were good they were pretty good yeah, yeah. i remember that all right do you guys want to call it a show sure. uh yeah i think so all right did we yeah i'm sorry i was like did we do both ad reads but actually one was the um yeah one was the the form yeah yeah the... covered our bases i believe all right thank you so much dollar shave club for your sponsorship we love you guys and you make us sexy and then don't forget the survey uh, i'll put a link in the description and uh, you can fill that out and help us get the the best advertisers and such yep. so all right painkiller already episode 253 holy shit see you later